I, I wish I could capture this feeling we had. We went out to this field. It was all mud. It was, it was in the middle of nowhere. And we're like just – and it's raining and we're sliding in mud and we're laughing and we have my car doors open. We got booze in the trunk. We're drinking. The music blaring out of our car, probably Tool or, or Helmet at the time. Yeah. That was what we were obsessed with. We're all – me, PJ, Tyler, Chad, uh, fucking Tabre. We're all sliding in the mud and all of a sudden – a, we see a train coming and everyone goes guys let's jump the train and we're like what? fuck it let's jump the train so my idea of fun was killing everyone my idea of fun was killing everyone my idea of fun was killing everyone I Redoing this intro. Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I'm Ari Shafir. What number is this? Four? Four time? But why not do it right? It's a giant episode. Why not get it correct? It's a massive, massive, rotund, ghastly obesity of an episode. It's a fat, fat episode, you guys. Gigantic, overweight episode. Burke Kreischer's on the podcast today, makes his return after, uh, I don't know, maybe a year since he's last been on. Good to have him back. Burt's got a new special out right now called Secret Time. It's on the Netflix Comedy Network. It's on Netflix. Um, great job, Burt. I, I, when, when we taped the episode, which was uh, two weeks ago today or something like that, um, I had not yet watched it. I have since watched it, and it's fucking awesome. Bert captures honestly like nobody else. No, you know what? He 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 brings this party vibe on stage, and I was gonna say like no, but here, here's what you're trying to go for when you're filming a special. You're trying to capture the vibe of the performance. So there have been some that have done that. Dice did it at Madison Square Garden. The the grandness of it. Dane Cook did it a little bit too. Um. But in terms of that fucking come hang out and party, it really is like Edinburgh, you guys, which I just talked to Bert and he wants to go. So pressure. I mean, there's no way he's actually going to do it, but he would love to do it. I mean, there's no way he's going to do it. But why not? Why not bring the whole family, Bert? You can bring the whole family out. People do that for a month. You get a flat. You all go live in Scotland for a month. That could be cool. All of August. And you can get drunk every night. I don't know how you're going to do that coming home at fucking 4 a.m. into a small apartment. I don't know how that's going to work. But your kids would like it. Your chickens would die. But your kids would like it. Anyway, um, so when you're in Edinburgh and you're fucking hanging out with your pals and fucking 5 o'clock rolls or 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, you just go like, we've been drinking. Let's let's drink over here. Let's, let's go. There's a comedy show. I don't know. Let's drink at that thing. So that's what people end up doing. They just spend an hour at a free show, having a good time there instead of out at a bar. And then as soon as the show's over, you get another pint, you go back to drinking, you talk about what you just saw. Bert brings that party vibe. And this special fucking captured it. Hilarious also. You can bring that party vibe however you want, you know? Like Andrew WK does it through music. Um, ooh, Andrew WK. Maybe I'll have that as an intro song. Anyway, Bert does it through comedy, through hilarious comedy. Um, you want to watch the special Secret Time it's on Netflix right now you want to watch it and honestly if you can manage to watch it with a friend while you're drinking 
even better. Even better. Um, I wonder how, how long he spent trying to fucking find the t-shirt that he wore for 19 seconds of the special. Um, well, it's massive, so let's not even get to it. It's, the episode's all about fun. That's what we decided to talk about, fun. Um, I'm calling it episode 336. Fun is a four-letter word. And honestly, not many people have more fun than Burt Kreischer. He is always smiling. He's always having a good time, whether it be through partying, through drinking, or just hanging out with your friends. We talked about fun, how it was when we were kids, how, what it's become when we were adults, how what he sees his children having fun, and how much he wants to be part of it. The way women and men, or boys and girls anyway, uh, have different kinds of fun, from what he can see from his daughters to what he knew from himself. Um, and honestly, we had fun when we were doing it. Haven't We had a cigar in, the, in my backyard, and then we had another cigar. We paused a little bit in here because uh, it, it started to rain, and we had to like run inside. And then by the time we got back out, it, we like huddled under a tree and... I'm just telling you now, it went a little ambient noise. I hit the wrong button on my recorder. So about two or three minutes in there, it's ambient noise. And then it gets back into it. Um, and then right before that, it's when Bert, we were talking about how we do- planned to donate all that money to Children's Hospital. I know this is getting old, you guys, but it's, I've got fucking six, seven grand towards 11 in this fucking GoFundMe.com slash Evil Bert. And it's just sitting there until I can fucking f- f- get the last dollars. I need to finish it up. GoFundMe.com slash Evil Bert. What are we at now? 7328 of 10961 All the money goes to Children's Hospital. Fuck, that means another 3643 dollars Nope, $33. Anyway, um, if you want to donate, please do. <laughs> We're going to do this money. Bert won't help. He's the one who fucking pledged it. He won't help. Uh, so I'm about to go to Austin. Cap City Comedy Club, one of my favorite clubs. Arguably the best club in the country. I mean, there's an argument to be made for that. Definitely top 10 in anybody's book. It's fucking great. I love playing there. It's my first time back since I did my special. I get to see the backdrop as it is now without the lighting behind it. Bring an Adrian Appalucci. I'm getting an Airbnb with a fire pit. Um, should be fun. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited we're going to Austin. So it's this week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, oh, the Yom Kippur is that day too, huh? Well, we'll have a somber Wednesday. <laughs> Not really. Um, um, yeah, Yom Kippur on Wednesday. <laughs> or does it start Tuesday night? I don't know. I'm going to do Dudley and Bob also. Um, um, anyway, it should be a fun time in Austin. Then I've also got a few other shows, my European tour. You guys should all know about, let me just say the date starts November 16th in Reykjavik, but, and it ends December 9th in Zurich. Oh, and then maybe right after that, Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. But in between, I got Stockholm, Stavanger, Oslo, Brighton, Manchester, Dublin, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Berlin, London, did I say? Manchester, Brighton, London, Dublin, um, Stockholm, Brussels. All the tickets are available at AriTheGreat.com right now, as they are for Cap City, as they are for my storytelling show in Phoenix, October 27th, um, 11.30 p.m., stand up live. Um, what else do I got? That's it, right? Oh, I got some in-town New York shows. 
October 30th, storytelling show at the actual Comedy Cellar, 7 p.m. At the actual Comedy Cellar. They moved the regular lineup over to the Village Underground, where I've done shows before. That means we get to do, it's got to be 7 instead of 8, a show, a storytelling show at the actual Comedy Cellar. Oh, I'm excited for that one. And then the most excited I am is November 11th. Um, Shooter, a live table read, November 11th with Danish and O'Neill. Help me run it. Uh, at Bell House. It's part of the new. It's now part of the New York Comedy Festival, so that's why tickets aren't on sale until I guess the twenty fourth. Hopefully, I can get them up a little earlier, but I guess the twenty fourth. You want to jump on those tickets fast. Um, twenty bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start the episode. Oh, that's that that storytelling show is going to be fun. Um, speaking of fun, oh, there we go, full circle. Watch Secret Time on Netflix. Uh, oh, by the way, the whole time we were doing this, so it was like 78 degrees outside, maybe 80. So when I met Bert, he was so hot from walking. I, I don't even know how far he walked. In fairness to him, it could have been 30 minutes. I don't know. But I think it was like from the subway, which is a six-minute walk away. Either way, he got so hot that he stopped at a thrift store and bought himself a skirt. So the whole time we're out there smoking cigars, he's wearing a fucking skirt. So if you hear me reference that... Um, that's what that is. He's wearing a fucking skirt for no reason at all to look. But no, he's not fat. No, no, he's not fat. This episode's fat, though. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. Yeah, keep it short. Episode 336, Happy Yom Kippur. Episode 336, fun is a four-letter word with Brad Kreislop. No, I said that wrong. With Brad Krishlop. Nope, I said it wrong. Brent Kreislop. Nope, I said it wrong. Bard Krishlop. Nope. With Burt Kreislop. Oh, I had it. Brett Crowns. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shavir's Captain Episode 336. Fun is a four-letter word. Burt Kreischer starts now. Levels correctly. Hello. Um, but before we get started, your new special is out right now on Netflix. <laughs> Why did you call it obesity? What was the reasoning behind? Well, Ralphie's out of the picture, and I figured, <laughs> you know, Ralphie actually. Uh, I was doing this thing on Cowhead's Cruise, mm-hmm. and I was and I, I was high, and I was drunk, and I was just on stage, and I and I was, five, I think I was going up before Ralphie, and I was just fucking around and I was just telling secrets you buried him no yeah he, dude he murdered so hard that show really he did he had this joke about medium dick mediocre dick have you ever heard it no well you won't hear it now I, I, I mean no joke if you could steal a dead man's bit I'd steal this bit it's it was good. so fucking good man you you don't want big dick ladies you want medium dick you don't want the kind of dick leaving your pussy looking like a horse reaching for a sugar cube <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I was, I went up and I just was doing secrets. I just was telling secrets, just telling secrets, like legit secrets. Like uh, I got the clap in college, and I just tell the story. And I go secret time. I got the clap in college, and and Ralphie was dying laughing. And he, and I just was one of the secrets was sometimes the two ones I opened the special with, 
And uh, really, yeah, two, from back then, from the, on that stage, and Ralphie just thought they were so funny. He goes, he goes, he's like, you got to call your special secret time and just tell those secrets every now and then, sprinkle them in. He goes, it's a great bit, and it's a great running bit of just like every now and then you'll tell a secret. And what happened is I started telling it on my, doing it on my podcast, but legit, I'd tell secrets. Like I'd be like secret time, and then almost like people that listen to the podcast knew, oh, don't don't tweet out about this, <laughs> and so. When we got down to the thing, it was like I was going to call it Burnt Chrysler at first because I thought that would be funny. Yeah. I, I didn't want you know you you want to like separate yourself from like you want to add to add to the your story as opposed to tell the same story. Yeah, we're good back there, right? What nobody's back there. There's a black chick. Really? Yeah, and a Chinese guy. How do I not see them? Camouflage? Yeah, you're like it's super quiet back there. No, he's Mexican. Oh. The black I think they're doing work on the yard. I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I assume they don't speak our language. <laughs> I think the black chick might. Uh, what? Where is that one? That's a sculpture. That's not a black chick. No, that, no, it's, no. That's a Mexican dude. Wait, what are you looking at? Those two are Mexicans. Yeah, there's yeah. Oh, you see, there's a table full of them. Hey, hola. Hello. And then where's the black chick? She's over there. She's grilling something, I think. Oh, she, I, I think she might have walked inside. I see it now. I see it now. There, she's talking. Okay, okay. There's a bunch of people there. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Yeah. Secret time. Netflix. Very happy with it. Um, that's cool. That's a cool yeah. way to do it. When was that show with Ralphie? Uh, it was like right before he died. That was one of the, one of the times I was like, he's not going to be around much longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was me and Cowhead, or Mike Calta, I should call him. And uh, we couldn't get him out of his room. He was in his room. We were on the clue seven days. He left his room twice. No fucking way. Yeah, and we Dude, were. And you tried by the end. There was no way. We tried desperately to have good conversations with him and be like, I told him on that cruise. We were talking one night, and I said, you should definitely do that residency in Vegas. I think it'll get you healthy. Didn't he already do it? Wasn't he doing it? He was. That's where he died. Was in Vegas doing his residency. Oh, hmm. but I, yeah, I know, I know. I definitely thought about that when I found out he died. Because <laughs> uh, someone said this, Smash Brothers were like, uh, he needed to be on the road because on the road he had to move. He was forced to move around. Oh, and in Vegas he was just left to his vices, I guess. Interesting stuff you don't think about in terms of what's going to affect somebody. I need to be home. Why? I think I'd I think I'd be a, have a happier and fuller life if I was off the road as more. And I I, I do the road different than you and Tom and Joe. And How do you do it without a shirt? I do it by myself. Yeah, I don't like Joe. Joe does it where you know you guys all travel together and it's a it's a party. You're with each other. Yeah. You work out. You eat dinner together. Tom does it a little bit like that, but he does less of the road. He does like maybe two weeks a month, one week a month, one week a month. Yeah, but goes hard for a week. No, no, no. Just does like. No, oh, really. Is does that because like, he has a new kid, or is that because it's always been the way he does? He doesn't like to be on the road too much. And I'm doing three weeks a, a month, and sometimes I'm doing like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in theaters and flying and performing Why every you day. That much. You're still operating at a time when you didn't make as much money, so you needed to. But you're making far more now. I know because I feel like so you, you can I make like the it, same and and spend more time. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's. Always going away. You're a flash in the pan. Yeah, everyone as, is. As, everyone as, is. As, a, as a whatever Booker has said. Yeah, um, but as a Booker said, yeah. I'm a flash in the pan. <laughs> yeah. I heard him say that and I went, Man, maybe I am. Fuck it, I got to make oh, all the money while I can. Good point, though. <laughs> yeah, good point. I think yeah. I'll fucking I'm race to get this way. money. <laughs> I'm just saying as you get more successful, you can either go up in money or time. So why not go up in time? 
once you've already made the amount of money, amount of money that you need, then just go up in time. It doesn't work like that. It works like that for you because you have a very fixed income. Fixed income? Meaning fixed like cost. Fixed cost, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. for me, I have braces, I have private Yeah, but that's school. always going to come. You already know you're nut, so you're already making it. So now yeah. you spend more time. But then if you told me I could double my nut. Right, right, right. Just by doing an extra week a month. How many? All right, I guess, man. It just I, I do. It's, 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 it's something fundamentally me and Tom will disagree on, me and you will disagree on, and me and Joe will disagree on. Why don't you do like a, a, a one night a week show in L.A. or something where you make some fucking, well, that's not going to be enough money. It's actually grand a week or something. Yeah. It's like, for what, five grand? Yeah. Dude, it's, this tour, I'm not, I'm not announcing it yet, obviously. I'm not allowed to, I guess. Or maybe I'm Why? supposed to. I don't know. Why are you not allowed to? Because they're weird about how you announce tours. Who's they? The tour companies? Uh, yeah. The people. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. They're like, yeah, if you're, yeah. Who? The fucking, pe- the promoters. Oh. They like t- they give you a date where you can announce tickets on sale and oh my god it's so stupid I, it's, just for last try to do that to me I mean they did it to me They're like take that down how could you say your show I'm like I have a yeah. show that we're supposed to announce I'm like so what if some people know ahead of time yeah are they going to be less likely to want to get tickets I know Tom told me Tom was he was like don't announce your tour until your special's been up for at least four weeks I was like really he was like yeah 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 because you need you want everyone to see it you want it to it'll keep building it'll keep building. You want everyone to see what the special? Oh, you mean only say about the special? Like, yeah, he's like, don't promote your, don't say your tour dates until everything's locked and loaded. How was it with the special? The first, how long has it been out now? A week. A week. So, has it come off the front page yet? No, it's It's still still on the front page. Trending still. As like new this week kind of stuff. No, no, no. It's just like what people are watching. Right. It, It was number one trending for like a week, and then Ozarks came out. And now it's number two. Wow. Did you get recognized a bunch off it? Dude, I went in and bought sunglasses at Sunglass Hut. To get away from it? No, no, no. no. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, I wish I had thought of that angle. Oh, that's so funny. No, on my way here, I went into Sunglass Hut, and the girl selling me sunglasses was taking her time with it. Yeah. And then in the middle, she goes, a Puerto Rican chick, such a hot accent. She goes... Yo, are you uh, the shirtless comedian on Netflix? And I go, I am. She goes, Oh, I'm watching that shit tonight. We watched, we started last night. Your shirt was off, and my boyfriend's like, Yo, 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 this is the machine. We gotta. Oh my god, uh, what? And I swear to God, and I was like, Oh my god. And then the girl who had sold me the sunglasses, not the one I'm paying, the ones that sold me the sunglasses, was like, Wait, who are you? And I said, I'm a comedian. And then a guy in the back goes, who's buying sunglasses, goes, Oh shit, the machine. What, dude? It, it, man, that Netflix. You said it to me first. You're like. Being on the front page of Netflix, just yeah. me, you don't realize how many people it is. The very first day, I just had people walking past me in the street going, Bert. Yeah, and they might not even, they might have just seen the trailer. They just saw, all they seen is a picture. Yeah, and they maybe just saw the picture, but like, oh yeah, there's that guy. Yeah, Bert. And you're like, hey, you had said it to me, and I was blown the fuck away. I didn't expect it. I know, I expected it to be big, but that first week, I told you, I, I, this is what I like to say, but I felt like the mayor of New York. Everywhere I went, people were like, oh, you're that guy. Yeah. Oh, hey, man. Like, yeah. just on, on a bike, people are on the sidewalk passing by me. Oh, hi. It's a good feeling. I mean, I, I I understand that, you know, you're not supposed to want fame, but, like, being recognized for something you love to do. Well, that's the thing. If you if you get recognized for that, the pure, just just the, what you make your fucking recognition yeah, of yourself. what you on. love to do. Yeah, then it's like, oh, yeah, you like my thing. Oh, great. Yeah, you like sure. what I do. Thank you. I think that, that that's intoxicating in the sense where you're like, wow, that was crazy. That yeah. just made my, my serotonin go up. Uh-huh. And they just keep walking and pass by. So yeah. It's like a long in New York, dude, getting recognized in New York is no one stops for pictures. 
They don't have time. You don't yeah. have time. They don't have time. I watched a guy do a stutter step today, and he goes, Bert, great special. Just kept going. He just kept going. You could see he was like, I got, I got only got time for you, brother. You know what I'm getting a lot of now? What? A, a walk by, just like turn the head, don't come off the pace at all. Ari Shafir, and I turn and go, Bert's fat? And then just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> and I just go, so fat. And then so fat. And whoever I'm with talking is like, what just happened? And I was like, that's this guy, no Bert. Oh. Like, is he fat? I'm like, apparently a lot of people think he is. Yeah, it's, uh. You were looking. Okay. Shut up. What were you going to say? You were looking good in one of those pictures Tom sent me. Yeah. He was worried about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm The one with the leotard? Yeah. You know I'm, what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. black kind of. I'm fluctuating back and forth about, no joke, about 10 pounds, depending on whether or not I'm home. He was upset by it, dude. What? That that you were looking good. He was like, look at this. And I was like, wait, that, he actually looks good there. He goes, I know, it's a problem. It was a triathlon picture. Yeah. Yeah. It was a triathlon picture. I, was in, I wasn't drinking That's for like best shape, you're a saying. week leading up. I was, I was in really great shape. I was swimming a lot. Yeah. My, and I think my body was uh, morphing better. Like, it was like changing and I, I, I ran into joe and joe said the same thing and he's like he's like it's these uh these physical activities you're putting yourself into yeah. it just i didn't have room for booze i just was like i need to train i'm scared about this swim mm. i need to train and so i just stopped drinking and I, I stopped drinking after the triathlon for another like week and then i started doing press for this and i was like oh, i'm boozing all boozing i'm yeah like it's also you're in new york i'm in new york i'm it's out with big j every booze night town it's the booze town pizza every fucking night sure, who doesn't know. ben's ben's fucking cat calls me as i walk past it <laughs> yo bitch i see you you got a fat ass and i'm like oh <laughs> god damn i fucking love ben's new york pizza when you're drunk coming out of the cellar of the fat black it's right there it's right there and it's and so they always you just have anything fresh and they go uh this one like that's one i'll take yep I, I dude i went back to old habits of like piece of cheese piece of pepperoni cheese just warm pepperoni heated up and then w- eat the cheese there while the pepperoni heats up, and then walk with the pepperoni. Wow. Dude, I murdered pizza last night. Wow. Old things I haven't thought about in forever. Walking upstairs going, I got to remember I might choke on this pizza. Because <laughs> you're walking upstairs and bouncing? <laughs> you're upset, walking upstairs eating pizza while you're walking? It's just been, and it's been great, dude. And, and especially, it's like, how am I not going to booze? Like, I ran into Colin Quinn. Yeah. Who I'm, is like my, one of my heroes. Yeah. And I talked to him for like 30 minutes. And I'm just like at the set, just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. Oh my god, it's the best. And they're like, Bert, the you want another drink?" And I was like, "Yeah, of yeah, course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah." Dude, it's the best. You're walking down towards a fat black or whatever, and then you pass him, and you just him and him and like to Stefano or something are talking, and yeah. you just like talk for ten minutes, and you walk on. And you're like, "Oh, these are the fucking best people in the world." I talked to Colin Quinn about Tough Crowd for like twenty minutes. Did you That's see the my- thing with him and Norton on on Jim and Sam arguing about getting it going again? No, it's a good clip. Really. Yeah, he just keeps going like, no, it's not working anymore. And it's all people just going like, have you ever thought about doing it on Netflix? He goes, no, listen, whatever you think, I've thought of it. Yeah. Have you ever thought of YouTube? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, oh, have I know, yeah, I've considered all of those. <laughs> he said the only place he could do it right is on Anthony Cumia's network. He said everyone else would have notes and try to drag it down and not let him do it right anymore. Really? Yeah. I did Anthony's show the other day and it's had fun. more fun. It's fun. I, you know, Back I'd, to basics. Let's just make fun of stuff yeah. and have a good time. It was, it was very different than what I remember the last time I went in. I think he was still reeling from the... He's not trying to prove that he's not a racist anymore or try to prove that he's yeah. not a fucking anything anymore. He's just like, no, let's get back to having fun again. Dude, I told him at the end, I was like, man, I was a big fan of Opie and Anthony. You know that. And I'd always wanted to play with you the way that Jim and <sighs> Patrice would. It. And 
I man, he was so fucking fun. I came up with three He's like bits. Steph Curry. The way he passes, it's like he just like leads you so well. I would come up with a premise and then he would just he would almost like bounce past it to you like yeah. and like and but and then tag it. He was fucking great. I had three premises. The one was what I wish they made strip clubs instead of like all different types of girls. I wish they did ty- uh different eras of girls. So they bring out one like 1970, and she'd be dressed as 1970, uh-huh. and all the rules applied to 1970. <laughs> They're like 1800s, and she has like wolf pussy, and just and and Anthony just, just tags it and ta- I, literally, I'm like, I'm like, I came up with a, that premise and a couple of the premises like on the fly, just talking, and I was yeah. like, I'm gonna go back and listen to that audio and see if I can write those into bits. <sighs> yeah, he's the best. Those really, old shows were so much fun, and and uh, and and. Um, Dave Landau was fucking amazing. Yeah, I like Dave Landau. Dude, he was great. Yeah, I, 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 this press run's been great. I've been every night going and doing the bonfire. Really? Smoking with them downstairs. Tito's upstairs. Yeah. Two hours, and then Jay's always like, want to go downtown? And you're like, yeah. Every where are you staying? What time are you staying at? Uh, uh, the 50 Oh, near Bowery, Midtown? The 50 Bowery. Oh. Yeah, you should stay down here. Yeah, I stayed. I guess I, it's easier to get to press fast. It's easier to get to press uptown, but I like staying down at the Bowery. Like downtown, yeah, yeah, better. yeah. yeah. You're, you're around shit. Then you can stumble home too, especially on a warm summer night. You can just walk home. I was uh, my my main goal is to been uh, hit a take a hit of weed as my last call. Like take a hit of weed, giggle a little bit, and be like, I'm fucking out, and then just go home and then pass out hard as fuck. As your last, call. oh, I get yeah, it. like like for not the night. and not do like one more drink. Just take yeah. a hit of weed because that'll call it for me. And be like, now I'm going home. I did it last night at Gas Digital. You know where I lived? I decided I did a I did a 30 minute radius around the comedy cellar because I was like, I'm probably gonna end up there late at night. 30 minute walking radius. Are and you 30 like, minute walk from the comedy yeah, cellar? I'm right here. I'm as far as I've ever been. And it's tw- it's like 26, 27. Really? Yeah. Man, that place was fun as fuck the other night. I got there right after you left. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's a f- that's just fucking amazing, man. It's New so York stand up is. Sattel comes in, he'll insult you, keep walking. Yeah, and then I, saw like, yeah I, I saw Gary Goldman. I saw Keith. I saw. I saw everyone. Keith is uh, so Artie. mad at me. Yeah, not Artie. Artie. Artie Fuqua. Yeah, yeah, not Artie. Yeah, yeah. they're both the same. Yeah, I didn't see the other one. I saw the the black one. Fuqua. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's actually what I want to talk to you about today. What fun? The yeah. idea of fun. Oh, that's my middle name, Bert von Kreischer. Yeah. BFK. Big fun. <laughs> big fun crusher. My sister's the big to, fun. My sister used to call me Big Fun. <laughs> like, oh, big team. Yeah. Just how like how it's changed over the years, I've been thinking about it. The way you have fun, anyone, is different now than it once was. Right? What do you mean? Like how do you Because I have the, a million different answers for this. The way you have fun now, you're talking about going in, like hanging out at the comedy cellar, drinking and fucking seeing old comics and yeah. friends. But I mean like when you're like ten. Dude, I've my eternal struggle yeah. is to get back to the way I had fun when I was ten. Mm-hmm. I have talked about this ad nauseum with people of like getting back to the place where you'd be like, Hey, do you want to ride bikes? And you just ride bikes all fucking day. You come home smiling and like, what are you smiling about? I was like, I had fun. Yeah, I bought. I, I've had I've had iterations of this in my life. One day, my buddy Croy, my buddy Croy was a really amazing dude, like a really really amazing guy. Yeah, and he just one day said, uh, "Hey, let's uh, let's buy skateboards." Yeah, and we're like thirty years old, and I was like, "Okay." 
goes, let's go buy skateboards and just go bar hopping today. What? Where? In, in L.A. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay. So we went and we bought skateboards. And then, like, and it was just the giggling and the adding on of it. And he was like, we bought skateboards. And the guy's like, you're not skateboarding flip-flops, are you? And we're like, no. No. And he, the answer, no? <laughs> and he's like, you need skateboarding shoes. We're like, oh, let's get skateboarding shoes. <laughs> so we bought skateboarding shoes. And then, the, and then Croy's like... We should get some, like, element shirts, like, to look like we belong on skateboards. <laughs> and so then we buy skateboards, and then we're like, and then and we have a little money, so we're like, we should get a camera and do skateboard videos. Like, let's you just try do- to make skate videos? Dude. Why not? Have some fun. Have some fun. The and, way little kids do, and it's like, just to make it. Yeah. And just have fun and burn calories. That's the main thing of me <laughs> at the time was, like, you, you as a kid, you can eat whatever you want because you burn calories all fucking day. Yeah. And so we went bar hop, and we ended up at this. Yeah, that's right. You do burn calories all day. All fucking day. As opposed to going and getting on the treadmill for 30 minutes and hating it. Go all out. day, you're running and running and running and running. And stop for a minute, then you run more, then you stop, and you run more. It's, and, and I did that, I did that probably like, I did that with my buddy Weecho here. We bought longboards. Yeah. And we go to the, uh, to the park. And just longboard down those big streets. And you get hauling ass. And there's a time, and I think that's why I bought a snowboard, to be dead honest with you. There's a time where you start, you can't help but smile and going, this is dangerous. I'm having fun. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. I said to my, I said to Georgia, I said, listen, I'm not going to do the um, Super Bowl with you guys this year. I'm going with Ari to go snowboarding. And she's like, uh, she's like, well, I kind of want you for the Super Bowl. I was like, well, I, I need to go snowboarding with my friends. Like, I'm not. I'm a really busy winter, yeah. and I, I'm going to need the release to be with my friends and go snowboarding. And she goes, I need you to talk to mom about it. I can't not have a Super Bowl party here. And I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. She can have a Super Bowl party there. Well, no, she wants me to be there. Like, I'm... Oh. I am the ambassador of fun. When I, uh-huh. if my wife throws a party, are you fucking serious? Everyone's out of our house by six. Oh. Like, yeah, and my, it starts at four. Everyone's out by six, and my wife's like, "All right, is everyone having a good time?" If anyone says, "Is everyone having a good time?" That means, yeah, yeah. It's you don't just, have to ask. There's a few things I've learned from my wife. <laughs> if a woman's icing her back, she's not going to suck your dick. <laughs> but yeah, I, and so, um, but I love, you know, Eddie Ift and I went snowboarding and had in. Uh, he, he he surfs. I'm sure he'd be good at snowboarding. Well, he went skiing. He's an amazing skier. Is he really? And and it was fucking fun. I went snowboarding with my family in Utah over New Year's Eve. Yeah. And dude, there's a run on one of the mountains where I was going. Um, now you know I punch things up, so I'm gonna. But I okay. almost swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I was going 35 miles per hour on my snowboard. 35 knots. Per hour. Hours. I have, I have a fucking my phone clocks it. Really? I can actually probably go into the app. I believe you. I believe you for once. There we go. Yeah. And. I am hauling ass on my toes, flying down a mountain, just going, this is what life's about. This feeling you're having right now, I get why guys chase big waves. I get why Joe hunts. I get why people free dive. I get it. That moment where you almost fuck up, you know, like when you're on like cliffs or something and you're like walking and you're like, you're like, oh shit. And then you put a, and there's a little jut out. You step and you come back. You're like, oh, fuck, that could have been bad. Yeah, but you're fine. Dude, it's yeah, or you get out of control on a snowboard or skis, and you go to one leg or something. And you're like, yeah, and you come back, and you're like, whoa, stop for a second, whoa. Dude. It's it is, it is. Uh, yeah. I think it's something I've you know. One night, um, 
me and my buddies, I, I forget that we didn't, this, this isn't the right name, but I was at the time I was obsessed with Helmet and Tool, the two bands I was obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, a bar had burned down. This is one summer. A bar had burned down and all the booze had, had the labels burned off it, but it was still in the building. And we went to the building, we broke into the building, it was burned down, and we took all the booze and we put it in the back of our, my car. <laughs> and we went back and it was, just, it was a summer uh, break and we were all living in Tallahassee. And we were we had all read Hunter S. Thompson that summer. We had all just discovered mushrooms, and it was just fucking. It was a reversion to childhood. And there would be nights. No one had any responsibilities. I don't think any of us were taking classes. There would be nights where someone would just come over and go, "Hey, it's going to start raining tonight. Let's go out to the field and go slide in mud." Oh my god! And and we went out. We went. Out, I, I wish I could capture this feeling we had. We went out to this field. It was all mud. It was, it was in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, just, and it's raining and we're sliding in mud and we're laughing and we have my car doors open. We got booze in the trunk. We're drinking. The music blaring out of our car, probably Tool or, or Helmet at the time. Yeah. That was what we were obsessed with. We're all, me, PJ, Tyler, Chad, uh, fucking Tabre. We're all sliding in the mud and all of a sudden a, we see a train coming and everyone goes, Guys, let's jump the train. And we're like, fuck what? it. Let's jump the train. We all sprint. I don't know. It's almost like an animalistic, like, <laughs> carpe diem type feeling. <sighs> we sprint and realize there's a, there's a river. We jump into the river, swim across the river, climb up the fucking thing, and the train's going, and we're all trying to grab a train. And, it, and it's going too fast. And all of a sudden, my buddy PJ goes... Fuck it, let's throw rocks at it. And we just start fucking chucking rocks at a train like we're kids. And it was the greatest fucking night. And, I, and it was just it was just a, a reversion of childhood, a getting back. It's one of the things that I guess, you know, I think some people connect to when they have children and some people don't. Some people have children and go, ugh, mm-hmm. I don't want to read a book to them. I don't want to play dolls what, what with do them. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Some people have children and, and then stop having, stop connecting to their fun? Yeah, they, they didn't definitely deny it and they go... They, they, I've been there where you see spending time with your children as a avoidance of your responsibilities. It almost highlights how much more responsible you need to be and how little you need to be a child. And some people have children, and like Bobby Kelly has a child, and he has he is. I'm, I say this. I'm speaking out of school. I don't, yeah. If this offends Bobby, I apologize. But he's living the child I think he never got to have through Max. Yeah, yeah. Like going out and building a fort. Oh yeah. I don't think anyone was there to build a fort for Bobby. Did I tell you what he did, Max, with me? We spent the night over there before we went. We invited you last time, actually. Yeah, 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 the camping. camping. Yeah. And um, and so his kid comes and jumps on my back in the morning. He likes me. I don't know why. He doesn't give a fuck about Joe List. Just doesn't care. And he just loves me. And so he's jumping on my back, and I'm bucking him up. And he's like, why are you sleeping with no shirt on? <laughs> and I was like, this is why I sleep, kid. And he was like, what? And so we're bucking around, and then it's time to get out of bed. So I only have my boxers on. He was like, What? Ari sleeps in his underwear, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, whatever. I'll put on shorts, give him those shorts, and and uh, he said when we were camping, is on the way back. Dawn was like, uh, yeah, Max slept in fucking underwear and no shirt on last night. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I met when it's it's really easy to connect to your child, your inner child, when you hang out with other people's children. Well, there's no responsibility there. Yes, it's just like if they're in a good mood, I'll go with them. If they're crying, I'm not gonna think twice about it. Yeah. There was a kid, uh, yeah, Foster. My when I started first started dating Leanne, uh, she was like, "Hey, sometimes I babysit uh, these kids, Foster and Capen." 
and they're like, she's like, they live in Ohio. Their parents are going out of town. I said, I'd watch them. Are you yeah. cool to go up there with me for the weekend? Fostering like, yeah. Capet? Fostering Capen. I mean, those sound like Muppet names. Those don't sound like real names. Uh, just white privilege. Capet? Capen. 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 Yeah. How do you spell She's that? the girl. Oh, no. Yeah. Obviously, that's a girl's name. Yeah. And Foster was the boy. Foster was like, I, I'm guessing he was like eight at the time. Spell Capen for me. C-A-P-E-N. Oh, Capen. Yeah. <laughs> Such a fucking dumb idiot name. Yeah. And so we get up there and Foster's like, you know, all he's had is a dad. Never had a brother. Like he just, you know, and uh, he just comes at me with like boy energy and he's like, uh, I have a BB gun. And I was like, cool. And he's like, um, you want to go, if you want, we can go shoot my BB gun. And I was like, all right. And so we go outside and I was like, let's put some money on this. And he's like, what do you <laughs> what? mean? I go like, what kind of money you got? And he's like, I have a trust fund. And I was like, all right. Put that up. I go, let's, what you got? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Let's do like $10 a shot. I go, great. And I start milking this kid for money. Really? And it, but it's and and but you see him getting worked up, and you're having fun. And the whole weekend, all we did is target practice. Me and Foster, dude. I ran into this kid. He came out to my show in Bray. <laughs> he goes to school at USC now. He came out to my show, and he's like excited. He's like, "Do you remember when I was a kid? And you like took you you like took all the money from me?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." And he was like, <laughs> dude, that, "That was funny shit, dude." I love. There's nothing more than hang, fun than hanging out like adults, dude. This kid. Uh, Dream like it. I was like, I get it. I get it. You want to have a good time. You want to have fun. But why do you need me to talk to you like, oh, boo, you little baby? I'll just fucking treat you like an equal. But I get the idea of fun you have. I'll meet you there, and I'll treat you like a fucking normal. We went to the first Rams game this year. First Rams game ever, right? Yeah. Me and my buddy Eric and Lynn, Lynn Grews, and I call out my special. I call her cunt. Um, That's who you call cunt? Yeah, this my buddy's wife. And so. The thing is, dude, about using that word. That Lynn, she is a cunt, man. I've met her. She's a fucking cunt. <laughs> she, we go to the first Rams game, and their son shows up in a Seahawks jersey. Now, me and Eric have just dished out like what? six grand each for tickets. Like, we're Rams fans now. Those are our Rams fans. And he shows up in a Seahawks jersey. I go, what the fuck? Take off your jersey, bro. And he's like, no. He's like he's ten years old at the time, right? Yeah. And I go, dude, take off your fucking jersey. You're a Rams fan now, and he goes, Seahawks jersey. I'm a Seahawks fan. What? And I go, I go. Your dad and I just bought season tickets. You're not wearing a goddamn Seahawks jersey to the fucking Rams game. And he goes, uh, Why not? They're gonna win. I go, They're not gonna win. That's what being a fan is. You have to have a belief in your team. He's like, I bet you the Seahawks win. And I go, I'll bet you. And he goes, How much? I said, Two hundred bucks. He goes, I don't have two hundred bucks. I said, That's okay. I go, If the Rams win, I get to cut your hair. And he goes, Deal. <laughs> And like a, like a kid, right? Deal. And I go, hold on, buddy. Run this by your dad real quick. And he goes over to his dad. He's like, Dad, Bert said 200 bucks if the Seahawks win. He'll give me 200 bucks. And if the Rams win, he cuts my hair and his dad. By the way, this kid thinking, like, he's not going to cut it like your barber does. Yeah. No. Are you an idiot? Yeah. Do you think he's going to cut, like, a regular haircut that you would have gotten anyway? His dad's like, buddy, I'm going to be very careful and think this through. And I'm going to let you do this his bet. His middle name want. is Loki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to do this bet, you can. But you understand... If if they win, he's going to cut your hair. And he goes, they're not going to win. First of all, they're not going to win. Second of all, I don't care. Deal. So we shake on it. We go. The Rams win. I get drunk at the game, and we are driving back to the Grusin's house, and I am laughing fucking hysterically, <laughs> Googling pictures of how I'm going to fuck this kid's head up, right? Stop by my house, get my clippers, go to his backyard. I set up a GoPro to film it. I sit him in a chair. Everyone's laughing. I have another cocktail. And the first <laughs> thing I do is I cut his bangs like Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> and, and, and Ari, 
I pull back, and me and his dad are laughing hysterically. And no lie, he looks at me and goes, does it look good? <laughs> I was like, you thought I wanted to cut your hair? You thought the, the, the win in this for me was I get to cut hair? That I've always wanted to cut hair, you fucking... Oh. It's to make you look like an idiot, you fucking idiot. Mm. Dude, it just got so much hotter when that sun came on here. I, I felt it. It hit you oh in the face. Oh, my God. Dude, that kid, I've had more fun fucking with that one child. Yeah. I, I, bet, I paid him 100 bucks to eat a habanero one time, and I put it on Periscope. Really? He was He's like, willing. He goes, I go, those habaneros are hot. And he goes, I'm not scared of hot food. And I go, oh, yeah? I go, 100 bucks if you eat one right now. And he goes, done. And his dad, it's just that there's something about. The way his dad won't be like, oh, kid. No, but his dad's like, this is how you raise a man, you know? You let him make his own decisions, you let him fail. True. And so, um, and there's something about. True. The, That's the, true. Bra- the bravado of a boy that you've got to oh, you've got to knock his dick in the dirt a couple times so that you don't get an asshole. Yeah. If you want a good, but Joey D has always said it. You need a good smack. Yeah. You need a good. Sm- Did I tell you my theory with trans people now? No. Okay. I'm trying to make it work as a joke, but it's going to take a while. They're horrible. Have you talked <gasps> to one lately? <laughs> I can see where the hiccup is. Yeah. <laughs> have you talked to one lately? I have not. There. To be around, if, if they get any booze in them, any booze in them, they are horrible to deal with. They're the worst people in the world. Really? And the reason is this. They're such a protected group right now that no one, even when they're just being loud on the train, even when they're just like oh, didn't tip well, interesting. no one tells them like, hey man, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Because they're all so scared of telling a trans person anything wrong. So even if it's something like that, you didn't tip well. That has nothing to do with who they are, you know, yeah. uh, sexual-wise. No one tells them. So they start getting bad. They start getting horrible. Like a, like a dog, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? Like white people in yeah, the like, 50s. Or a little kid. Or a little kid. Exactly. Or a little kid that you don't fucking say, shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. When oh, you don't get wow. a kid to fucking know his place, they're going to grow up with no boundaries. You they gotta, need a good smack. People need a good smack once in a while. You need, I used to say you need a bad acid trip and you need, to get your, you need to get beat up one time. Yeah. Saddam Hussein never got beat up. That's my theory. Never. Like, Osama bin Laden never got his dick knocked in the fucking dirt. Yeah. Elvis Presley never got beat at karate. I would argue that that was one of the good things about being in a fraternity was you got hazed. You got got humbled. You got taken down to to size. Ari, I am number one Jew. You're number two Jew. I humble you. You humble you, faggot. You bent over and take it. You humble Ari, number one Jew. Is that Iron Sheik? Iron Sheik. (laughs) (laughs) While I'm on stage. And he just comes in while I'm on and stands in front of me and just starts yelling that. God, what a crazy <laughs> life that guy's had that he's still around. Did we he don't die? Have re- no, he's got to be still here. I watched oh, a documentary on him. Really? Dude, yeah. He was like a legit ripped in shape Do you know dude. that he is not, there's a misconception, that he is actually not made of iron? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun to hang out with kids and do it their way. My nephew's that way. One of them. He do, he just keeps taking abuse. He'll jump on your back like I'm gonna beat your. I'm gonna beat your arm. Yeah. I'm gonna beat your ass on your arm, and he doesn't care. He'll fucking sneak attack you again. And he's like, you know that's you know the repercussions for this, and he's just laughing as you're fucking dead arming the shit out it, of it him. It makes you feel. It makes you. It it reverts you to childhood. Yeah. The the problem is, and like I said, it's easier to do with other people's children because there's no responsibility. When right, if they children, get hurt, you go, oh, sorry. When it's your children, you feel like this. Sometimes I, I know that I. Have been short with Isla and Georgia when they're just trying to make me laugh, and you go, 
like Isla does this thing where she'll just lay in places and go, carry me, carry me. <laughs> and you go, Isla, come on, we got to get in the fucking house. And she's in the front yard. It's 10 o'clock at night, laying in the grass going, carry me. And then <laughs> finally you just got to break and be like, all right, they're just kids. They just they're wanna, just kids. They just want to dick around. They just want to make you laugh. Well, what stop? What, what makes it stop? What goes from they're just kids to this guy's being a jerk right now. He's treating me like a jerk off instead of like that guy just also wanted to have fun. You know what, what, do you, what I mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, it's eventually you can realize, oh, they're just kids. Yeah. But when they're adults, you're like, when someone's trying to have fun, you're not in the mood. You're just like, shut the fuck up, man. I'm not in the mood right now. I don't like, know. Like, how is a kid's fun more important than an adult's fun? I agree that it is, but, like, how come? Yeah, well, I don't know. Why can adults shut you off when you're just dicking around? I feel like that's one of the things, like, if you're going to go out with somebody... And they want to have, it's different if they want to have a different kind of fun. But if you want to have fun and they're like, oh, I don't really want to do anything tonight. You're like, well, I want to have fun, so I'm going to go. Yeah. And that's like the trump card. They can't yeah. argue because like, well, he wants to go have fun. Yeah. Well, they can definitely argue. They can do, oh, I've had Leanne argue a million times. Every night doesn't need to be fun. Yeah, Every night doesn't need to be the best night of your life. But See, she knows problem. she's the fucking buzzkill. When you're yeah. telling someone to not have fun, but not to not invest in something, Leanne, not to he, like, okay, so now, you're, saying, so now you're telling people- me to not have fun but there's people i'm not one of them but there's people who think there's also value in staying home lighting a fire and reading a book that can be nice i I don't think that's fun it's okay yeah i am i am my but is that what she's saying well i want to have fun this way or is she just saying like no just don't have fun i'm gonna go do chores you'll be around me no she wants me to be there and just just relax Calm down. It doesn't. Every night doesn't need to be the best night of your life. That's my problem. Is yeah, I, relaxing is not fun. I don't find fun in just going. Right. It to can my be house. relaxing, but it, it's not fun. Yeah. I, what I'll do is I'll go out to the man cave and get on the treadmill. And she's like, "Well, no, sit in here with me." I go, "I don't want to." Then fine, I'll watch Carnival Eats or I'll watch Man vs. Food. She's like, "No, just sit and we'll read a book or we'll talk." And I go, "Let's open a bottle of wine." She, we don't need to drink. <laughs> let's. What do you? Let's. But I want to. I'm chasing the dragon. Yeah. I'm chasing the dragon constantly. Because I want every night to be the best. I want at some point for ever someone to say, this is going to be the best summer ever. Epic. Yeah. Like, like I, I have a real hard time at the end of vacations. I start imploding. Dude, I do that too when I get home. And I'm like, I wanna, I, I'm just too busy right now. My manager's like, you were just gone for a month mm. doing nothing. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, but what? You just had a month-long vacation. Yeah. You need to do some work for three days. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> See, Tom's Tom could very easily not have fun. Oh yeah, he hey, loves not having is fun. This? Because somebody texted me about that Oklahoma casino, Siloam. Is that what it is? Cherokee, Cherokee, yeah. In West Siloam. Oh, uh, it's Kyle Kinane. He texted me. Yeah, he texted me too. Okay, I didn't have the number in my yeah. in my flip flip phone. It's odd that I just pulled that out of my hat. Yeah, he just texted me the other day and he's like. What do you think? I was like, it's great. I was answering. I was like, it's great. She sets it up real well. It's not, yeah. I, I said, awesome. I, I compared it to like, a, like an eighty percent full belly room on a Thursday. Good vibe, you know, just like in a bigger room. But like, it's a good show. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not like it. an ep- It's just like really good show for fine. See, that was my problem with the road. It still is my problem with the road. Is what? I want I want every night to be fun. Well, this is what I told him. I was like, and the best is because he asked me how much they pay the opener. I'm like, they'll pay the opener great. Um, and I was like, and we made our flights late on Sunday, like 7 p.m. Sunday, so we could go hike the Ozarks. And he goes, oh, I, don't, I, I just want to get home. And I was like, and I didn't know who it was. I thought it might be it's Tom Kyle. Papa. And I was like, when did you stop having fun? Why no. can't you have fun? And he was like, nah, I, I just want to get home. Kyle is, uh, I, mean, I just did that tour with him. And oh, yeah. 
He's an, a really interesting guy because I think I think and I'm not. By the way, I'm I'm really ballpark psychiatristing this. Like I I don't know. Yeah, but I like Kyle Kinnear. He, he didn't. I love him. Yeah. yeah. He he did not. He had a. He's not a like. I think he's a little reserved. I think he's a little quieter. Sometimes. And then he's one of those guys that, like, I- I'm guessing. Yeah. By the way, I shouldn't do this at all because I-, I hope this wouldn't affect if anyone likes him or not. But I'm just saying from my experience, mm-hmm. like, Sal's the kind of guy who doesn't need to be the center of attention, doesn't need to. Kyle does? So- no, no, no. Oh. So Kyle doesn't. Oh, yeah. Kyle almost is, like, super reserved. Uh, I'm going to keep it low-key. I'm going to hang out. We'll have a beer or something, but I'm going to get back to my room and get a good night's sleep. This is, by the way, why I like hanging out with you. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Keep saying it. And then the last night, I think he goes, we should have done it harder. Oh. And because, like, the last night me and him hung out, and he was like, this was fun as fuck. And part of me was like, like, you took your own flights. You would have had more fun if we'd all been on the same flights. Yeah. Because Borgazzi is not. That is not. He's going. That guy does not have a fucking second, third, and fourth gear. He has Dude, fucking fifth. As soon as he gets, he kisses his girlfriend goodbye. His wife goodbye, then he kisses his kids goodbye, and then as he's turning to get into the Uber, yeah. he has a shot of of tequila in his mouth. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to miss you guys so much. It's going to be so horrible. With that. <laughs> and he is going until he gets back. That last clean. night, Kyle and I had a great time. We hung out and partied until like 2 in the morning, and I was like... If you can get drunk with Kyle, it's yeah. the best. If you come in and he's already drunk, I have I feel like I'm out of You're place. you Kyle or Nate? Kyle. Okay. And then I feel like I'm out of place... And and he's a better drinker than I am, so I feel like I'm catching up and slowing him down or something. But if I can, if I'm starting from scratch with him, then I fucking love hanging out with him. He's man, I really got an, uh, like a I, I, you know you think you know one thing about a guy, and then I met his family and his best friends. Kyle, yeah, and his best friends are like legit best friends for life, and they're all real fucking salt of the earth dudes. Own Harley shops, work on bikes. Like, oh, really? Yeah, and and they're by the way, they're multi ethnic. Like, you know, you people try to be progressive. Yeah, and they say they are. Kyle's legit progressive since he was a fucking ten year old. Yeah, like his friends are every color of the rainbow. And by the way, he's one that's never online showing how progressive. Never he is. fucking virtue signals yeah. a fucking soul. Yeah. He was fun to be with. Um, Nate's always a blast. Nate's always fun. If we get red state Nate come out, well, we won't talk about that. But listen. Um, yeah, Kyle's fun. Here's what I was going to say why I like hanging out with you. Because I also do not like being the center of it. Uh, so I feel weird. So you take that center of it away from me. It. And I can sit in the back, like where I am now. And then you have seven people around you. Every <laughs> once in a while, like, oh, you're right. I'm like, yeah, right, man. And I'm just watching you and having a good time. But I'm not I'm not needed to fucking contribute. Dude, it, we talked about it last night. Me and Big J on Bonfire. Yeah. And Dan and, uh, and Black Lou. Uh, we were in an elevator. And we're going down to go smoke, and everyone piles in the elevator. It's like 5 o'clock. It's quitting time. Or it's like whatever bonfire starts, it's like 5.30, quitting oh, bonfire, time. yeah. Elevator loads up with people all getting off work, and I go, uh, and it gets tight, and I go, you guys going to happy hours to get some cocktails? And everyone starts giggling, and I go, uh, hey. And I pull out that vape pen. I go, I got a vape pen if anyone wants to hit this. And everyone starts giggling harder, and I go, uh, it's L.A. weed. It's really strong. And then one guy's like, the fucking machine. And I'm like, yes. I go, yes, motherfucker. I go, hey, guys, uh, I'm like a pretty famous comedian. My Netflix special is airing right now. It's called Secret Time. You should check it out. Now everyone's giggling, and Jay's dying laughing. We get out, and Jay goes, dude, that is your personality. I go, can I tell you? Yeah. I go, it was the only time I've ever, that's so a connection of who I am in person. And I know it aggravates the fuck out of people, and it bothers people, but like. It's just positive when they're not in the mood. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like I go, the liquor store with Ari and Tom? Yeah. That's who I am. Yeah. I said, I said. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was thinking. Tom's like, let's get out of here. And I'm thinking about from his point of view, because I'm close to where he is. I'm like, well, we're not going to be in here for hours. Yeah. We're just going to be in here for 15 minutes. So we can go crazy for 15 minutes. Yeah. Because we'll definitely be out of here. Yeah. And, and then I go, and then I told Jay the story of us where Tom hired two black guys to walk us through security. Oh, well, yeah, at that chicken place. What? Barbecue place? No. Oh, oh, at the game. At the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking about that hallway. We walked and through that fucking, that sea of black people. Was it that? was like a fucking the horror, but with black people instead. At that what chicken place you went to, a really nice restaurant. And we just walked. They were on either side of us. Like, we mm. went through a gauntlet of just like 15 oh, yeah, people Sunday, on either side. Sunday, and we're like, what's going on here? And I told, I, I said, you know, one of the, I, you know, I've, I've heard people shit on me, like, like going like, what's wrong with Bert, you know, yeah. or whatever. And it, it, it really sucks because a lot of times it's my genuine personality. It's like. That's the thing. Is, yeah. is, I, is I like. And uh, and even like I think he said it to Joe and he was trying to explain like he was like, no, when we were in that big sea of people and we weren't moving, that is when Bert is at his best. Oh yeah. And he was like, you have no idea. And, and you know, it's I think Joe kind of tagged on to the fact that I was saying I was famous or that we were famous. And he was like, why would he do that? That's gross. And Tom's like, no, you. I he think, was not really trying to convince anybody. I wasn't. I wasn't being serious. Yeah. And then, but in that moment, one of my favorite moments is when. The woman goes, you guys are nobodies. And I, I look back and I go, she goes, you just paid them to walk you through the line because they're black, and which is totally what we did. And she's <laughs> like, you're nobodies. And I go, bitch, I'm famous. Google me. And she goes, who are you? I go, Tom, Tom Segura. Segura. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, come on, man. Dude. Those, so mad. I'm so I'm so good in a crowd of people. Because he was already like, oh, I can't believe he's like famous. Oh, I can't believe he said Google me. Yeah, it's like, what's your name? And he goes, oh, no, don't clue me in. The, he was instantly like, <laughs> from mortified to like differently mortified. Oh, but I love those. I love when it's a sea of people. That's my favorite time. I think, my, I mean, I have go-to lines. I have jo- no joke go-to lines that I say in big seas of people where I go, like what? Uh, hey, guys, watch for pickpocketers. They always use the bumper. <laughs> I say that every fucking time. I do like I can't help it. It just makes me giggle. <laughs> but yeah, I think my personality can be absolutely exhausting. So what? What? Okay. What about when you want to have fun? This is a good lead into this question. When you want to have fun, and someone else wants to have fun, but you want to have fun in different ways. All right, give me an example. Okay. Um, this is one with drinking both ways. Okay. I used to go on the road with Rogan all the time. Yeah. In Vegas a lot. Half the UFCs were in Vegas, and we do shows there, or whatever. And then we entertain ourselves by after the shows going to nightclubs. Yeah, that was like a UFC kind of thing to do. And I'm an introvert, and I hate it. All the loud music, I can't talk to anybody. It, it, bottle service doesn't matter to me. It, Rogan's paying for all of it anyway, so it's I like I can't believe how. By the way, how pointed these questions are of what an expert on fun I am. Because as you're saying this, I'm already going. Oh, I know where I'm at. Keep going. But I okay, know what I do. Okay. I know what I know. My go-to place to find fun. Keep going. Yeah, okay. So that's one option, and I used to go all the time, and then I would get stuck having fun for cab fare to come back to you know the hotel when I'm like yeah. I'm out. So it's like I would leave like it was two, two o'clock. It's almost shut down. They're like we don't go till two. We go till seven. I'm like oh no. <laughs> um, and so that was one weekend, and then another weekend it was me, Kevin James, Dom, I think, Ralphie, and 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 Benson and and maybe Renazisi also. I forget who else was there. And we just went to the middle bar, like downstairs at the at the at the Hard Rock or something. You know, like just the middle, just yeah. a bar. Yeah. We smoked cigars and uh, and just drank beers and wine there. 
And to me, like that was like that was my jam. Oh, and yeah. when I go with him to those nightclubs, I ended up having to take ecstasy. Like I was like, I need to take it with me because if he forced me to go there, and then eventually I was like, hey man, you go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go back to my room. Yeah. But I wanted a different fun than he wanted. How how do you, you know what I mean? Where it's like, no, they're not wrong. They they also want the no, fun. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I so what I do is I um. Uh, let me see if I the right. Or way I want to go on a hike, and you want to go. I don't know whatever. I. What I do is I compromise my fun, okay. meaning, and I and I leverage my fun. So, say for instance, um, and this is what I do love about Tom. Yeah, and not to use him as an overuse him as an example, but like, or you yeah. is that in those moments I don't I don't excel in nightclubs. I don't. I'm not a nightclub guy. I'm not a good looking guy. So I'm not like a oh. guy that like pumps and like yo what. What are you bit? What are you guys doing tonight? You guys gonna? I'm not a pussy guy. Yeah. I'm just like a hangout guy. What I do is I I branch off and I segregate one guy, and I make a bunch of inside jokes with him. Good, smart. That's what I do. Like, like I, I automatically smart. would tell you. Like right now, if it was happening, to say say this yeah. weekend, Joe's like, hey man, we don't want you all. Let's 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 put this out in the universe. Let's just say hypothetically, Joe says to all of us, he wants us to go to the Conor McGregor Khabib fight, right? Yeah, and and. And he got us all tickets, and we'll all pay for our own flights, and we'll pay for our own room. Yeah. But Joe Rogan next yeah, we'll week go have a good says time. he wants us to go to fucking. Damn it! Did I just? Oh my god! No, I'll be so up. deep. This is the first time. Oh. Oh so anyway, god, that's sunken deep. <laughs> there was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! This is the first time I'm using back here, and I'm seeing the the weaknesses. Possibly, <laughs> I need this space bigger. I need more brick here. So, this is unusable. Let's go back to Joe I inviting us to the Conor McGregor Khabib fight. Okay, <laughs> Joe's inviting us to the Conor McGregor Khabib Where fight. Where is that? Vegas or I don't know. I don't know. But Joe Rogan is inviting us yeah. to the Conor McGregor <laughs> Khabib fight. Okay, yeah, Joe's inviting us. Yeah, guys, if you want to use hashtag Joe Invite, <laughs> tag me Ari and Tom. <laughs> Conor McGregor Khabib fight, and he's like, "Hey, man, I make the plans." I go, of course, yeah, hundred percent. I do everything with him. I love, I love being around him. Yeah. But like, and I, but say he wants to go, like, hey, we're going to Dana's house, right? Yeah. And Dana um, has got a pool party with like Dan Bilzerian and a bunch of people where maybe I'm not totally comfortable. I'd probably be loud in that moment. But say, like, say there's a guy louder than me. Say like, uh, yeah, you, you'd be loud. Say there's a guy that just owns the moment, like Dan Bilzerian, and I, and I and I'm like, all right, I understand my position in this. I can set, read a room pretty good. Rich Voss taught me how to do that. Read a room pretty good. I would just I would pony up against one person, and I'd find all the things that made us giggle about that night. I'd probably get high, and I'd just find the things that made us giggle. Like, and and I'd be like, holy shit. How many pairs of shoes do you think Dana has? You think we can get into his closet? <laughs> yeah. We get to get into Dana's closet tonight. Like, by the way, I'm not going to do that, Dana, if you invite us to our house for a pool party. But we'll be cool, man. We'll be cool. Yeah. But like I think I think one of my favorite things is that when you have an inside joke with someone, there was this guy, Andy Sheftall, who was one of the funnest guys I ever knew, and his whole premise on everything was just inside jokes. I mean, he, he was so good at an inside joke. Yeah. And it's I've got to be dead honest with you. It's the thing I love about Tom and Push is that that's all their fucking relationship is based on is inside, inside jokes. jokes. They call each other jeans? What the fuck is that? What is that? Who knows? Who fucking knows? And so that is how I'd leverage that. Um, <laughs> I would find a way to have fun. Yeah. I was, I was in Edinburgh, and we're at some... Or I would throw you under the bus and be like, guys, we're at Dana's house. Ari's not comfortable getting in the pool. 
We need to get him in the oh, pool. That'd be so awful. That'd be so <laughs> awful. Oh my but god. But Joe will probably invite us to that fight. Anyway, we were saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was at uh, an actor bar and it was fucking douchey. It was too many people were in there late at night in Edinburgh. One of the pop-up bars I have, and it was just yeah. like awful. And me and these other two comics, and like just a few people were there. And this one girl comic, she was like, "I need to make this fun for myself." And so she started like dancing and intentionally bumping into people behind her. And then they would turn, and she would just like look away. So I'm staring at this, but trying to look down so they don't see me staring. So yeah. they see me staring, then it's like, "Oh, you're doing something on purpose." And it was so fun. And then she would do this thing where she would dance like right up next to them, and then just turn, look in their in their eyes like oh, hard, dude. and then turn away, and then look back when they looked away, and then turn oh. away again. And we were just like dying with laughter. This girl shouting, trying to fucking have just making it fun. Yeah, she's like, "I'm not into this. I'll change it for myself." I would say, you know, like I was. Do you want to go back up there? What? You want to go up there? How are you feeling with the heat? I'm fine. Okay, you're in the most of it. Am I really? Yeah. Um, I uh, I always say to someone like uh, like um, like I I don't think I, you know I've hung out with Delia a bunch. Yeah, have you really? I mean, not a bunch, but like you know, in the back of the store, oh, okay. and, you know, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, so That's our right. lifestyles don't cross over. Yeah, but the. The thing about him is he's he's just fun. There's he's a silly fucking kid. He is silly. No, I'm not even joking. He might be the silliest guy. Him and Brian Callen might be the two silliest guys I know. The way you can count on Callen if he comes in and uh, and Barris is there that they just have a running gag of of Barris strong arming Callen, making him suck his dick. Yeah. And then he's like, "No, man, I don't want to do this anymore. It's fucking harassment, dude. Don't fucking all right, fucking all right." Yeah. And then he just gets on his knees in front of him. He's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. dude, and, did you see? Did have you seen Chris D'Elia do his Eminem rap? No, dude, it is what? it might be one of the. Crystal Lee is an inside joke guy. He's a guy who can he knows how to do an inside joke. If you were his best friend, you and him would have so many inside jokes that that's all you do to each other is uh, so cute, you yeah. know, or whatever, all the stuff. And like, but this Eminem thing was fucking hilarious. But I think I think I can't believe you're wearing a skirt. By the way, yeah, I just noticed that it feels again. Feels so fucking good. Is it airy up there? Yeah, and can I tell you something? Yeah. I bought it. Um, we're in the Lower East Side, right? Uh, yeah, East Village. East Village? And then I said, do you have any shorts or maybe just a skirt? And the guy goes, you're going to dress in drag? And I went, hey, man, I thought we were so progressive. No one would call anyone on that. I literally thought I'm in the one place where I can buy a dress and no one's going to say, you're dressing in drag? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I look like a meathead. And he's like, wait, is this a sting operation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, how am I going to be? Am I going to be sent up for just selling it to you? <laughs> um, I like those guys like uh, like – Tony Hinchcliffe, right? Yeah. I don't think he'd be fun at a wedding, yeah. Unless you're sitting next to him, shitting on the bride and groom. Yeah, that'd right? be great. With so Tony then you there. find a guy like that and you leverage the fun out of him and you, you go find his strength. You find this the thing, like man, how much fun would it be to be at a fucking wedding, like a big comedy store wedding, and you sit next to Tony Hinchcliffe, and then you got me on one side, Tony Hinchcliffe mm. on the other side. So I'm like coming back every now, my shirt, my ties around my head, and I'm like shots, everybody, and then yeah. Tony's like, mm, look at this, you know? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, that's that's a fun thing too. Yeah, you have the right people for the right environment of fun. Yeah, yeah. Tom's like a lot like Tony. He's a great guy to like, kind of sit off to the side and tear apart things and pick apart things and find the thing that he thinks is funny. You know, it's it's a lot of a lot of what is really cool about what's happened with the internet is you're really getting to see how people's sense of humors are very very different. Yeah, like what makes Tom laugh is a lot of what makes Bill Burr laugh. I think. The two of them are very similar fucking psychos. Bill Burr is so fucking funny. I go down rabbit holes sometimes of seeing him in interviews or like top five Bill Burr moments of this or top, you know. 
And some half of them are podcasts. Dude, I did Conan the other night. Yeah. And I, all, and all I'd watched to prepare was Bill Burr's interview. You did couch like he did? Yeah, the yeah. panel. And it, it already had like a million views. And it was brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. Who, what, Bill one? Burr's brilliant. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Brilliant and aggressive. I mean, I, by the way, once again, I know things get taken out of context. I love Bill. But like brilliant and aggressive. He's like, I'm fucking tired of women. They're overrated. Overrated, and just, yeah. And, and it was just fucking brilliant. I'm in the chair getting makeup, and Bill walks in my green room, and he's like, "Ah, oh, have a good set, man." And I was like, "You guys do the same show?" No, he he's just hanging out. Oh, really? And I was like, Dean Delray was doing his first. Uh, oh, we came for that. Oh, yeah. wow! You and Dean were on the same. Me, time. Dean, and Marin were all on the same one. It was wow, a great really? Fucking episode, man! It was really fucking cool. Kevin Christie's was there. It was like it was really. It was awesome. It was, wow. Ian Edwards was there. Just hanging out. Oh, what a fun time! That must have been like Carson when everyone was like the big people. Dude, it was bad. Wow. Fucking ass. Wow. Because of that, I've turned down doing late night stand up spots because I go, nah. I'd rather just have fun doing that. I'd rather just that. go do Conan and just tell a story yeah, to I'm him on a couch Conan. with Marin sitting Conan. next to me. What's that? I'm going to do Conan. Yeah, you he's should. Push me to do something else, but I'm like, JP's always so fucking cool. It lets me do whatever I want. Dude, he's the best. And they're like, well, so and so gets better ratings. I'm like, yeah, but I had more fun with I had fun with that guy. That guy was cool. He was nice to me afterwards. Yeah. Andy was fucking nice him. as shit. Andy was like, like, at one point, the show was over, but I was still standing on the stage, and Andy's like, Bert, let's go. And I was like, oh, thank you. Instead of me looking like an asshole, dude, they were awesome. Um, I love, man, I love the premise of fun. Because, you know, if, if, if anything, that is what I've predicated my entire Having a good career time. on. Making fun. There's a, there's a thing. So I, when I was in my second city traveling. Yeah. Um. I was walking around this hostel, and some guy's like, what is it about you, man? You're always smiling. And I was just having a good time. I had lost my responsibility, you know? Yeah, so I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, we always know what you're talking about. You're just smiling all the time. And I was like seven days away from all my, every chore I ever do. Eight yeah. days away, whatever it was. And so it was like, yeah, it's just like when you're having fun, you just smile. You ever hear that uh, Daniel Tosh joke about how no one cannot smile when they're on a fucking sea do jet, jet ski? Yeah, yeah. It's like that that smile you have is like that guy is having fun. Yeah, I think, and I think that people, you know, one of the things that I think is really cool is like when people just let go of preconceived notions you and go, go and go, hey, why don't we do that? Like, mm-hmm. like well, I remember one day. Uh, I said to Leanne, I, uh, I was like, hey, I want to have people over. I've been on the road for a while. Mm-hmm. I want to have people over. And she's like, okay. And I, she's like, what do you want to grill? And I said, I don't care about that. Do you think we can rent one of those like three-story slides to put in the front yard? <laughs> and she's like, why? And I go, why don't, why not? Like, how much are they? And she goes, baby, we're not getting one of those. I go, how much are they? And she goes, I don't know, but it's going to be too much of a hassle. I said, do me a favor. Just look into it. Yeah. She goes, I'm not looking into it. I looked into it. It was like 150 bucks. I go, what? I go, babe. We're getting a three-story slide. And even her, even Leanne, by the way, was like, 150 is not a bad... She's like, all the kids are in the front yard. We didn't have a pool at the time. I love when, when, the, when the reality hits you, you're like, oh, that's actually... There's actually no problems at all doing that. There's no problems. Dude, I had... When I was poor and I, when I was married, and I got to the point where we went to, we went to on an on a anniversary date. Yeah. We went to that garlic restaurant on La Cienega. Stinking oh, yeah, Rose. yeah, yeah. Stinking Rose. Yeah. Stinking Rose is the, one of the greatest restaurants oh God, in the fucking so world. Banya Calda. That melted garlic, and you just say bread and whatever. And it, we went to a nice dinner, saved yeah. up and whatever. And then later, I was like, you know, if I had the money and the time, like, I would go there just for the Banya Calda. And she goes, Ari, it's, you haven't had a job in six years, and it's $5. <laughs> you literally have the money and the time. 
Dude. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, it hit me. I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Dude. 150 bucks for a slide? Oh. Why not? All the obstacles are gone. Yeah. Why would I Suddenly ever? It's real, fucking, this dream. Why would I ever double think this? That's part of the, you know, when, when, when wow. I was in a fraternity, and this, I think this changed the way I looked at things. When I was in a fraternity, uh, one day they were like, we're going to do a slip aside in the backyard. And they said, we're going to get a, a, a visqueen and put it in the backyard. And I was like, cool. And I'm, I remember I was a pledge and I looked at it and I was like, huh. And then when I, the next year I became social chairman yeah. and I was like, we have this f- labor force of pledges. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like you know force. what? We're going to turn our lounge into a pool. And they're like, what? I go, I think we can do it. I'm pretty sure we can do it. And we just visqueened off the whole lounge and filled it with water. And it was... What's visqueen? Visqueen was the fucking ignition fluid to fucking fun. Visqueen when I was a kid... And by the way, I just introduced visqueen to my my wife and our friends. Because I said, you know what? Let's get some visqueen and make a slide going into the pool for the kids. And we we took... And and, and when when you open that... That valve for people, and they Pandora's go. Box of fun. All of a sudden, my buddy's like, "You know what? I got a bunch of uh, extra sod that I've never used." <laughs> and you're like, "Really?" And he's like, oh, "I bet I could sod that off and turn the slide." And then, should we have it go to the roof? And then your next buddy's a producer, and he's like, "You know what? I got a zip line that can get the kids to the roof." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Let's do a zip line!" And the kids are fucking lighting. They're up. just letting it happen. Like, well, is it getting better or better? Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Let them talk, dude. I, like, and and all all of a sudden, like, I the the kids, our kids will. And I'm not. I'm not saying this. I know this sounds self-promotional. I know that I'm on a podcast. I know that I'm talking to people that don't know me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm self-aware. If you don't of that. know Bert, he just released a special on Netflix called Store, "Secret Time." Sorry, it's, on, it's on Netflix right now. Um, everyone should watch it. He'll also be in. All right, go ahead. But every time we get in the pool, uh, the kids all go, "Bert, are you getting in the pool?" And I always go, "Yeah, in a little bit. I'm gonna have a cocktail." And they're like, "No, no, no, no. We got to play some games. You got to figure out a game." So like. There's no better feeling than figuring out a game. Figuring out a game. We took, we took when I was training for the triathlon, we took a Did five a pound. I hadn't heard. Yeah, no one, no one told you about the marathon and the triathlon and the Spartan race and the. Oh, wow. Anyway, wow. we took I had a five pound weight. I said, dude, I've been watching training videos and Laird Hamilton has these training videos of him with a weight under the pool running on the ground. And so I said, you know what? Let's grab a five pound weight. Let's get to the bottom. Everyone. It's a race. You sink to the bottom of the pool and see if you can run from one side and run back. With the weight holding with the weight? holding the weight. So who has the quickest time? The kids light up and they get excited. And then, and then that went from that to who can tread water with the weight in their legs the longest. Oh. And then it was, it was all of a sudden you're having the imagination of children with the kind of inside of an adult. And you're just creating games. Dude, wow. I could do that for a fucking living. I, on my first TV show uh, at the X Show... We used to do this thing called uh, Mo Money Mondays, where everyone in the fraternity would throw in a dollar because everyone had gambling bets, right? Yeah. And mo- Monday was the night where it harvest, and everyone would throw in a dollar, and you pull, you'd write your name on the dollar, and you pull a name out, and that person would win the pot. Mo Money Mondays. Nice. And so I, on my show, I would do Mo Money Mondays, when when everyone showed up at work, I go write your name on as many dollars as you want, throw it in the pot. And we'll pull it at the end of the day. And it was like overwhelming the energy of the show where people weren't even worried about the show anymore. They're like, yo, when are we pulling that fucking name? That's why I started doing the wait staff raffle. Wow, because it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing. Dude, I remember one time on that show, they had oh, one dollar. idea. As many entries as you want because you just, you just added an extra percentage point to your chances and you 
Yeah, it's great. Now get one ticket, get a thousand. It doesn't matter. Here's where it backfires on me. What? So I go to uh, I go to a so wine. It's screaming. I love it. I heard the one podcast you did where the kids screaming in the background. Where? And I don't know. I just listened to it last night. Yeah. I put you on repeat to sleep last night. <laughs> I'm good at making people sleep. No, that that fucking podcast with Von Dracula. Count Dracula. Count yeah. Dracula. He was, yeah. That was a great podcast. Thanks. It's so interesting how much different he is than you'd think he'd be. And he's pretty funny, man. He's pretty funny. Pretty nice. Like his, like his like, premises. Happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I go to I go to a wine tasting for our kids' school, right? I show up, and uh, and I go, uh, I've come off the road. Wine tastings are not what you think they are. You get a spit of wine, and you taste it, and that's the whole thing, is everyone's supposed to barely drink wine. And I'm yeah. like, fuck that. I'll buy fucking five bottles right now. Just open them up and start pouring them for people. Yeah. And that's the premise of trying to sell wine, right? And so I go over to Darren Turbo, who's running the raffle, and I go, uh, how much money's in the pot? And he goes, uh, 40 bucks. I go, that's it? He goes, yeah. I go, well, how many prizes? He goes, 12. I go, there's 12 prizes in there. All we've raised is 40 bucks? And he uh-huh. goes, yeah. By the way, I'm hot off the road, right? So I'm like, put me in for 160. He goes, for real? I go, yeah, make it even 200 at least, so we make some money off this. And he's like, all right. Puts me in for 160. We go back, and they're like, all right, time to do the raffle. And in my head, I'm like, people must have donated. No one donated. And they're like, all right, the first number, 8867. And I look, and I'm like, hey, that's me. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> I go up, and I go, hey, yoga classes, awesome, thank you. And I walk back, and they're like, 8862. And I go, oh, shit, that's me. And they're like, hey, <laughs> what are the odds you'd win two? <laughs> Eight eight six four, and I'm like, that's me. And they're like, what? Yeah, you got three quarters of the fucking tickets. Darren Turbo standing at the front, giving out the prizes, going, he bought 160 dollars worth. <laughs> I won ten of the twelve prizes. It's about the right percentage. And by the end, I am walking down like Better Kenny Powers, shirt off, going, fucking suck it, <laughs> suck it. This is how you win big. I kept going, I'm the game. New York Yankees of raffles, baby. They call me the Raffle King. Leanne won one of the prizes. What? She bought two dollars worth of tickets. Oh my god! And this guy Brian Stepanek won one prize, and when he did, I booed him. I was like, "He's got TV money, boo!" <laughs> but like, and but there were parents who were very upset with me, and then because they wanted it, because they wanted it, they didn't know how to have fun, and and then the next you raffle, gotta like go, sorry, the, no, the next raffle they did was at our uh, our big fair that they do at Colfax. Huge fair. My kids don't go to school anymore there. That's but that's where they went to school, Colfax, and. uh and they did a big raffle, and it was a $5,000 prize. It had a flat screen, surround sound, and they changed the rules because the way I played. You said, they said you could only buy one ticket, and they only raised 150 bucks. And they were like, all right, we're going to change the rules. One more, you buy one more ticket. If you, like, if you buy three tickets, you've spent three times more than the next person, and you've tripled your odds. It doesn't, it's like... By the way, I was rolling into that going, I'm going to spend $5,000 just to win one more time. Yeah. And then put it on video, promote it. That's eight. the thing. If, if this is two other people in there, and then you put in $98. Yeah. So you have a 98% chance of winning. So you'll probably win, but you only win $2 with the stuff. But if you do lose, it's a massive loss. Yeah. If I lose, it's, I fucking it, lose. Oh, fucking idiots who don't understand how math works. By the way, you know what I love about all this, uh, all these like post comedy specials is, is that they're like, this is what comedy is now. It's like, no, it's not. It's just an alternative. So you're talking about only some specials are like this, and you guys yeah. are doing all your coverage on them. Yeah. If you wanted to, why didn't you cover fucking Brent Morin's special? And by the way, it's putting the onus on us to slam them. 
Yeah, it really is. Because, like, it's, Drew Michaels, I watched some of it. I watched the clips. I didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe I should watch the whole thing before I comment. But it it, it, def, I, it was definitely different and interesting. Yeah. But it, I didn't I didn't laugh at what I saw. It just it, but but it was different, and I don't. I'm not. I would never slam that guy for doing something different. Man, the balls on him to do something different. I don't have those balls. I'm still in the doing the same paradigm that Bob Newhart did. Of like, I got to get laughs per minute. I need jokes per minute. The same thing with Nanette. And by the way, I will say this. I've said. I think I've said this to you and everyone. I understand it more after Edinburgh. One of my favorite Nanette. Jo- one of my favorite jokes this year is a is a joke from Nanette. What? When I was growing up, I knew more facts about unicorns than I did about lesbians. Yeah. There's no facts about unicorns. All right. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking great joke. Yeah. It's a great fucking joke. If you're telling me, you'll pull out the bullshit jokes about look at this body. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. That's the problem. They make, they make you, know? you ignore everything other than the thing. Like, they make you not just appreciate the one thing you like. Like if you're seeing a shitty movie and you're like, that was a pretty good explosion scene. Yeah, and they make you if they call it an Oscar worthy, you can't even appreciate the good explosion scene. If yeah. they just call it an awful movie, like Snakes on a Plane, you can be like, "Oh, sure, now I can appreciate any part of it." Yeah, but if they call it fucking Dancing with Wolves, then you got to be like, "No, it wasn't." It's 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 it is apples and oranges. And by the way, the thing I was saying about Nanette, I know I'm not fat shaming her. I'm just saying that that was what she was against. Was it's not fat, so how she, can you fat shame her, Nanette? Yeah, I think she's a little overweight. I don't see it that way. Okay. Me either, though. <laughs> Go ahead. What? But, like, the whole hacky premise of, like, she would have to make fun of her body to make people laugh. Yeah. That, that's what she was against. And I'm for that. I'm yeah. for that. Not just for my act. I'll don't. do it. But, but. Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah. But, yeah, it was. Uh, John Mulaney doesn't do that. He's dude, making fucking Civil Warrior jokes. The girls are in the back of my car. I'm driving them to a Dodgers game, and Isla's doing this bit to her friends, and they're what howling, bit? laughing. I th- I didn't know it was John Mulaney's bit about the guy comes to the school and explains how to get away from a you just got to punch your little baby arm through the fucking through the thing and wave out and go I'm in here I'm in the trunk do you hear that uh uh-uh. uh his joke is about this one this is perfect timing <laughs> yeah this joke's about Street? uh punching your baby arm through the, the the turn signal light if you're trapped in a trunk as a child and waving to the car behind you. And the punchline <laughs> is, well, that's an aggressive way to make a right turn. And Isla's telling it to her friends and I'm howling laughing and I go immediately, I'm like, that's going to my act. I go, baby, hold on one second. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? <laughs> I go, yeah, is that? Did you? And she goes, oh, it's this guy on Netflix that George and I watched. And I went, fuck. And immediately, I start doing the math of going, I know who's on Netflix. I was like, motherfucker. I go, who is it? And she goes, it's John Mulaney. And I go, God damn it. My kids are in the back of my car quoting John Mulaney to each other, laughing hysterically. And I'm up front hearing it, jealous that, thinking, that's in my act. My kids yeah. are saying oh, that I'll that's in my it. act. Yeah. Dude, his special was really fucking good. He's Kid Dynamite great. or something. He's always been great. I haven't seen it yet, but that guy's just done nothing but great. He's really, he's great. He's just, and he's funny, man. Yeah. I think this will this this post-comedy thing will... We'll, we'll tighten up the comedy reins of people going like, hey, man, there's two types of comics. People that make people laugh and people that are not into making people laugh. No, I, I figured it out finally. Okay. Um, comedy, this kind of stuff, the post-comedy, the, not, the serious comedy, is not for everybody, right? It's actually, I, ca- I call it broad because it's very easy. It's like that, it's the fake bravery. It's really just like... I'm I'm just doing therapy, so yeah. they're calling that brave. Brave, I say, is doing a pro-slavery bit now. I think I think bravery. That's brave. Yeah. Well, in, in my opinion, what I find brave 
is uh, is is exactly what you're saying. Like, and I only the only thing I can see that I've witnessed where I heard the premise and I went, "That's brave as fuck." Was Bill's uh, anti-military bit? Yeah, stuff like that. You go bravery. That's bravery. You're gonna get you're gonna get shit on for this for sure. Anyway, stand up comedy. If I'm an audience member, it's not for everybody. No, it's dark. It's fucking the undercurrent. It's the lowest level of entertainment industry. It is counterculture. It's not for everybody. The whole art form is not for everybody. Yeah. So this shit, this post comedy stuff, this like more like fuck the laughs. Let's just say something. Real people that are into real comedy, they that that's only for a small percentage of people. A so very the rest small, of the people, yeah. they need something. They need something real broad and easy. So that's for them. It's for the people who can't handle the fucking crazy shit that's said in a comedy club on a weeknight. Yeah. They can't handle Most people can't handle it. It's not their fault. They shouldn't be. And the reason we have fun doing it is because it's only for a small, distinct level of people. So now you make that go further where it's like, what is this other style? This other style is for regular people who had no foot in stand-up before. Yeah. They were never stand-up fans. Yeah. So it doesn't take away our fans. It just no. brings in oh, no, no, other no, no. people yeah. into the world of stand-up. And some of those trickle down to like the kind of stuff that we like, the outlaw, the dangerous stuff that we like. I think, I think it also, it's, you know, it's one of those scenarios where you go, obviously all, not all comedy is for everyone. Like people go, hey, don't shit on what I do. Oh, yeah, exactly. Do your thing. I'll do my thing. It's yeah, like, don't yeah. say like stuff should have to be, like movies should have to have a message. Like, so Happy Gilmore can't exist? Yeah. Like, no, come on. The, the the hangover can't be like no no it's just like to do your thing and they'll do their thing. If Isla, if Isla, um, you know, lips I, off I, I, one more time, I'll punch that bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> if Isla, what? If Isla, I mean, I only say Isla, and I don't mean to. I shouldn't even say this, but like, say Isla has some questions about her sexuality. Jesus, as, as soon as you're saying I shouldn't say this, I, my thought was like, don't say it. Whatever no, you're going to do, but like, but like, say she does. I don't know what's going on with her. I mean, she, I love her. I want her to be happy. But say, God, I mean. God, not God forbid, but God bless. She watches Nanette, her freshman year of college, yeah. and feels this power. Then yeah. fuck, thank you, Nanette, oh, yeah, exactly. for making that. <laughs> now, but let, granted, yeah, thank you, Sesame Street, for teaching about words. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah, whatever fucking helps you heal and helps you move forward. That's the art form, I guess. This Big J was only problem is like I don't care about doing whatever she wants, but then later saying like, "Don't do this if you're not doing my style." It's like, shut up. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I try not to shit on anybody's like stand up uh, publicly, just because it's like you're doing your best. Everyone's supposed to do their best. Dude, it's not their fault they're not good. God forbid I got whoever it is at, you know? like doing it ten years. Yeah, and everyone's not- like, "Oh, so donkey punches? Where we go with this?" Yeah. That was all my premises at fucking ten years. Were, dude, it's like yeah, fine. Do your thing. It's fine. Do- Obviously, you should try to get on. A- if you have a chance to be on a sitcom four years in, who would no do it? Who would not do it? Do yeah. it, of course. Yeah. It's probably going to make you not going to be a great stand-up, but it's fine. Do it still. Or maybe it takes you in like a Gerard Carmichael kind of way where he did the sitcom, pulls himself out, and he's like, I want to make different shit. Yeah, I want to be an artist. Yeah, and, and then you go like, that's going to be an interesting journey to follow. Bo Burnham. Yeah. Fucking internet famous. I just saw uh, Kids. Eighth grade yesterday. Was it good? Last night. It was really fun, man. Yeah? Really funny. Like funny, like dark funny. Like really? uncomfortable funny, like uncomfortable situations of a... Of a, of a how old is your Island Fisher? Uh... <laughs> Island Georgia, <laughs> Island Fisher, <laughs> uh, ten and oh, it's no, twelve. Fisher. Is that, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Z- Zasha, Zasha Baron Cohen's, um, twelve and fourteen. That's not eighth grade, is it? 
No, no, it's seventh grade and ninth grade. Yeah, but oh, really? Fourteen. Yeah. Okay, so he was around the same age. It was like yeah. you could see that. And remember what it was like then? It was like and it's like whatever. I mean, like you know, go. I don't know if it's made. For, it's definitely probably not made for an actual eighth grader. No, but just remembering the the cadences of an eighth grader, I'm like, oh, yeah. it just made me laugh. The biggest, how, like, and how the, he nailed it. The biggest thing they say now is ship. Ship. Yeah. So ship? like, uh, so like, what? Um, I should probably grab a beer. No, 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 no. Unless I'll, yeah, 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 let's kill that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, so like say you and your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, walk into our house. Isla. Stupid. Did you pour too much of mine? No, I just poured out. I missed the fucking, my glass. Isla and Georgia would see you as a couple and go, do you ship them? What does that mean? It means, uh, do you approve of this uh, nuptial? Do you approve of them being together? Do you ship them? Really? And, I, and Georgia go, I ship them. Oh, he'll never get better than that. I'd ship him in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's the new term. Just to keep you up <laughs> okay. with the young No, things. I should know that. Gucci. Yeah. You ship them? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. I'd like to keep up. Yeah, I think... Even um, just to mock it. Dude, when I, when I first stepped into stand-up comedy clubs, and you got to remember, like, I don't know. You tell me yours first. What was your experience with stand-up that made you want to get into it? And what was your first, like month of stand of being in stand up where you're like witnessing it every night going like what the fuck is this i used to watch we didn't have cable i used to watch live from the laugh factory on saturday night on fox laugh factory live maybe what year is this around give or take a few years 1990 somewhere from 88 to 92 maybe 86 okay. to okay. 92 yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I would have. I, I was out of television, and wa- and in partying. Oh, okay. How old are you? Forty-five. Okay. Yeah, I was in high school. I was. I just started college in ninety-one. Right. I started in ninety-two. So it was in high school. It was in high school. So think of high school. You're a year older than me. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe think eighth, ninth grade, something like that. It was around there. All right. Tenth grade, maybe for you. Eleventh grade in that region. Yeah, Saturday nights had a thirty-minute. Tom Cotter hosted it. Really? Yeah. And one of the jokes he said is like, they had some plant in the audience, some hick who's like visiting. He's like, uh, "Well, what are you doing here, hick? You know, hick?" He's like, "Ah, oh, did all the stuff in Beverly Hills and went to Rodeo Drive." And it's like, "It's Rodeo." He goes, "Ah, oh, I think it's Rodeo." He goes, um, "Trust me, it's Rodeo." He goes, "Anyway, all right, I went to Rodeo Drive and we filmed it with my video camera." <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That's 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 it. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, I watched that. I watched like short sets on, on. No, but when when you got into comedy, oh, and you were Im- when you when you realized, oh, this is a lifestyle change that I'm about to experience, where this is now my life. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you mine. You tell me yours. Oh, I went to L.A. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and just so we can okay, match. Yeah, them. so I know what you're talking about. So yeah. like, I did stand up one time in in Tallahassee. Yeah, and then I moved to New York. I moved to New York, and my very first night of seeing stand up, I went to a club on like on like 21st street that Jason Steinberg was producing. And I saw Tony Woods do comedy. My very first comedian. And I was blown away. I was blown away at the command he had over the audience and driving it forward. And I was, I was lost. Yeah. I then went down to, uh, uh, I'm guessing 
I don't know where it is anymore. It was Stella, uh, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, and David David, David Wayne. Stella. David yeah. Wayne would do Stella, and I saw Janine Garofalo do stand up. It was a totally different style, but the confidence was the same. Except for references blew me away, and I was floored. I was like, I don't know any of her references. I then got a job at Barnes & Noble and was like, I'm going to read <laughs> Look up everyone, like every- fucking crazy <laughs> and understand what Grapes of Wrath is. I didn't know what that was. I didn't even know that was a book. And then I met Dimitri Martin, and Dimitri was like an encyclopedia. You know, it's so funny, man. I wish I could reconnect with that guy. We're on very, very different career paths but yeah. he was so my introduction to stand up he would sit he knew so many jokes he'd uh, you'd be walking through Times Square with him and he was looking for a calculator watch and he was like uh, and the guy was handing out flyers and Dimitri goes you ever hear Mitch Hedberg's joke about handing out flyers no. and I'd be like no and he go oh it's like so basically someone going here oh, throw, yeah, this, yeah, throw yeah. this out down there you throw this out for me I mean he had so and then Dimitri was the first person who grabbed me from the store from the Boston Comedy Club and he's like David Tell goes on it at like twelve thirty. We got to go watch him. I want to say it was like twelve twenty every single night. And we went down. I sat in the back at the cellar, and I had my recorder, my voice recorder. Yeah. And David Tell's first joke was um, a lot of men and a lot of men and women. A lot of people comics come up here and say men and women are different. Men and women are different. Oh, they're so different. Well, I'm not like every comic. I want to point out how similar they are. Men and women are very similar when they're on fire. <laughs> and I heard that, and I hit record on my recorder, and I recorded a whole set. Wow. And the next day, I walked around, like, ear to my, and listening to his set going, so that's how comedy is. It was blew my fucking mind. Yeah. And then I spent the next, probably like eight, seven months, eight months, the first couple of which sitting in the back of the clubs watching every comic, yeah. being blown away by watching someone go like, "What's up with Radio Shack?" And then your brain would go, "Oh, I, oh, I know where they're going." Like, like almost like exploring it in your head as they do it. Yeah, I see. The, I see that kind of person show up at the comedy store sometimes or other places, and they sit in the front and they observe you, and you're like, "What? Yeah. Oh, you're a wannabe comic. Get in the fucking back, you idiot. Yeah. You're not supposed to be this close. You don't need to see my fucking ticks, dude. It was. It was." Maybe my favorite time of doing stand up of like mm-hmm. just every night going down to the Bagot and and sitting with Tony Woods, Donnell, uh, Greer Barnes, Greer just Barnes. all black comics usually. Maybe Ben Bailey, Pete Corielli, uh, DC Benny, and just Greer Barnes is the standard, by the way, in New York of whatever one of those post comedy people come by. Yeah, I can't believe I'm already using that term like easily now. That um, it slides out. Yeah, they go and Michelle says the same thing. It's like follow Greer. Go follow Greer. If you can't follow Greer at the cellar, then get the fuck out of here. No one can follow Greer. Yeah. It's like it's a hard follow. To this day. Be good. To this day, that guy has such a command. Yeah, but like if you need to be able to get some laughs after him. And if you can't, then you're you're not good enough yet, man. No. He had a scuba diving bit to this day. When I went scuba diving, I heard his bit in my head. Should have come with me, man, to the Great Barrier Reef. No. We talked about going out to an island, getting a liverboard. Yeah. About not a liverboard there. That island I was telling you about, East Timor. I don't know. What was I telling you about, dude? Can I tell you have a great who has a great scuba diving bit? Tom Rhodes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, it's but a the guy, great like, French guy. It's a fucking great goddamn bit. I he told it to me on my podcast, and I was like crisscross applesauce, excited, going like, oh my god, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, follow Greer Barnes, man. That guy made me howl laughing. Yeah. You'd watch. I watched Mike Epps one night go up. 
and do a bit about selling candy bars in the hood. Yeah. And it was murderous <laughs> to the point where I went, suck a dick, Dave Chappelle. You'll never be my caps. Yeah. In my, I said it out loud <laughs> to like four or five people. <laughs> and they're like, mm, all right. Yeah. Dude, I was with Doug Benson recording a podcast in the front patio of the comedy store at daytime once. And these uh, kids came by like, hey, we're selling, you know, uh, candy to help our. Uh, why am I doing New York accent? To help our uh, troop go to Disneyland or whatever to buy basketball jerseys for our, for our team, you know. Yeah. And I was just looked at Doug and I was like, "You kids came to the right place." <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> we are so high. What do you got? Cause we're buying a lot. <laughs> you got lucky right here. <laughs> you hit Pater, yeah. gentlemen. What's the What's the correlation between drugs and fun? Drugs well, slash think, alcohol. And I fun. think. I think personally, I think it's the first time as a as a young adult you get to go back to being a kid when you get out of control, dude. I saw at Governor's Ball or Panorama. I believe it was Governor's Ball. Yeah, we saw these little girls, fourteen, and they were all like. One of them was like, "Guys, we have." <laughs> I was sitting with on fucking Molly, a Mandy, with whatever with my lady I was dating at the time, and uh, they were just came from behind us, and they were like. <laughs> Like, guys, we have to get out of here. Rachel needs help. And then we, t- we turn up, and Rachel's there, just drunk, oh. just smiling, though, and going, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm having the best time. Oh. And it was hilarious. She was having such a good time. They were all treating it like, oh, my God, you guys, we need to help her. And she was just having a blast, drunk for the first time in her life. You know when everything swims? You're not yet a pukey. We're just like, wow, the world is fucking tipsy-turvy. Oh. I feel like uh, I remember the first time I got drunk and we got in trouble. We were drinking Natty Lights in the back of Alan Rieger's house. Yeah. And Mrs. Rieger grabbed all the beers, collected them for us while we were in the front yard talking to girls, called us in. Me came in and Alan and dumped the beers on the table and goes, what are these? And I was buzzed. And I didn't give a fuck. And I was like, oh, I, th- I think I might just found my medicine. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm in a lot of trouble right now, and I don't care. I don't care. Thank you, alcohol, for shielding me. Oh, that was the best. I think. I think when. I, I think. Uh, let me say this. I think you first step into booze and alcohol, booze and drugs, is to feel grown up. Right. I'm gonna have a sip of my dad's beer. Yeah. To feel what a grown up feels, and then I think we do it to be children again. I think. Is to go back to like, I mean, the other day, a year ago, I was at Jay's house on yeah. a Tuesday daytime, three p.m., and we we're just hitting down, smoking or whatever, watching cops or whatever. And he's like, "You want a beer?" And I was like, "Nah." He goes, "Why?" I'm like, "I don't know." He goes, "Yeah, why? Have a beer." I'm like, "Ah, nah, I don't know." He goes, "Why?" I'm like, "I don't know." He goes, "Then have a beer." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh," he goes, "Yeah, just have a beer." What are you talking about? <laughs> it was almost like with everything behind it, it was like we have no responsibility. Yeah, you're not necess- needed. For seven hours. Yeah. And even if you are drunk then, it's fine. Oh. Um, have a fucking beer. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. have a beer. Too. Dude. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there you go. And just the idea that, like, now we can just be like we were, not when we are young, like, 10, but we can be young like we're 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just get drunk, man. We're done with classes tonight. I had a meeting at TBS one time. Yeah. And the exec brought me in. It was like a Monday morning at like 10 a.m. Yeah. And I don't know why they're bringing me in. I just done Conan. And I go I in and he was like, he was, yeah. this is a while ago. This is the first time I did Conan. And he goes, uh, hey, man, 
it's great seeing you. And I was like, cool. He goes, do you remember me? And I was like, no. And he goes, so I worked on your first project with David Tochterman and all those guys. I was like, I'm a big fan. And I was like, oh, cool. And he goes, uh, I said, so, you know, what do we mean about it? He goes, nothing. I had a rough weekend, and I knew that if I scheduled you at 10, we could drink a little tequila, relax. <laughs> and uh, I'd be like, you know, Bert made me do it. And I was like, all right. I'll be that guy for you. Yeah. And so we had some tequila, and he goes, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? And I, we talked about it. We pitched it. TBS changed directions or whatever, what they wanted to make. But it was, like, one of the coolest meetings. And wow. that's the cool thing about Hollywood is, like, Hollywood is that weird place where you get – it's it's the weird place that when I started was there, like there were no rules. That's the weird thing when people talk about like let's say like Louis or something like he had hooked up. It's like at work. It's like oh no no it it's not Hollywood's not like you do coke at work. Yeah, in Hollywood. It's not like a work. You do people, coke. People fuck at their job in my industry, and it's not a bad thing. It's it's, it's, it's fine. You do coke and it's and the first fuck. thing they say to you when you go to get a job. They're like, hey man, don't shit where you eat, and they don't say that to you because. Um, it's sexual harassment. They just know it's a bad recipe. Right. It's going to be bad it's for gonna you. It's going to be bad for you. You're going to have to and they're run like, into that person We've all later. done it. We've all fucked each other. Like, don't do it. Also, like, try to learn this lesson as fast as possible. You'll probably end up doing it. Just try to remember what I said when it goes wrong, so don't repeat it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, Hollywood was, not, was, I mean, I guess it's more rules now. I don't know. I'm not really in Hollywood, per se. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm in Hollywood at all. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I didn't even... I don't know any of the people. Well, you I don't know, know. I don't you know ten million times more people than I know. No way, you do more than me. I met I, Robbie I, once. Robbie different. is my I, boss, technically. No, and I met no, him he's one not. Time. He's a buyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like, like I don't. Like, no, I, don't I know him know, from Montreal, though. We're friends from Montreal. By like, I know, I know, uh, I know Joanne. Yeah, I barely know her. Oh, I thought you really like her and Amy and all them are really good friends, right? Amy Schumer. Yeah, yeah, but like. I don't feel like I know anybody in the business. Dude, I don't know the difference most people if they're agents or managers. I'm always saying they're like, "I'm not an agent. I'm a man." I'm like, "All right, you do both of the same shit. Just try to sell some fucking talent to people. You do it well, you do it bad. Fucking, I don't care. Who are you set up meetings or fucking close them? Who gives a shit? I would love to know more people. I would love to like, I'll like I always look at like I always look to <laughs> what she knows everybody. Dude, I look at. I'm not. I was about to say Neil. Like Neil, Neil knows everybody, too. Neil's, like, uh, good friends with Robbie. Michelle knows like, everybody. The people who are successful, they know everybody. I wish I knew more people. Fuck them. Half of them are garbage. You don't want to know them. You only want to know them because you feel like you're supposed to so you can get ahead. You're doing great. You don't need to fucking fake it with garbage people. Yeah. Some I've, of them are fine. Most of them, just like in any industry, are terrible. Yeah. I just, I just, oh, I always feel like uh, I never really understood the biz. I never really got the business. I never figured it out. Give them the business. You know the business part of it, like I, yeah. and now I, I'm, I'm pretty landlocked to this like, fucking you doing your own shit. I'm making my own stuff. What else did you make recently? It was a Netflix special. Yes, a Netflix special, Secret Time, called yeah, streaming right time. now. Streaming right on now on Netflix. Netflix on Netflix. <laughs> my favorite thing these days is like, like no joke. This sounds super fucking silly, but uh, I shot a promo video of me in front of my billboard. And I had the idea of driving there because I wanted my driver to shoot it for me because he didn't speak English. And then yeah. I went, you know what? Maybe if I'll just bum rush someone on the street and have them shoot it and I'll record them I've seen me some of asking them. That's great. And I was like, my biggest reward is like people digging that. Is that. And then I go, oh, that's – I don't need numbers from a network. I don't need the money, uh, you know? Yeah. I'm exactly really happy with that. The creativity of people going – of like Rogan was like texted or tweeted – reposted it and was like Bert 
is fucking awesome. And then I went, that's all the reward I need. Tommy hit me up. He's like, that was funny as shit. Yeah. I go, all right, my You're peers liking me. You know, one of the best ones I've ever gotten was we're backstage at the store dress, and Joe man. goes, uh, he goes, Hey man, your promo videos are great. We, sh- I-, I would love for you to help me shoot one. Rogan said that. Yeah, and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, that's the biggest. That's that's like if I directed." You do a well movie. with those. I was thinking of making this podcast uh, called "Shameless Self Promotion" and just oh, yeah. talk to you about pr- self promotion. I don't have a problem with it at all. No, you don't. I really don't, and I don't, and I understand it's part of the business. Yours is shameless, so it's not that bad. It's when people have shame and they do it anyway. It's the worst. It's when you're doing what you think is okay. Then whatever, man, it's pure. Yeah. I go, I go, I just, as long as it makes me giggle or my wife giggle, yeah. that's it. Like, I, and, because my only goal is, I mean, I, I don't care if technically if, like, uh, the alt scene likes my promo videos. Yeah. I want people that want to come see me do live, buy a ticket. It's that moment, by the way, when you accept, like, oh, I don't need you guys to like me. That's okay. Yeah. You guys are heady, so I thought I wanted you to like me, but it's what I really want is you guys like me, so eventually I'll get people to come see my shows. Yeah. But I've already got people to come see my shows, so, so I, don't, I don't need these fucking, yeah. these fucking popular kids yeah. telling me that I'm not good enough to hang out with the popular kids. And you watch, like, I think, I think you can get caught up in... I'll just be a nerd over here, and you guys can be popular over there. Like, oh, so this video's not going to get me in the top 10 GQ comics to watch? Oh, fuck. I saw I mean, one of those things about the new comedy, and they were like, you know... Uh, uh, you know, uh, f- messing with the with the form of just doing a straight one hour stand up, and I was like reading through it. And I was like, "Why is my last special not in there? Yeah, Why no, is my really? double negative? It's, it's thematic and fucking. Split it's so against the grain of what we all do, but it's still funny. Yeah, and I'm like, I guess I'm not one of the cool kids, so you guys would never put me in there. But I'm like, I am exactly what you're talking about, and I'm doing it in a regular funny kind of way. But that's yeah. cool. I guess I get it. I'm not one of the fucking cool kids. I want to, uh, so I have like. Uh about an hour worth of material that isn't technically funny, isn't translatable. <laughs> you want to do it in front of no audience? I want to do it in front of no audience, and I want to do it, I want to title it post-comedy. Uh, post-comedy, post-comedy pre-travel channel. And I want to do all this stuff about travel channel. And just record it in a black box theater and put it out and go, so there's no laughs to this. But, you know, make it as entertaining as I can make it. Because it's super not it doesn't translate to my like people that come see me live is yeah. talking about travel channel it just doesn't and i'm Nobody not the kind of person anymore. in school just speaking to them i need a laugh i'm a, Nobody I'm a gives war. shit anymore hey you know what i just started doing what why would you do that i don't think that's working the way you think it is oh it went it made those other ones go out go back on this is a horrible idea for our beers by the way oh fuck put that out <laughs> For those of you listening, already just decided. By the way, you just sprayed fluid all over all of that. Yeah, I got to relight it. Oh, you're saying it's going to relight my hand? It may relight your hand. Well, we will see. (laughs) I was in sleepaway camp and uh, I was lighting my name on on the bunks. Yeah. In Lysol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? And, um, And they caught me and they got me in massive trouble and, like, they're trying to, like, tough talk me like were well, you a pyromaniac you're a pyromaniac and i was like what does that mean like it means you a fucking love of fire and i was like 
Oh, that's not. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I love looking at it, lighting it. On them. Yes. Oh my God, that is my thing. I was writing my name on fire on a wooden, old wooden wall. <laughs> oh, this I can see how that could be dangerous. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, um, let's. Okay, I've got more questions about fun. All right. Should I get new beers? Yeah. What should we do here? How should I don't know. What, how long have we been going? Only an hour and thirty. Oh, okay. We have plenty more time. Yeah. Um, should we pause and get? Liquor and ice and shit. Pause and get beer. How many beers do you have in there? I got one. We can take a walk and get another one. No. We'll go booze. Okay. I, I can switch to scotch. I can switch so you to... Can have, the, I can have yeah. the, there might be another one in there somewhere. No, 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 no. I'll stick with Tito's and soda. Okay. I got nothing else today. I, mean, I, have, a, I have a car waiting for me outside. No, you don't. Thank you, Robbie. Do you really? Yeah. Let him go home. Oh. You're done for the day. No, not technically. What else you got? Uh, I, may, I may have another thing with Barstool Sports. KFC. Yeah. You know those guys? Yeah, I'm set, yeah, I'm with those guys. Did you set me up with I'm them? I'm the ones who got it going. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Chill, relax. You can make fun of anything. Yeah. Um, You're going to that? I don't know. I haven't. Uh, if you go, I'll go uh, with you. I haven't replied. You should do it. Really? It's fun, and it also is a decent draw. I may. I may. Yeah, a different draw than we have. I may be too buzzed after this to talk publicly for myself. How much longer are you going to be here? I don't know. What's your schedule? No, in like? New York. Oh, I leave tomorrow morning. Oh. I was going to come back. I need, I need to spend fourteen thousand dollars on plane tickets this month. So you need to, in order to retain my status. <sighs> okay, um, there's too much wrong with that for me to comment. Yep. Um, what do you want? Ice, or ice? Yep, okay. that's it. You stay here. What do you want? Another yeah, cigar yeah, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll keep talking. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about your podcast. By the way, I don't. I only listen to this when I scan to get a teaser for the first 30 seconds. Okay. So I probably won't hear That's whatever fine. you say. I'm, I'm not doing nothing but talking positively about your podcast. Hey. All right. All right. Have you guys been on a tear of this podcast the way I have? Because lately I've been listening non-fucking-stop. The Count, Count Jocula? Not Count Jocula. I think that's what we called ourselves in college when we were hooking up with chicks. Oh, look at that bitch jocking. Count Jocula. We'll go to Ari Shafir. Uh... We'll go to all his downloads. I haven't listened to the Kurt Metzger one. That looks really good. I'll tell you what I would listen. Bro, have you listened to Low School Adam Egit, episode 295? So just so you know, Adam Egit is the, um, I'd say booker, but I think he's more than that at the store. Adam, I apologize if I'm not giving you the right title. But I will say this, without a title, he's the guy that has changed the energy of the store 100%. Um, now, if you work at the store and I'm wrong about that, I apologize. But I will tell you personally that since he's been the guy there, I've seen him uh, fucking. This might be the best podcast I've ever heard. Okay, if you haven't heard it, go to it. It's two ninety five. Adam Egit, and it is fucking mind blowing. Not even joking. Adam Egit, and just to to bleed it, lead it, or whatever you know, tip the hat, let it slide, whatever. Adam Egit got. Uh, was partied when he was a kid, and his parents put him in a school up in, like, Ojai or up in the Malibu canyons that was responsible for killing children. It is fucking amazing. Let's see which ones um, I've already listened to. Let's go to the website. Ari the Great? No. Skeptic Tank. Skeptic? It's interesting in that Ari does a podcast... Listen, candidly, I don't far, find Ari that insightful of a human being. When we hang out, he li- like he listens a lot, 
but you're like, I don't like, I've done podcasts with him. I'm like, I don't even know if he's listening to me at all. And then all of a sudden you listen to these podcasts and he has a theme that he comes into it with and he has notes written out. And I'm like, wow, I'm really doing mine wrong. Here we go. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank. He's coming out. He's coming out right now. Did you get candy? No. Uh, Gas the Jews was an amazing one. Uh, Mike Vecchione's comedy album might be one of the best albums I've heard in a very long time. He's coming with me to Denver. So here's what I discovered. Justin asked me. Yeah. He was like, hey, uh, what are the unhidden ta- tapped, un- un- untapped gems of like, the fucking comedy world? Like when he went to the comedy store and nobody was going there. Yeah. He found all these fucking gems. Yeah. Me, Brett, Dove, uh, Diaz, Renazisi. Yeah. Uh, Callen. Um, that'll make it you melt know Mike, Mike Vecchione and I are Eskimo brothers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Here, I'm just going to watch this. It's going to melt in. I know it's going to melt in. Slowly, though. Is it not going to melt in? We'll use the, use the water to also do the melting. Yeah, I guess I could. It's this one over here on this side is where you're really... Although, if that one melts, if that one melts, you're, you're good. If you just keep working that, that border over on that side of the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost there. If you can get through there. Although, just this. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Vecchione, can I tell you what's frustrating? What? Is that He's so I may good. not be the funniest guy that that chick fucked. You're not. No, no, I may not be. Listen, uh, listen, Mike and I do very different things. All I'm saying is it's super <laughs> frustrating for myself, knowing that I love stand-up as much as I do, that she fucked a guy that is possibly funnier than me at the art of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like, you know, you, like you can go across the board and go. Dude, he's such a good joke writer. He, Dude. He, it's 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 unparalleled. There's a, I told you I told you this, the group we have. There's a slip through the crack category. Yeah, and he is one. Are we lighting another cigar? Yeah, I'm. Yes. Then I won't. I won't nub this one out. You don't want to keep smoking it? No, I, well, I'll just smoke another one. Yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Free Americans. I'm gonna have that Jaime Garcia. Okay. It was given to me because I realize this now. It was given to me with someone who said "fuck Bert." Said if Bert would come here, we would have given these to him. Let him know. I'm giving this to you. He'll never get a cigar this good. I'm remembering this now. It was okay. in Syracuse. It was oh, Mo. I won't go back to Syracuse. It was Mo and his friends. And his friends were like, we smoked in the back room with Adrian there just fucking, I'm not smoking. I'll just get my clothes fucking disgusting smelling. Yeah. Um, the guy specifically said about you when he Fuck gave me this. Bert. Yeah. Um, wow. Mike Vecchione. God. My favorite thing I've done this past two weeks. Yeah. Is I know my wife's sense of humor. Like, my wife finds me funny, but she really finds guys like Mike Vecchione funny. Really? And I introduced her to Mike Vecchione. I, 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 I put it out on Twitter. I played his album for him in, for her in the car going What's to a called? party. Uh, it's called uh, Un- The Uncomfortable Truth. No. Fuck. I got it right here. Thought, thought, thoughtful? Thought police. No, not thought police. I love how you answer confidently. Like, maybe just you're guessing right. So you're like, yep. The worst kind of thoughtful. The worst kind of thoughtful. You're like, thought police. Thought like, police. You're not like, thought police? You're like, for sure it's this. It's called white privilege. <laughs> um, what do you and want? And I played, I played, uh, I want the other of my fathers. Okay. I played my wife, I played Mike Vecchione for my wife. I played Megabus. The, uh, the track? Megabus. And she was howling laughing. How? And I went, oh, like... You know, in a weird way, it's it is, it is the art form of what we do, like the legit art form of like jokes per minute, 
jokes per minute. Yeah, jokes per minute. Just keep them going. Dude, I made a very cognizant effort in my special to increase my jokes per minute. I mean, here's what I, okay, so here's what I started talking to some of these Edinburgh comics. I got a whole new insight on Hannah Gassi when I went. Okay. So I started talking to them about the whatever, like how they're doing serious stuff and intentionally doing serious stuff. But I'm like, to one of the ones I've talked to, Finn Taylor was real thoughtful about this. Like, how much do you think out? How long am I going to sit in the series? Is it going to be three minutes? Is it going to be 20 minutes? Like, or is it just going to be as long as it goes? Like, are you thinking this out? Most of them are not. Occasionally, they really are. And those are the ones that hold better when they've thought, like, this is too long. It's three minutes already. It's time to shift back to funny. Yeah. Or they go, like, eh, whatever. Then it's not as good. It, it's like the jokes per minute matter. It does you matter. You should be about it. it, it and, well, I, you know, I'm a little old school in it. I'm, I am 45, but, like... I watched. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell that. you. I'll tell you the, the the two specials that changed my mind more than anything. Jim Jeffries, dude. His what? Which one? He's oh, the one where he walks out on stage. I said this to Is Jim. When we start shitting on the the one one legged guy. No. Oh, by the way, n- no, no. But I don't know. But he walks out on stage, grabs the mic, and goes, "Bill Cosby." Yeah. And the place goes nuts. And I went. I I, I sat in my bed and I sat up and I went. We've started. I said that in my head. Yeah. And I went. I want my special to be like that. I want to go out and I Bill want Burr to... Bill the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm getting a gun. Yeah. Right and, at the bit. And you right just want, you want that, that fucking leap of going like, we're oh, we're here. fucking not apologizing for anything and we're starting off. And, and in, my, in my book, I was like, I want to go. And I tried it like 19. Dude, I ran that hour 150 times before I did it on, on that special. Really? 150 times I ran that hour. I remember. Do you remember me texting you and Joe and Tom, and I was like, "How many hours do you think you've done stand-up comedy this year?" Do you remember that? Sort of. And I and I was like, "I've done it 150 hours in just getting ready for my special." How how long is that, dude? I did it six months. Four well, months? First of all, I added added any time I could add a show, I'd add a show. So what, even if five it didn't sell shows, out. six show weeks, six shows. No, six shows on the weekends. Uh, Two on Thursday, two on Wednesday. Six shows on the weekend. Oh, you do three shows a night? If I could, no, no. Two, two on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Oh. I would always add, I would go into a different city either Tuesday and Wednesday and do two, Tuesday and Wednesday in different cities. And if I ever could get up in the, at the store, I would. But that's not the hour. That's not the hour. But, but I would, I would, I would rework, I would yeah, rework one bit. Yeah, for sure. And I'd own the bit. Listen, not to be a, a cunt about this, but like, there's very few guys going, I'm going to take the time to bomb in the main room and see how this one bit goes. Did I tell you what I do before I record a special? No, tell me. So I tell some club owners, like, I would like to play your club. I will not be promoting it. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can pay me the league minimum. You can pay me what a, a comedian you would, yeah. you would not expect to fill the room. You can use my name, um, but I will not. Be, so this guy in Webster, New York, let me perform there. Yeah. Um, uh, the... Uh, the one in um, Florida, West Palm Beach, but they—I guess I didn't express to them that I wouldn't be promoting it, so they got kind of mad at me. So I owe them. But like, oh, Joel, yeah, but like, and I don't, I don't. It's not my audience. Yeah. I do shitty clubs, and, and I got, don't do my audience. It. And then I get like, oh, I need to win these people over, dude. And then after three weeks of that, now I'm ready to record in front of an audience that knows me. I when I I did uh, the closing bit I have is the Ralph Sampson bit. It's my second closer. I put my first closer at 30 minutes. At 28 minutes, I did my first closer. Why? Oh, no. I thought you meant you were closing with all the way that. I get it. No. Multiple closers. So what, the, what I did is my closer, 
uh, I talked to the people at Netflix, and they said, no one watches a special after 30 minutes. You told me that. And I said, all right, then I will move my closer to, the to 28 minutes. And I will then put my second closer. What I, what I would have had at 28 minutes, what I would have worked up to that to build, to build, to build, then I'll just put that at the end, and I'll come up with a closer. And, and God bless Tom Segura for fucking giving me the end of that special he called me up one night. He was a little buzzed, and he was like, you "Bro, say thank you, good night." What? You should say thank you, good night. Nope, you haven't seen it. Not yet. Oh, I will see it. I just haven't gotten through yet. I just got back to America, dude. Please don't read into it. I just no, no, no. I don't back. give a fuck. Okay. I don't really don't give a fuck if you ever watch my special. But the closer, I would, if I were you, I would just down uh, go in and go straight to like fucking fifty-eight minutes and see how it closes because it might. Like, you'll definitely call me up and go, fucking brilliant. And yeah. Tom called me up one night and he goes, because I was stressed about my closer. And it and it wasn't hitting as hard as I wanted to close because it wasn't my first closer. And Tom hit me up and he goes, uh, I know how to close your show. I was like, really? And he goes, yep. And he told me. And I fucking lost my shit. I sat up in bed. I was on the road. I was in a hotel room. I sat up in bed and I went, bro, I love you. And he was like, dude, I knew you'd love that. Isn't it brilliant? I was like, oh, my God. But yeah, and so, what was I gotta watch it now? I guess you gotta watch it. What do I gotta watch? Secret Time on Netflix. On Netflix. On Netflix. Netflix. On streaming on Netflix. That's your Netflix special. It's my Netflix special. It's my Netflix special. By the way, I think I'd be cool with doing one Netflix special and just dying, (laughs) just never having to follow it up with some mediocre shit. (laughs) You know, I want to do. I want to do. Here's the real task now: is avoiding them going. Hey, we like to do another one, and 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 not going. I'm not ready, but I'll try it anyway. That's I'm not ready right now, but I will definitely but, be ready by July. But all right, not even not even joking. I have 52 minutes. I'm doing a legit aggressive tour. I will be definitely ready by by July. And if I'm not ready by July, then it wasn't meant to be. When did you record the other one? February. February, but like February, like oh oh, so a year and a half. Yeah, okay. it'll be 18 okay. months. Okay. No, I thought it was beer, it's scotch. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, has let's see, let's see a few questions about fun. I'm enjoying this as a fucking topic to get to. Uh, is there a difference between on your own fun and with friends' fun? Ooh. Can you have fun? You're. I'm in. A, I'm on an island yeah. of Croatia. I'm fucking walked up along this cliff face and around the corner, and there's this fucking Roman ruins. And then I go over the top, and then I'm coming down. I'm sitting there. I'm, I started smoking again. Fucking idiot. I'm rolling Girl. cigarettes for myself. Just there. I left it there. I haven't done it since I got back. But like, uh, it's nice to sun yourself off, you know, and like roll a fucking cigarette. Right. Roll your own. Uh, I can get back into smoking. When you roll your own, it feels more like cool. Oh yeah, it does. That's why I quit smoking as I was rolling my own. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I'm just laughing. I'm in the middle. I'm sitting in this bay where there's no one. There hasn't been anyone for, I don't know, 50 years. Yeah. And I'm just laughing. I'm like, man, I'm having a good time. I just say it out loud to no one who's around. Yeah. That's an alone fun. But I'm yeah. still able to have fun. And then there's the fun that we had in Atlanta that we're going to have in San Francisco this year of just like with friends fun. Playing top golf, getting drunk at top golf, you know. Like- Dude, playing top golf might have been the, one of the funnest times I've had in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have my alone funds. 
I think they're more, they're way more internal. Like my alone mm-hmm. fun is like, uh, uh, my wife calls it source energy. Source energy? Yeah. She's like, you gotta go find out your source energy is. And so my source energy is the outdoors. And so for me to be, a, I, when I'm, I'm not comfortable alone, I don't like being alone personally. So to be alone, I've got to discover my source energy and be like, well, my source energy, like, is being outdoors. It's a lot of times it includes running or hiking or biking or swimming. Like, swimming alone is really fun for me, like, just doing laps in the pool. Because I go, it reminds me of being a kid because I I swam as a child. And I go, oh, yeah. Like, I listen to good music. I get a little cup of coffee and I feel into the moment. But I don't know if. I'm not certain if I could go to a beach by myself. Enjoy yourself. Unless it was like surfing or something. Then you for sure. That's activity. I wonder yeah. how much fun is related to activities. Because you're right. Because when you go to a beach, I would consider that more like relaxing unless like I'm having fun. Like fun, I'd have to be surfing by myself. Because the, fun- the, beach, the beach to be fun would have to be like I'm on a beach in, you know, Belize. I'm, I'm in an adventure at the beach instead of just like, oh, I'm in Malibu by myself. That's just like, oh, you're just relaxing. Well, it's also it's also predicated by the fact that at some point, like I, I when I first met my, with my triathlon coach, I was in Malibu. I was in Palisades, and I went down to Malibu, and I was like, I'm going to go down to the beach. I haven't been on the beach in a while. And I got down there, and I sat there, and I was like, I should go for a run. And then I was like, maybe I'll go for a swim. Maybe I'll get in the water. And I got in the water, and then I was like, man, my kids are coming home soon. I should be with them when they get home. I miss them. All right, I'm going to go home. I think my, my fun level has dropped with kids when it comes to solo kid fun. So, like, solo no what? solo fun. Yeah. It's got to be, like, a purpose to it for me. Oh, interesting. My fun my fun lately in New York has been, like, uh, like I get, I get done. Oddly enough, press is done always at, like, 4 in the afternoon. And then I have uh, the bonfire at 6. And my fun's been going and getting oysters at that Oceana bar underneath the Sirius XM. Oh, really? And getting oysters. That's the question I was going to ask. Do you have fun eating? I love eating. It is fun, especially when you get some interesting food. So I'm like, oh. I would argue I enjoy ordering more than I enjoy eating. Yes. I love ordering. Do you ever order something extra you know you're not going to eat just because like, but then at least we get a bite of that. At least we don't get to leave it on the table and say, we never fucking ordered it. Uh credit given to kevin james on this i call that a rodeo clown what explain kevin james uh ray romano used to order a rodeo clown with kevin james so he'd order an extra thing so that whatever was the food was eating that kevin james would get distracted by the one thing and they could get the good thing he wow i heard it on party of five that's and i started ordering rodeo clowns so i'd order a rodeo clown like i go uh can i get let me get what i know i should eat like, I'm going to get the salmon or the white fish or the, uh, one of the healthy meals. And then can we also get that, that – what's the best thing you got in the menu? And they're like, oh, my God, the fucking scorchata or whatever bullshit meal they had. I go, oh, get us one of those. <laughs> and then I'd be like, we need to get one of those. And Judy, my manager, would be like, wait, let's get another one. And I'd be like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a great idea. Dude. About the other one, yes. I have a problem with ordering. I remember telling Rogan one time, I was like, I was like, uh, he's like, how are you going to plan on losing weight? And I was like, I'm going to stop ordering appetizers. And he was like, what? 
Oh, because in his mind, that wouldn't do anything for him. But you, it's a major difference. When you oh. get an appetizer twice a day. When I'm going every meal for an appetizer, I would go in. We I would love do this, an appetizer, man. We would do this thing when I was on Travel Channel. We call it, uh, um, uh, oh, what the fuck did we call it? Yeah. We call it, whatever we called it, it was when one person ordered for everybody. And no one got to say what they wanted. You just had to, you could throw in like, you know, it looks good. But it's like, it's not up to you. And so you'd have 11 people and you'd order 13 meals. And you just, everyone get a little bite of something. And wow. it was the best. Wow. And then no one is like, this is mine. No it's one like got to nothing's say that. Here. So if you, if you all pile on the general sows, then well, that goes first. And, and then if, move on. Yeah. And if someone wanted to be shitty about it, they sat at a different table. Well, I want to order my own thing. It's like, okay, go away. Yeah, go ahead. That's hilarious. There. Yeah, I learned that from Bobby Lee. Yeah. He would take us out when we all had no money and Bobby had some. He had my TV money. Um, he would go to Toy Thai and order, I mean, almost one of everything. Toy Not Thai really. Is so fucking good. It's so good. But like, gelato is the best in, uh, in LA of the foreign food. But like, uh, oh, wait, never mind. And it would be, he would just order so much extra. And you're like, we're not going to eat all this. And, he, and, and it didn't make sense to me until he just, I, one day he just goes, yeah, right, we're not. Yeah. And you're like, what? He goes, yeah, we're, we're just going to leave it. I'm like, yeah. oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Ralphie would eat like that too. Dude, it was, it was, just we just get a bunch of shit, man. Yeah. Everyone enjoy it. It's the way I order pizza. Like, my wife will order pizza. We'll have, like, say we have five families over, right? She'll go, oh, we'll get three pizzas. And I go, we'll get four. She'd be like, well, we're not going to eat four. I go, get four. The only thing worse than having too much pizza is having not enough pizza. It's way worse. It's way worse than the, the, yeah. It's way worse of the worses. Oh, I love ordering food. I, but that also is like the one thing I had that nutritionist, Cynthia Sass, who was on my podcast. Yeah. And I, she was like, you need to just eat until you feel okay. And I was like, I'm not certain I'm familiar with that feeling. I don't think I've ever been like, I feel content. Yeah. It's hard because it takes so long for it to go down. It's that one slice of pizza and keep walking. Like, I'm starving. Let me get one slice that will tide me over and and for another five, five hours. But you yeah. can't stay there because you're like, well, I'll have one more. Well, I'm already walking to another pizza joint. You ever hear that Louis bit about that? Where I like don't eat until I'm full. I eat until I'm ashamed. No. It's just like how your food, stomach doesn't tell your brain. It goes, what the fuck's wrong with your stomach? You're like, uh, well, it's something to tell my brain, but I forget. <laughs> what was it again? And you're fucking piling down food. <laughs> oh, that guy's so funny. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Talk, oh, food and food and uh, yeah, it is fun to eat. It's fun to eat a new type of food. Here's a perfect example. We'll call Tom and see if he answers it the way I think he will. We went to dinner the other night at a well, steak restaurant. Yes. And steak uh, restaurant. you and Tom, me and Tom, and this Some guy more. Ethan and his wife Hila. Hawk. Uh, Klein. And dessert. One of they, they asked, uh, "Do you want dessert?" Yeah. And and I, here I got it. And he he, and everyone was like pretty full. Yeah. And I was and they were like, "Do you want dessert?" And I was like, "I'll take care of this, guys. Let's see if he answers." It's not going to answer. Would have already answered. That's my prediction. You think? Yeah. I guess it is in your pocket. You would know. Message system eight one no, no. Eight, six zero. No, come on, come on. <laughs> oh my god, that's um, breaking. That's you know, that's code. why he had to change phones. I gave out his number in Tampa. by accident. Yeah, I was drunk on stage and I just it was a call and sick to work show where I get hammered and I just gave his whole fucking number out and everyone just started calling him. Um, <laughs> the waitress came up and she was like, 
um, how was dinner? Do you guys want think you want to order dessert? And everyone's like, we're good, we're good. And I go, give us your four best desserts. And that fat motherfucker ate every fucking – like there was one where he didn't let it leave in front of him. He was like, if you want to try it, give me your spoon. Like it – I, but I love when you go, give us your four best ones. I want to I sample. Dude, we were in uh, the Alps hiking yeah. at this hut, at this lodge sort of thing. And uh, one, two, three, four, five of us. And we're like, let's just split all the desserts. And w- two of the people go, no, I want the coffee kick. I, I don't want anything else. And we're like, really? You don't want to just try some coffee kick? I'll just try the apple cobbler? Like, no. I'm like, all right. Well, the three of us, you guys want to split the, the other three? Yeah. So we got the coffee kick, apple cobbler, and something else. Coffee cake sucked. And then you're just sitting there watching enviously as we're oh. fucking nibbling at the coffee cake, but killing the peach cobbler. Fuck off. Join what, the party. This place, Larson's, we went to, had this fucking... Larson's? Larson's. Jay Larson. Uh, they had this fucking ice cream on top of a pull-apart apple cobbler, and Tom did not let it leave its side. He literally <laughs> was like, oh, you want some? Reach across. Really? I was like, I'll pass it this way. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, food's a... My my dad has actually said that to me. He's like, he's like I think I fucked you guys up with food and booze. Really? It's like, he was like... Because our thing as a family was to eat and or drink. Like, you know, like together. get together, open a bottle of wine. Let's get some apps out, some cheese, some meats. You know, and then that's how we gathered as opposed to like being like, who wants to go jog, I guess, is what regular yeah. people do. Yeah. That booze is a real thing to bring people together. It oh, really is like it really doing does. that. Yeah. And how can you not want to bring people together? Like, Joe Liss d- family's all just, they love boozing. And he doesn't drink at all. He does not. He does not mind it around him. That's, that's, I can handle a, a sober alcoholic when they're like, yeah, whatever, man. It's fine. I'm safe. Dude, every time I quit drinking, I'm like, yeah, drink in front of me. I don't give two shits. Dude, I was with Chris Hardwick and he forbade me to drink in front of him. What? <laughs> I'm joking. That was in that article. Oh, <laughs> he wouldn't let me drink it. <laughs> oh yeah, he made you starfish. Yeah. <laughs> what um, a fucking what a fucking aggressive that thing that was. Oh my gosh, people yeah. are still not letting it go. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, my partying was never sex. It wasn't. I'm still not. I mean, I like to. I'm. A, I think I'm addicted to sex, but it, I, mean, I have to great... trust you. I have to trust you. Like meaning, I have to like. I have to trust you. So when you like, cheat on the road, like who do you cheat with mostly? Uh, you or I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. You're the only guy. I, I don't even consider everyone else. Where I'm like, no, they don't. I'm like, of course they do. I you, wish you're I, the I only wish guy. I, you're one of the few guys. I'm like, they just don't. You I wish I was too. one of those guys that did not give a fuck and just like get like I was like a dog and like could live that life. But like, I just can't, man. I'm, first of all, have you ever had him on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. My wife loves Mark Norman. Your wife does? Loves Mark Norman. Wow. We did the Wilbur together, and she texted me, and she goes, um, is there one comic or two comics? And I said, just one. And she goes, then the other comic is adorable. And I was like, it was Mar- she it was, was just, there? She came she was, she was backstage already, and she was setting up merch, and she was like, he is adorable. I love this guy. And I was like, yeah, they all do. Yeah. Yeah, you're not the. By the way, this isn't a magic trick that he's tried once. <laughs> he's adorable. He knows how to play he's the pussy. So, he's so friendly and polite, dude. Like, he's the fuck. I love that. He's a fun guy to party with. He's a fun guy to party with. Uh, we've we've, we've, we've drank to like sun up a bunch of times here, where it's just like, oh, what is that through the light? Oh, is that crap? Kinds of light coming through the drawn-in curtains. God damn it! All right, let's he's, go one more round, then we'll go home. One more round. All right, one more round. 
Yeah, one more round. He gave me a tag in my uh, special. Really? Which one? Isla. Um, the special secret time with Burke Crusher Netflix, Netflix, Netflix special? Him and Shane Torres were the only two tags I took the whole time. Uh, uh, Mark's was, I call that Lady Lynn Gruz and a cunt. But the, I, I do a bit about uh, calling women cunts. She's a cunt, man. And uh, and Mark's tag was the candy man, candy man tag. The premise is, I'll just tell you the premise, is that it's an interesting trick, gentlemen. If you call your wife a cunt in public, no matter how hard she tries to stop it, she immediately becomes her cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. Look, look, look. And then Mark's like, you say, unlike Candyman, you don't have to say it three times. Just say it once. Hey. That's nice. Yeah. He's a good joke writer. He's a great joke writer. Um, I'm going to try to get him to come with us. Oh, should we announce this thing, by the way? Yeah, let's do it. February... Give me your calendar here. Is it first and second? Here, you don't have one of these phones. They're face activated now. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I do not. Fucking jackass. My phone is also face activated. You just open it up and it's activated. <laughs> and it's looking at your face? Yeah. Uh, February. February. First and second. First and second. Yes. Salt Lake City. Yep. Storytelling show. Yep. Ari Shafir's renamed storytelling show. With, so far, myself. Burke Kreischer, Steve Renazisi, hopefully. Big J. Okerson. And then we'll fill in two more. And we got uh, maybe Joe List and Mark Norman. Very possible. Maybe O'Neill. Are we going skiing the 29th, 30th, and 31st? Yeah, and probably the first also. And then maybe yeah. the, maybe the, the, the third and fourth. I am committing 100% to that right now. Hell yeah. We asked Keith. Because like, as no long problem. as I, I may have to leave Thursday, Sunday morning to go back to throw a Super Bowl party for Georgia. Interesting. But I'd have to do that. It's just an obligation. But if we can ski, I'd get there on the 29th. Well, I want to go early. What's go- the 20, what day is the 29th? Because I'm going to be in Denver the week before. So I'm going to go there on Sunday. Oh, I'm at the Will. Ooh, not allowed to announce that date yet. Announce it. I'll wait a week if you want. No. I'm at the Wilbur on the 26th, everybody. Sneak peek. Of what? Of January. January. Yeah. Okay, so I'll be in Denver that same week. Yeah. Right from there. When do you go? Friday, Saturday, Saturday. I'll, I'd leave. I would leave. Uh, I would leave the Wilbur. You'd cancel a show at the Wilbur? No, no, no. On, on he's no. canceling a show at the Wilbur for the ski trip. No, on the twenty sixth, I'm at the Wilbur, and then on the tw- I'd fly straight to Salt Lake City on the twenty seventh. What is that? What day of the week is that? Sunday. Sunday. That's what I'm. And then ski Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And then we do shows Friday night, Saturday night, and then I'll bounce, go to see my family on Sunday. We'll all stay for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would love to say the Super Bowl, but it's just Georgia was really... That might be the thing that makes us like we should end it on Sunday morning and everybody go home and go home for the Super Bowl. But the problem is from Utah, then we're going to miss the Super Bowl. No. Try to fly from oh, Utah. Oh, you will. I won't. Yeah, you won't. because I can get home at like fucking 10 in the morning. Yeah, you could. Um, okay. So we're doing that. By the way, people out there, here's what I need. If you have any... To make this work with fucking six dudes to try to get fucking the whole thing to be paid for. If you have any passes, especially the Ski Everywhere in Utah passes, that we can borrow. This lady gave us last year, these, me and uh, O'Neill. Are we not wait? Or we, we should just go We should go to Park City and yep. just get an Airbnb. No, we're going to. Not okay. in Park City, maybe right at the pass. We get- also want to ski Alta, Brighton, uh, um, the one that's a little north. Okay. There's other slopes that me and O'Neill went to. This yeah. lady hooked us up. With a ski anywhere pass, she works at a car dealership. Really? She's like, you can borrow it, you can ski anywhere. So the Epic Pass works in Park City. Yeah. But the other places, Alta, all these places are just so fucking glorious with night skiing that she's like, go anywhere. And so we just do what we want. I love it. I love it. 
We need passes like that. Or individual passes for Alta Brighton and uh, what's it? Snow Basin? Yeah. Um, That's fucking awesome. I love that. Okay. Excellent. So, guys, February 1st and 2nd, tickets will be between, I don't know, whatever they'll be. But storytelling show. Yeah. By the way, uh, I'm also in Utah, I think, right after that. Announce that because Keith said it would not affect your draw at all you there. Talk to him. He will, yeah, he will be doing different material. He's just doing stories. Yeah, I'm on just my doing stories that are not. My new hour to it. will be delivered. Oh, I'm not in there until March. Once again, everyone's going to lose their shit that I'm announcing these days now. But I'm not in there until late March. Okay, uh, wise guys, I'm doing. I'm not releasing this this week anyway because I got Daniel Sloss's because his special comes out. Daniel Sloss, well, Scottish comic. His he has specials. Whatever. Okay, his specials also on Netflix. Good. Um. But in two weeks, I'll put it out. Hopefully nice. by then, you'll have it able to be announced or whatever. I'll just take the heat for it. I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah, fuck. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, okay, 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 okay. That means I got to get those guys to put those fucking ticket sales up for sale now. Yeah. Yeah, get them up for sale now. Get Big J to commit. We got to get Big J to commit. Why, uh, I wish there was an Eagles game there. There's not in Utah. But yeah, but I wish that was like, because yeah. he'd go in a heartbeat. But by the way, in Utah proper, maybe we can go to a mostly we'll this fucking Sixers play in Utah one of those nights. Oh, we'd be no, but just nights he can go come and go. No. Wise guys is a is a five minute walk from where the Jazz Look, if play. Jay, if Jay needs anything in his life, it's going to be a physical activity like skiing. Why doesn't he go? He's so think, afraid of doing just, fun things. I think he just it's like Jay's comfort zone is smoking cigarettes outside a club. So smoking outside the fucking lodge in Park City. That's tough, by the way. What smoking cigarettes up there? At that altitude? Yeah, don't, so don't ski. Just come hang out and get drunk up there. For four days? Does he not ski at all or snowboard at all? He grew up in Philly. So what? I grew up in Maryland. I no, but he, no, does, no, big, he wasn't Jew like Big me. J isn't a big skier. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> um, We'll start putting out feelers. I think Norman would be fun. What we need is, because Norman came to the ski trip last year. Yeah. He doesn't ski, and List didn't want to stay all, though. I'm like, hey, guys, this one isn't a one of those where just come do the shows and leave. You're going to ski if you're going to fucking do it. It's going to be the whole time. You're going to come for a week or Skinny Tommy it. Buns. Yeah? Hey, I'm doing a podcast with Ari right now. You're on mic. Okay. When, <laughs> okay. When we went to dinner at Larson's, how many desserts did I order? Four. You nailed it. That's yeah, exactly yeah, you what he said. It. You he, got it. He said you'd be honest. And did I make a mistake in ordering four desserts? Yeah, you should have ordered three because one sucked. Wait. Oh, which one sucked? Oh, not the one that you ate. What was the one you ate? No. Oh, that one was the shit. That was the... But, uh, Tom, but Tom, you don't make the mistake because you don't know which one's going to suck. So you just order them all. right. I'm saying he ordered... No, it, was, it wasn't a mistake. He did it. It was fun. It was very fat-spirited. And he, it's just that one of them everybody neglected, right? Didn't one of them, everyone, like someone tried, like, this just sucks. What, uh, hey, what's our next next challenge? Um, are we going to do Sober October? I don't know. Everyone seems I, like I might do it, fence. too. I'm in. I mean, I'm in. I'll, I'd do it in a heartbeat. What are we doing in so October? What would our no, O'Neal's wedding? Who? O'Neal? <laughs> O'Neal's wedding? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I can't. What does that mean? Uh, Ryan, Ryan O'Neill's getting Ryan married. Getting I, married I, don't, I can't see a way that I'm going to be sober for that. Oh, oh. But, I mean, don't you feel like the uh, the yoga thing would be um, redundant? Know, just kind of, yeah, boring to do it again. Redundant? Yeah. Tell the tell that to Joe. 
I, I, my, I met a guy in the plane who was like, he was doing, I was stretching and he was like, you do yoga? I'm like, I did it for a little bit, acting all tough. And then he goes, yeah, I stopped for no reason. I'm like, me too, man. Why, why did I stop? And then he said it, as we both thought of it at the same time, he was like, oh, because it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. But sometimes there's hard things that you, like, enjoy doing, though. You know right. What I mean? Like, yeah. it, it can be challenging and it's hard, but you're like, I still like the challenge. I just, I didn't love it. I don't think any of us loved it. What what would be our thing? I'm saying like I I you know even if it were like uh, run or whatever this amount every day or I already know what it is, you guys. It should be something different. I know what it is, you guys. What? What is it? You're none of you are gonna like this, Bert, especially. Yeah. So you give up your phone for a month. Oh no, because then. Oh god. <laughs> you you get your assistant to write your tweets for you. You can text it to her. Like I need you to tweet this, and then that's it. You just can't market it. You just it's about self growth. They were four of the most popular comics in the country until they immediately disappeared in October. You mentioned <laughs> it on your podcast. You talk about it on your podcast. I need I another challenge. I'm spinning out of control. <laughs> we do need to do a challenge. Wait, what's another physical thing that interests you, though? Uh. Karate? No, not karate. I, I, something physical. I wouldn't be interested. In, I would be interested in like a bizarre physical challenge. You would? Ro- very, very. Rowing a long distance? You sure? Some along those lines? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, what do you say? Uh, we take me and you take uh, kayaks from Catalina to L.A. Yeah, here's the only thing though: is like going somewhere to do that kind of shit. Okay, right? I've, yeah, I've got get... an idea. I've got an okay. idea. Yeah. It's going to be like five days, but some long. Walk, or like a bike ride from like LA to San Francisco. I do a bike ride, kind of like that. Whereas we have to camp and stop for I a few days. I do a bike ride in a heartbeat. The <laughs> <laughs> great sigh, great. We sigh. find a nice downhill bike ride, my, uh, Tom, from like <laughs> Seattle to LA. Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do a bike ride. What about LA to San Diego? That seems like it's doable, right? I yeah. don't know. Not if it's hot or rainy. No, we'll do it in, in the winter. Are you pissing? Uh, no, I'm just pouring this glass of water. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be definitely up for a bike ride. Um, yeah, Tom, water. Uh, water. Tom, what uh, do you do for fun? Power lift. I do, I do kickboxing now, which is actually hard as fuck. I feel like I'm going to die. Oh, you should teach, I like it. You should teach O'Neill how to do it. I to that gym, and they're like, do you want to kickbox today? And I'm like, yeah. And they know that like, you know, I wear a heart monitor. It goes to like 100%, but it's fun. <laughs> okay. How about we each fa- fight the same guy? <laughs> yeah, that's great. I call seconds. <laughs> we could do a tournament. We could do a fight tournament. A fight? No, but... I think that I, I always felt like fighting took the fun out of comedy. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. Even you're like right. the O'Neill. Uh, yeah, it was too serious. Lewis thing got too serious. I was like, I don't want to be make it fight. Yeah, you're I right. Make it fun, and I want to make it a bet that you could outthink. You know what I mean? What like do you mean? if we did like a if we did bike ride, independent bike rides from like L.A. to San Diego, you could draft the whole way, and or and yeah, or you could. You could like go. You know, I'm going to keep going. Everyone's going to stop camping. Yeah, but here's all right. But cut, cut, cut you off. The yeah. other thing is that the one thing that like really I think stood out on last year's is that having to do it 15 times was like an exercise in de- in discipline. And okay. like I think that that's 
an important element. It also wasn't an impossible task. So I almost lean more towards something where it's like, we got to do this for the month. It's sort of, in a way, replacing the fix that you get from getting a buzz. Um, and you got to be dedicated to it. How about, oh, how about give up your phone for a month? Okay, n- ignore that. How about, what about this? What if we do some sort of CrossFit challenge and we all have to weigh the exact same, meaning weight vests? How much all. weight do I have to gain? You know, you have to put on a weight vest. Okay. And, and we all have to be at the same size to know who is the most physically fit at their size. What are you talking about? So I have to wear a weight vest and do the same exercise you guys do? Yeah, and know what it's like to compete Wait, at our size. You're only saying that because you won't wear a vest. <laughs> yeah, you'll just be at your size and I'll have to fucking load up. I'll just gain weight and just keep working out. And force us to wear a heavier or heavier Joe's vest. wearing a fucking a hoodie. <laughs> fucking. I wear the least. Yeah, Joe's wearing a hoodie. Joe probably wears the most. I think some sort of physical activity that we come up with, the way we come up with that decathlon. How about a mental game, escape room? <laughs> an escape room? <laughs> what do you think, Tom? I don't know. we got to come up with something. I, I like the, um, I mean, I like, like, the, but then when we're going to try to do that, like, we're going to try to do one you and I, like, uh, an event day. Roller skate know? versus like, uh, running? Yeah, we can, well, we can do... Like a ten event thing? Yeah, we'll try. We'll come up. Olympiada, Olympiada, tennis, pool, other pool, uh, basketball. Uh, 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 Are we talking uh, about the the the, the discus gr- throw? The greatest athletic comic between the four of us. This hundred yard dash. Yeah, there you go. All of it. Hundred yard dash. We do hundred yard dash. Pop and shot. Hundred yard dash. Mile time for run. Right. What? Hundred yard dash. Mile time. What's mile time? A mile. We do a mile. A mile time. We do... uh, That's about the limit of how far I can run. We do long jump. Long jump. We do... I can step What if we did a straight up compound, Tom? You know those compounds, right? What are compounds? Yeah. What are compounds? Let me hear right now, just because I love hearing this from you. What do you think is your mile time? (laughs) Probably like sub seven. Sub seven? Wow. Sub seven? Pretty good. I'm guessing... Yeah. Okay. And we come up with a straight up, and then what's what's and then sh- should it just be me, you, and Ari, and we and the loser pays for the trip to San Francisco for the national championship game? That's a good bet. Yeah. <sighs> Who's going to coordinate all this? That's the only part. Liam. No, we'll, we'll we'll get it. What we'll do is we'll have we'll we'll put it. We'll get Jamie to shoot it. We'll do a podcast about it before. We'll do a podcast about it after. We'll get Jamie. I can get my guy. To shoot it in L.A. We'll shoot it in all in one day. We'll do it in October during Sober October. Right after O'Neill's wedding. And, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll come up with the 10 events. And it'll be basically all-around events. We'll get some experts like Ben Greenfeld or like Cam Who? Haynes. Ben oh. Greenfeld is uh, one of Joe's friends. Cam Haynes. Maybe we'll put air archery in it. Archery. We'll put archery in it. No practice. No practice. No practice. No oh, practice no. for anything. No, no practice for anything. Well, hold on. That's impossible. Because I gotta, I gotta work out to lose weight to give you competitive in this. But no practice. So, I'm cool with no practice. No practice. Uh, you can run. You can run. You can run for exercise. Oh, or bike for exercise. But, yeah. Are we gonna do ten events? I don't, I don't know. If we, we might be overly ambitious. Let me think. We might like, be. Let's think about which coming. events are gonna be. Should we do a quintathlon? It's four events. Five. But I mean, like, also let's include NBA Jam. 
the video game? That's right. No. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> it's not scared. fun to watch people unless we can put it on Stitcher. That's we can put it on Twitter. We can do whatever the fuck you want, Stitcher. but add an arcade. Do you need a Twitch? Twitcher. 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 So. Twitcher. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the final event is we all have to drink five beers and run a fucking 5K. No, hold on. Okay. We all have to um, get to a, 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 a fucking 1.2 and then run a 5K. Oh, my God. I'll get there in a heartbeat. Wait, I'm saying I'll you have to drink there. more than a, we do. We have to be <laughs> the same level of drunk. How are we going to make that happen? All right. Well, we'll put it up to the listeners right now. Our five beers is your 12 beers. And then, and help us come up with – you think 10 events is too many? I think 10 events is not too many. And we're doing you know, it in It's one, not about like two days. doing them. It's like how do you coordinate and make 10 events happen? It's, like, you know, it's just going to be sloppy. We need, we need to rent a school or get a school to yeah. let us have yeah. the track and field thing. We need an arcade to play NBA Jam. Yeah, uh, we can get a pool hall for pool. We can we got to go from place to we place. Can do, we can do pool and archery at Joe's place. You want to do a pool event? Let's what? do a Schwitz event. How long can you last in the Schwitz? Oh no, that's your people's fucking strong suit. <laughs> oh, so take away all I my strength. I think it's fair. I think it's fair that Bert. I'm serious. I think Bert should have to drink like twenty five beers. Yeah, exactly. Something like yeah. something that we're all the same level of drunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I say, I, well, okay. So you are you are you saying this is a boozy, a boozy quintathlon? Can we also there do the ga- Can we also do the game of memory while we're drunk? Dude, I do this for a living. What? Memorize stuff when I'm drunk. That's how I operate. So we're doing a boozy quintathlon. I think. Oh wait, so that's so it's on Halloween or something. We're doing it at the end of the month. No, no, no. Before the end celebrate of the month. it. No, I'll be here the twentieth for his wedding. So I'll be here the twenty first, twenty second, or twenty second, twenty third. We can do it those days. Twenty fourth. Oh, we should probably run this by Joe because he's you, if even he's, the nineteenth. He'll be pretty, gone. He'll be gone. Where's he going to be? He's going to be elk hunting at that time. Okay. I already know. I, I already know. You already know? Yeah, because I wanted to do mushrooms, and he was like, I'm going to be elk hunting. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's all that text. Yeah. Um, so is it a boozy quintathlon, or is it an athletic quintathlon? Is it an athletic quintathlon? How about this? Athletic quintathlon that turns into a booze quintathlon. So five events, very simple ones. A dash, a run, a jump, uh, a, a high jump. Like very, very basic decathlon ones and then we start drinking and it becomes an archery hold on just so you know the high jump is unfair a little bit because you and I are both over six feet and Tom's under six feet oh shit that's true that's true can I use like a step stool for the high jump I think that's fair you see him running and go one step two step (laughs) boing boing alright so we're gonna do a decathlon for the next challenge to find out who's paying for San Francisco okay alright I'm in alright you in yeah, let's go over it quick, though. All right, I'm in. We're, we're going to start a chat, text thread. We'll come up with the events. And if the listeners want to help come up with events that would make good fun, I think roller skating, a roller skate, a drunk roller skate are you guys, are you guys has the, to be done. Are you guys with a, the same agent? You and Tom? No, no. Oh. A drunk, a drunk roller skate quarter mile has to be done. Drunk roller, a roller skate. Roller skate has to be included. Roller skate something has to be included. Could play Gaga? I agree. Roller I skate, agree, agree. a roller skate quarter tr- quarter mile. That's one you can't to, practice. Yeah, you can't practice, and you just get out, and we have to do it. No practicing. Drunk definitely roller, has to be no practice. No yeah, yeah, practice. Yeah. yeah. We get like a warm-up, but that's it. Yeah. But, but not nothing ahead of time. Yep, I'm in. I love it. Okay, okay. let's do it. And then we'll start the text thread about. So wait, we're going to do it to like either 21st, 22nd? Is that what I'm hearing? Or right before the 20th. I think, okay. but 
Uh, yeah, and we'll just do a, a, a shortened sober October. Oh, because of a drunk. Yeah. Oh, good point. Gives up the whole month. We can do it in November. We could do what in November? The at the end of October, we can do this. Uh, Quinn, I'm not Quinn. gonna be there. I'm gonna be there October 20th. I'm also gonna be there November 4th. All right, we'll 5th, figure out the logistics, like but I think we're all on board, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we might not be able to do the drunk part if we're trying to do sober October. I'll okay. be there November 7th for for Summit LA. I'll be there. I'll be there around then too. Okay, we'll figure Let's it out. Let's figure it out. Uh, we'll figure out the events for sober October this year. Uh, whether it's, I like the idea that it's discipline involved, meaning. Ugh. Even if it is hot, hot yoga, and we get all sponsors for Lululemon, I don't yeah, want to be sober that'd again. Be great, man. Yeah, I don't want to be, be sober. All right, all right. We'll talk to you sober later. Sober November. All right. Enjoy all of my movies. Okay. Bye bye. Oh, you <laughs> cunt. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in that big new Eliza Sessioner movie, right? Oh, I wish you had said that when he was on the <laughs> fucking phone. Did you read his tweet that he sent? No. Uh, hey guys, check out uh, one of the uh, check out the trailer for one of the movies I'm in this year. He's in, he did another movie? It's my whole point. Yeah, it's Steve Burns' fucking movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's cool Steve Burns did that, but, like, come on, relax. Yeah. One of my movies. All right, that'll be fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun, that'll be fun. Decathlon. We'll figure out the dates. We'll start a group thread. What, what, what hour are we at? 2.20. Nice. Uh, what games did you play for fun when you were little? Oh, yeah, but, yeah, we'll get this going. We'll get this going, and we'll get it out. Manhunt. 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 What is that? Hide and go seek? Manhunt was in our whole neighborhood, and they go, go, and you had to search the whole neighborhood. The whole neighborhood. It was the best, man. It started, some older kids came up to us uh, one night, and they were like, hey, they they weren't from our neighborhood, and they had BB guns, and they're like, hey, we're going to hunt you guys. You got to the count of 20. And we were like, oh, we don't want to be hunted. And they were like, one. (laughs) And they fucking hunted us. And and we had to hide in the neighborhood, and we teamed up. And it was really fun teaming up and going like, have you seen them? Where are they? Do you know where they are? They're on the other side. They're hunting Mikey. And you go, oh, fuck. We should probably help him out. So you'd run over and try to distract them, and then you disappear. Wow. From far away. Yeah. Hey, you idiots. We're up here. And so they'd leave Mikey alone and then hunt us. And then me and Chris Suarez ended up in a... in a chimney, in a in a, one of the courts, uh, one of the cul-de-sacs of a house that was being built, and we ended up in the chimney hiding together, just fucking scissor fucking, like holding ourselves up against the wall with our legs on the wall and our back against the wall yeah. until it got dark, because like they were started finding kids, and we were like, oh, this is bad, because they were pissed that we were against them now, oh, and they were just yeah, it was pretty intense, but yeah, manhunt was amazing. I loved manhunt. Did you ever play um, Capture the Flag? Yeah, but when once you played Manhunt, yeah. Capture the Flag felt like soccer. It's, yeah, it's small. It was like it was like Lord of the Rings versus like Game of Thrones. You're like, yeah. oh, it's better now. Manhunt was such a, a team event. Man you had Hunt. your bikes. So you had to go hide your bike. Have you ever played the game? It's a water shooting game. And you get, let's say you do it in the comedy scene. You get 100 people involved. And everyone gets someone else's name. And it goes all the way up until the, the last person gets the first person's name. I get you secretly. I open up my, my note. It says Burt Kreischer. You open up your note. It says Tom Segura. Tom opens up his note. It says Matt Edgar. Matt opens up his note. It says Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. That means I got to kill you. With water. With water. If you're at a comedy club, you are safe. You can't be got. Once I kill you, you give me your name and I go kill them. So Mark Norman thinks you're out hunting him. And then I kill you. He doesn't oh, think of me. Shit. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, Mark, let's go down. Is it water guns? Water guns. 
or fucking have you done glass this? of water. It's been a long time. We did it at the comedy store like 15, 20, 15 years ago. That's brilliant. I'd yeah. do that. I'd be into that. Until you're down to the last two people, and then it's who gets who first. And But you don't know when somebody got you. They're like, you know, fucking, Renazizi's hunting me. i got to be careful for Renazizi. And then I'm like, oh, he's over there. I'm safe. And then all of a sudden, like, fucking, you know, Benji Aflalo throws a glass of water in my face. I'm like, what is that? He goes, oh, I killed Steve an hour ago. I'm like, fucking fuck. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. I'd be up for a big game of that. That'd be fun. We should do that. But you're out here. I'm out here. But you should get the L.A. scene together to do it. I'm not going to be able to fucking. You're not really there. Yeah. I'm never Do it with your family. Do it with your family. Short one. I I wouldn't mind that. I'll let you do it with your family. Okay. I'll I'll let you you and fucking Steve Fisher figure it out. Steve Fisher? I don't know. Isla Fisher and then (laughs) Georgia Brown. Yeah, Manhunt was a great game. I love creating games. We Like one time we were at a Mm -hmm. basketball, we were at a tennis court, but all we had was a basketball. And we're like, yo, let's, uh, here, where's the lighter at? We still have a lighter? Mm-hmm. We were like, one. let's come up with a game. There's a g- game called Nukem Ball that I played as a kid. Nukem Ball. Where you had to, it was like volleyball, but instead of hitting it back and forth, you caught it and threw it back and forth. Okay. And we came up with Nukem Ball on a, bas- on a tennis court with a basketball, me and my buddy Eddie. And we played it all day long and we laughed hysterically. The f- the how you can laugh at shit like that. Of just like how silly of like, you're watching the game unfold. You're watching the brilliance of the game unfold. The, the gameplay unfold. And be into it and go like, fuck yes. Like, oh, I got you. Lob over your head. Because the thing was, once you threw the ball, you couldn't move. Oh, you had to stay there. Like you, And you couldn't move until the guy threw the ball. And then once he threw it, you had to run and go catch it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Did you ever play, um, what was that game that's out? Did you ever play, um, oh, what the fuck? Oh, what did you, you play at recess? What was your recess game? We had football for a while, same teams all the time. So we didn't have to like stop and pick. It was just like, let's go. We're starting. Yeah, football. I think um, we played a. We, we used to have a. I mean, in high school, it just changed, and everyone just was like, "Oh, we'll go to the gym and work out." Yeah, but we used to play a game called Smash Ball. I've heard of that. It was a ball that was not like you had regular baseballs, but it was like a ball that was wrapped in pillows, and it was really hard to hit home run with it. And we used to play smash ball. We used to play street hockey, street which was hockey. got super aggressive in what, at all the Catholic high school. Yeah, you would cross check and shit. Oh, and light motherfuckers up. Like really? if anyone's ever going to come out on Jenny Jones and say I was a bully, it was during <laughs> fucking street hockey. <laughs> Jenny Jones has been off the air for thirty five years. Is she still alive? I don't think so. I'm maybe. pretty buzzed. I can't believe this. Yeah, me too. We've had some Tito's and watched me drink some scotch. I gotta leave this Tito's at your house so you have Tito's here all the time. You're right. I'll put it up. Do I have to put it in the refrigerator? No, refrigerator? Okay, no. I'll put up leave my, it out. my medicine cabinet or whatever it's called. Liquor yeah. cabinet. Um, do you ever play. What's the one we used to ask for? Truth or Dare? Oh, yeah. My sexuality was defined in Truth Everybody's or Dare. Everybody's was. Bro. What is it about that that instantly goes to fucking sexuality? Immediately, I would be the fucking panicky bitch in the back going, dare me to kiss Gwen Cohen. Dare me to kiss Gwen Cohen. And they'd be like, uh-huh. hold on, hold on. We'll ask you a truth. I was like, ask me if I want to kiss Gwen Cohen. <laughs> I, dude, I, I was looking to hook up in seventh and eighth grade so hard that every game, like spin the bottle, seven minutes in heaven, I tried to get all my classmates to play and none of them would play it. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, we need to be finger fucking by now. Oh, yeah. We're behind times. I remember 
my my class was just very young, and I guess thank God. I mean, God forbid I'd gone to a, like a public school and really been fucking around. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I was all about sex the second that started. I was like, yeah, I want, I want seven minutes and I heard that game. Spin the ball. It was almost an excuse to hook up. It was like I don't really want like, to do this, but the truth, truth, and it's like there. It's like yes, we all know we want there. I remember never understanding the girls in my class: Nell Rudolph, Gwen Cohen, uh, Gwen Cowan. I think her name is Gwen Cowan. Uh, Jennifer Stevens, Samantha, like all these girls, always wanted to do truth, and I was like. Stop at the fucking truth. What the fuck are you doing? You're yeah, ruining so, it. Guys, we have hard dicks in the back of the bus. Like, Brian Callahan and I want to hook up with chicks. Yeah. <laughs> and they would always be like, truth, do you really love your dad? Oh, fuck. And you're like, uh, yeah. I is that a so. vine growing across? It is a vine. And those birds are eating? Those little berries come out of it. I used to try to chop it, but I kind of like the way it looks, like running along those. It looks great. Yeah, and it's those it's really birds cool. are playing with it. And dude, so when you light up those lights... Wow, it really does. The birds play with it. Oh, the light birds are... lights and the and the green is around it with the vine. It looks fucking rad. I bet it does, dude. You take a girl back here and it's game over. <laughs> I bet it is. You put your fucking iPhone in a cup to, for amplification. Oh, you got to get one of those just one of those subtle uh, JBL speakers subtle because look how many windows are up there. Oh, really? Oh, and has anyone ever been like, guys? It's time to go to bed. Yeah, we had a party here last November. And a lady up there, I think she's gone now. She's like, could you guys please keep it down? We were screaming about a slug that we were trying to put a salt on. And I was like, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. We were screaming. Me, Liz, Norman, screaming. And it was like, it was 845. And I was like, yeah, 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 my bad. It happened to us in front of my daughter's uh, grade school uh, last week. I was in Irvine, and we took a big party bus from Irvine, or from our place down to Irvine. And then back, and it drops us off at like 2 in the morning. Yeah. And I hadn't been drinking and it was the first night I drank again, and I was just, I smoked weed, and I was giggling. I was giggling at the premise that, um, what if they made vape pens that looked like iPhones? So you could be super on the DL and just basically hit it like this, right? So the corner, yeah. The, uh, where, the, where the plug is. Yeah. And then if a cop came, you just hold it to your ear. And my sister's like, why wouldn't you just keep pretending you're on speakerphone? And I couldn't stop laughing at the idea <laughs> that you'd hit it and just go, Yep, I'm on my way. <laughs> and uh, we got to back to the place, and we had the car, and uh, we were waiting for someone, uh, an, a, a Uber to come. And a guy walked out of it. I was loud as fuck, and a guy walked out of his house, and he was like, "Guys, time to get the fuck home." And I, my, and I, and I got, I was like, "Hey, man, we're on our way." And he's like, "No, leave now." And I was like, "You can't tell me to leave now. I'm in the street." I was being a dick. Yeah, but like, the, what, the problem is they come at you aggressively, so you're like, you're only getting your aggressive back. And I said, Just come, like, you're hey, being guys. super aggressive for a guy wh- who I know where you live. And he and Leanne's like, you haven't been drunk in like three weeks, and you're being drunk right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, good call. And then I was like, how would I feel if they were being loud in my front yard? And I was like, guys, time to go to bed. And they were like, we know where you live, motherfucker. I know, but it's like, then, then you have to know how they're going to react. Don't come at them with like, guys, get the fuck out of here now. Just go, hey, guys, you're not going to stay up here very long, right? Because I bet you're going to go to sleep pretty soon. There's a discreet way to say it. And then it, you can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, my, my bad, man. We'll, we'll get out of here soon. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, hey, guys, uh, listen. I know you're trying a good to go time. to sleep. It's a little loud. I appreciate if you just, you know, start like, wrapping it up. Yeah, and, and then I would have been like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but exactly. the way he came out, like an old guy, is like, guys, and I was like, I was being a fucking idiot, and Leanne called me on it, 
She's like, you haven't smoked weed and you haven't drank in a while. You're being a dick. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah, I can see that. They left a note on my door. That, so we cleaned up. We were leaving the party right then. And we, I left my apartment at 8.45. At 8.55, we're at the front door. I closed up. And the front door is at whoever's at the party. It's a school night. There are kids here. I'm like, it's 8.55. And we're discovering this note. You need to just say, guys, can you please, like, don't go too late here. Yeah. It's like, relax. The if we're done before 10, you are out of your mind here where no one wants to fucking say, like, it's, it's like call the cops instead of just like, guys, do you want to keep it down? Yeah. If you, say, if you said to someone, hey, man, our kids got to go to sleep early, let it. By the oh, way, shit. It, sorry, man. Yeah. Okay, we're about done. Well, it's five, about five minutes. We'll, we'll wrap it up, guys. Let's start. Yeah. Finish your beers. Yeah. I've never been like that. And, and like, uh, our neighbor used to, like, not like us. And, yeah. and because we'd have parties and hang out, and the girls would be loud, and he would do really aggressive stuff. And one night I just went over and I was like, hey, man, how can I help out? Like, what can I do to help make this better? Because obviously I don't want you to be miserable, but I'm not going to change our lifestyle. Yeah. And he was like, um, I've been wanting to put a gamer's room up in my upstairs, and I was afraid it was going to bother you. And I was like, put a gamer's room up there. He was like, for Where real? Where was this? It was at a fucking apartment. Oh. When? Yeah. Where? Um, are we pissing back here? I'm going to. Norman you did do once. have a big dick. It's soft right now. It's a solid piece. It's a grower, not a shower. That's amazing for a grower, not a shower. Their, their backyard is so cool. Is that one person? I think it's like three different apartments. That all come together. Because you got that one, that one, and this one. Um, wait, you're a grower, not a shower. Yeah. What does that, that mean? It's not a big dick. Oh, no. You are a grower and a shower. Well, I appreciate that, man. Jim Norton's a grower and a shower. Is he really? Jim he's Norton's got a big, got a big dick. dick. Yeah, he's got a really, and he's got small hands. He wasted on chicks? <laughs> all right, I should probably go. I'm fucking buzzed. Where are you going to go? I gotta go to sleep. You want to go take a nap? Yeah, I take a nap. Oh, I'm so glad I finished pissing before this guy came <laughs> out here. What are you doing tonight? Spot at the <sighs> New York Comedy Club, and then I'm just free, so I'm just gonna fuck around. What are you doing? Why don't you just like hang out? You're gonna take a nap? You have more press tomorrow? Uh, I don't know. I'm not certain. I haven't looked at my iPhone. My iPhone. Let's go take a schwitz. I can't do a schwitz. Why? Because I just can't. I can't. Wait. If you said it's just too hot for that, I would get it. But, like, what's your reasoning? Uh, I have a number of reasons right now. Number one, I smoked a cigar. Number two, I'm drunk. Number three, I have high blood pressure. And that's the number one thing to say is don't go in when you're drunk with high blood pressure. Okay, fair enough. Uh, No, I I have to go up and I have to do some some sort of work at my hotel. What work? At some point. Okay, I get it. And then then I, uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing tonight, but I wouldn't mind hanging out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I'm done New York Comic Club, what time is that? At like nine ish or something like that. I'll be done then. We okay. Can, like go hang, get yeah. some food. Yeah, what time is it? Six. Yeah. Yeah. Take I would nap, love that. Do work. Take a nap, do work, and then go party tonight. Yeah, for sure. I'm into that. Yeah, you want to smoke? How many? TNT? How much time do we do? No. Uh, two hours and thirty four minutes. Is that long enough? Dare you want to smoke some DMT? <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> I do want to smoke DMT, but I want to smoke DMT when I find out I have cancer. Why? Because that's when I think I'll figure life out. Yeah. Too late. Do you really have DMT? I'm sure I do. For real? You Dude. have mushrooms. Oh, for, do you need some? No. Okay. Yeah, I always have mushrooms. 
Yeah, I like a legit amount. Yeah. Why? I went into your freezer. Oh yeah, freezers where it's. I at. wanted to see what kind of childlike uh, fucking fridge and freezer you had, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is a dangerous freezer." <laughs> Wait, what is it? Changing weather all of a sudden? I think it's going to rain tonight. For real? The way the, I mean, I'm feeling the wind. It got cool as fuck it, back it here. It was great. It's great. The wind. It just the heat wave just broke. We just felt it break, which means everyone's going to be in good mood tonight. Oh if yeah. It doesn't rain. The whole city's going to be fun, having fun. Oh yeah. Who are you doing spots with tonight? New York Comedy Club. Anyone I know at the club? Who knows? I don't know. Who you? And then were you going down to the cellar after that? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. The stand is closed right now, so it's like I have no like main hangout. I got to shoot a video for the stand. What do you mean? I've been uh, telling him I got to shoot a video for him. Yeah. But well, I don't know any of the info to say. Uh, what, Kim Woods or, or Italia wants you to do it or Paul? Uh, no, none of those. I don't know. The stand DM'd me. Oh. Shoot a video with saying coming soon. Hey, coming soon, the stand. Hey, my name is Burke Christ. You're on the machine. I'm coming to the stand when it opens up. Dot, 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 dot. Dude, they are the best. I've seen them. When one of my one of my many fucking, you know, internet rages comes at me and they're calling. My next spot happened to be at the stand, you know. So everyone's like, let's call this place the stand. And protest. Get them, you know, already, they're not going to show up or anything, but they're going to call. So the lines are lit up. Wait, lit do up. you think do you think the next phase of post comedy will be alt right right wingers just going up and preaching? Because if the left is doing it, then the right will do the it right too. Right will follow. The hard part is you have to take. It's not left or right. You have to take the side of this anti comedy and say we're not going to use those tactics. I'm going to be better than that. Yeah. A lot of people fall prey and just like, fine, if you're doing that, I'm doing that too. Where well, they go like, you know well happen. you're being racist too. It's like, no, they're not. And anyway, you wouldn't- is this post-comedy a response to like, like, and I, I know he's not alt-right, but Jordan Peterson, who's doing and giving speeches, and the left doesn't technically have that. Can I just tell you what Picasso said about, about he was this? A, he was a pedophile, right? No. That's what fucking the net said. It's one of my biggest problems with one of her premises. She was like, he was a pedophile. He fucked a 17-year-old. And it's like, oh, I looked up the law. It wasn't illegal back then in France to fuck a 17-year-old. Yeah. And in France today, it's also not illegal. So I know in your country, that's an underage person. But in the country it's in, yeah. it's not. And they're not trying to change the law. So your idea that he fucked an underage person, he's a pedophile, it's like, it's a ju- just a jump that no one gets behind you on. It's a jump that's not real. It's so like, like, yeah, it's like... So, like, your whole basis is this idea that like, he, he fucked an underage person, but he didn't. By their laws, he didn't. It's a false premise. So, like, just say he fucked a too young girl. Okay, fine. But to underage, it's like, you're, you're just jumping for no reason. Oh, the weather's changing legit. Changing. It's going to rain. This is fucking insane. This is like, do you remember that movie, Something Wicked This Way Comes? What? Something Wicked This Way Comes? Uh-huh. Something is, yeah. That, that's what it's like. It's like all of a sudden, you don't get this in L.A., the quick change is the quick feel. change of like oh the the pressure when, change when you get this in the summer you're like F- I gotta get to an awning immediately because it's about to pour where you're like if I don't get to an awning in the first ten seconds of the rain I'm soaked to my underwear soaked then my kids don't know that what it's like to be soaked where it rains slowly in L A yeah it's like all of a sudden in Florida it would just dump just boom people on the highways have to pull over dude. I've been there so many times where you're like, I can't see through my windshield. I kn- I'm going to run into something. Speak on this. It's what? only fun until someone gets hurt. You've heard that before? Yeah. Okay. Well, how, what does that make you think? And if you it want means time, that time it's to th- really fun if no one gets hurt. Can I tell you this the one time? My friend yeah. Avi, Schne- Avi Lerner told me this. 
Black guy? No. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, second time you've said his name, second time Mark Norman was the first one that did it to you and what? said Avi Lerner, and he went, black guy? And you went, no. Like, you did the exact same thing. <laughs> the exact, by the way, I just listened to that Mark Norman podcast last night. I don't know, but I listened to it last night, and he said, you said, my friend Avi Lerner, and Mark Norman goes, black guy? And you went, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Not and getting went, the jokes. Yeah, not getting the jokes. <laughs> not getting it. Obviously, it's not, so I'm joking. <laughs> by the way, I couldn't, have, that couldn't have stepped, I couldn't have stepped into that better. Me setting you up. He said it's only funny until somebody gets hurt, and then for a minute afterwards, before people realize someone's hurt. We were playing... Gaga, which is just like you take a ball and everyone has to like you can't let it hit against your knee or below. You have to smack it into your knee or below. So you I really hope people it. are getting the audio of these trees. The wind blowing. I think they might be. It's so beautiful. It makes it so much cooler. Oh, oh it's so nice. beautiful. Now, I'm in a skirt. This is like nice. You're in a skirt. Anyway, I jumped up to avoid a fucking thing and smacked my head against a corner of a fucking drawers. Yeah. And gushing blood, but everyone was still having fun because the ball was in the other side of the fucking court. <laughs> yeah. It's only funny if someone gets hurt, and then to a little bit afterwards until you realize someone's hurt. Oh, yeah. Eric Nuppel was standing behind. We were seeing who could throw a dart into the dartboard from the furthest. And Eric Nuppel was standing behind the bar. The dartboard was behind the bar. He was standing behind the bar and pulling the darts out and throwing them back to us. <laughs> and when we got into a weird conversation. We were having so much fun at Kim. I wish I remember her name. Kim's house. And all of a sudden, I got distracted. Brian Crane threw the dart, and it landed in Eric's face. He popped up, and he goes, when are you going to smack right in his cheek? Oh, no. And we howled laughing, and he never got hurt. He went to his dad. He kept the dart in. What? Went to his dad. His dad was a surgeon. Uh, OBGYN. OBGYN, actually. And uh, his dad's like, you're fine. Pulled it out. He's like, you're fine. You're no harm, no foul. It didn't gush blood? No, it didn't gush any blood. It didn't. It didn't pour any blood. Oddly. What? Any fucking blood? What a great surgeon. Better than that cunt Laura. Who? I don't know. Whoever you said cunt about in your special. Lynn Grusin. Lynn. She bought the website lynngrusin.com. Really? Before it aired, she was like, "I'm going to make money off this fucking cunt joke." <laughs> She's like, "I'm going to make a shirt or something." <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's only fun until someone gets hurt. You know, when you have children, that's called predicting their destiny. Like, you're like, one of you is going to get hurt. And what you're supposed to do as a parent is not say that, stop them. Don't allow them to get hurt. My dad used to do that to me all the time. He'd be like, you're cutting the orange wrong, you're going to cut your hand open. And I'd be like, dad, I got it. And he's like, nope, trust me. And it almost sets him up to be a deity. So, like, you cut, when you do cut future. your hand, he's like, I told you so. How'd you know? You know everything. Yeah. And I would be like, God damn it. And then it starts making you question all your thoughts. All your decisions are questions. You're like, what would my dad say about this? Yeah. And so my wife, I used to do it to the girls, and my wife would be like, no, you don't ever predict their behavior. Let them, let, you tell them what to do or not to do, but don't ever go, you're going to fail. I told you so. Yeah. I won. But only when it's, the hurt is not going to be super damaging. Like, you're, yeah. it's only funny until somebody falls off a cliff. Like, that's, that's too much to let them just on their own. You know what I mean? You yeah, let, but, the, let them, like, even break an arm, but don't let them, like, bust the skull open. By the way, I'm covered in shrapnel from this wind. It's all over my fucking belly. It's crazy how much it changed. It's I nuts. love it. Dude, how much better is this backyard now with all this greenery here? It's great. It was, it was barren the last time I was here. It was here. barren. I let it go. I what let kind it be of like, plants are these? All sorts of hydrangeas. And, yeah, there's hydrangeas in there. Yeah. That's one of them. I had a little path here. 
I that was add really like great. a bench here, I think. A bench would be like a stone bench. What you should do is have them do a built-in. What do you mean? What I would do personally, yeah. I would build up a fence here where this where this uh, chain link fence is. Yeah. I'd build up. Uh, I'd, you can get pre-cut uh, fencing, and you can drill it into that chain link fence and cover that. Here's where I planted the ivy. The problem is if there's no wind going through here, the mosquitoes get awful here. Good call. Good call. That's not my call. It's the fucking landscapers. I would have done... Uh, I wouldn't have done ivy. I would have done, um, although ivy's great, a lot of black widow spiders and ivy. I would have done uh, bougainvillea. Not bougainvillea. Yeah, bougainvillea, because then no one could break into your backyard because it's got thorns all over it. Oh, they don't break in. Who's going to jump over this and try to test my door? Or uh, or uh, po- what's the one that smells really good? Poinsettia. Not poinsettia. Um, I think that does smell good. But um, Chico. No, not magnolias. Oh, mangrove. No, mangrove. I would have put. I would have filled this with fruit. <laughs> There's a. We used to have a. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, not mangrove tree. Uh, what's the? What's the one? Th- maybe it was papaya. Mango. Mango. Mango, mango tree. In our backyard at our beach house, my buddy Jay Doty one time really? did a funny joke, and he took a mango and he put it in his pants, and then he—I <laughs> already love it—and then he, like, put it through his pants and was like, "Man, I have a problem with my testicle. Tell me if it feels hard to you." And I touched it; it's a fucking full-blown mango. And I was like, "Oh my god, bro!" And he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it's like super hard." And he's like, "I can't feel it." And he starts punching it, and then he takes a knife and sticks it into it. And he goes, huh. "I can't get it to release." And all of us are like, "Oh my god!" And he calls me two days later, and he's like, "Don't ever put a mango in your pants." Apparently, there's a insecticide that grows naturally on mangoes that will blow up your testicles and dick like what? you have herpes. So don't ever put a mango in your pants. That's hilarious. I would yeah. not have expected that. He called me. He was like, "Dude, don't ever do that." What I did. I am in the hospital. They've got, they're tr- they can't get it, the swelling to go down. It's really bad. <laughs> hey, do your daughters now that you now that you're, you can observe your kids? Do your daughters have fun in a different way than you did at the same age? A hundred percent. Like, what do they do differently than boys? Uh, they like drawing. They like uh, they like anime. They like superhero movies. They like comic Wait, that's books. That's different than boys. No, but I mean, I, I never did that shit. I was outside. Not than you, but than boys. Where you're like, that is not male behavior. Not now. When they were younger, they were into dolls, like pretty hardcore. Yeah. Like they would set up big, like a big, and I, I would add into this, but they set up a big tent and make a big doll world and literally just get lost in imagination. And I used to love it. They'd be like, you'd go back to the room, and they're like, Dad, don't open the door, we're playing. And you'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Playing. And fuck. That's so, I'm so envious of that. We're playing. They'd be like, hey, can we sleep on the couch? We don't want to lose the room we've made in here. Wow. And you'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. Everyone sleep. We'll bring a mattress out, put it on the floor, and then you'd, their room would be like a shrine <coughs> of playing. Oh, I fucking loved it. I wish I could get back there. Now it's drawing and anime and, and comic books. Yeah. Like, they love that shit. Damn. But, man, they used to play like motherfuckers. And then they'd <laughs> come in and go, hey, Dad, will you play with me? And you, I could never connect. I could never go like, yeah. I'd grab a doll and I'd be like, I'm Brenda. And they're like, Dad, her name's not Brenda. And I'd be like, I'm a slutty waitress. And they'd be like, Dad, you're and like, I'd never could. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. And be like, I don't know how to do this, man. Should your mom come in? And they'd be like, oh, just leave us. Ah. Uh. <coughs> Is that their porch? That's a beautiful porch. Oh, dude, these people are great. This dude owns, um, 
Westville, the the uh, restaurant around the corner. He designed it. He's great. He's got a great dog. Up there, that whole thing, that's a fire escape that when you step on it, it then lowers. That green thing? Oh, shut the Dude, fuck up. Dude, these guys up. own their building. These guys are great. They own their building? Yeah. They're great. <clears throat> they're wow. great to the point where they're so set in their wealth that I got a call from one of them two flights up saying, hey, I got your package. Um, I, I tracked you down. Uh, I realized it's next door. Email saying, would you like to come get it? I was like, yeah, okay. And then buzz and was like, hey, I'm here to like, buzz me in. Like, it's down there at the bottom. But oh like that God. kind of wealth where it's like they don't say like free stuff. So we go. What, this is somebody yeah, else's. You know? What would you? What would they? What do you think your neighbors would do if you turn your backyard into a basketball court? <laughs> They'd be mad. Or a tennis court where you just hit balls against the wall. Oh man! <laughs> There's a contract that happens here in New York. You remember where it's like you're not your own. Like I have my own backyard, but it's not my own. You can't just scream until fucking three a.m. back here. You have neighbors. I used to love going on the roof and uh, the roof, fine, and and watching people's lives. Through the windows. Oh. There was a couple. We must have watched them fuck a hundred times. Me and my two roommates, two really? girls. And we go up and they'd be like, and they had big, 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 huge fucking like uh, bay windows, but like big windows. And then one night, one of my roommates, Monica, came down. And she's like, homeboy broke his leg. And we were like, what? One of the guys. The guy, it was a guy and girl. They were beautiful. They were beautiful. <clears throat> and I, we went up. And his leg was broken. He was stuck in bed. And they're like, this is going to be a fucking story we can follow for the next month. Rear window. He's, yeah. And we would go up to the thing and have drinks and smoke a joint and watch them. And like we were watching them go through the relationship. And in the process, I guess he, he was in great shape. They were both in great shape. But I guess he kind of had like depression go through. And, uh, and they started breaking up. And then we watched <gasps> her mom come in and what? move her out. What? And we were like. I mean, I, I, not to be, like, creepy, but we were, like... Investing in it. Invest in it. I remember her mom moving her out, and then he had his... He still had his brace on. He broke, like, his knee or his leg or whatever. What? And, and we were watching it, and we were, like... And then I remember my my two roommates. I'll, 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 I said one of their names, but the, but the other one I won't say. And they were, like, we should go down to their street and see, like, see if we can bump into them or something. Because, like, we knew so much about wow. them. Wow. They were beautiful. He must have had so much money. This was on, we lived on Cornelia. They lived one block over, uh, one block west of Cornelia. And I remember them. And then we watched him in that house by himself for a while. Oh. Like, not too long. And then we all broke up and moved different places. But I miss that about New York, about like almost knowing your neighbors, but knowing them in a creepy way. And not, they don't know you at all. At all. And then you run into him in the store and you're like, hey, man, how's your leg doing? He's like, huh? What? Who are like, you? No, never mind. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's a really creepy thing to admit. But I remember when she said it's fun to look he in. broke it's his leg. Boyer. We went up there and we were like, what? And he was laying in bed. And she, they, there, it was a huge loft. And I think they moved the bed downstairs because you couldn't get upstairs. Yeah. And he was downstairs. And we were watching him. And she was taking care of him. She was gorgeous. She's probably like fucking 40 now. Probably a grown up, has kids. Yeah, 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 now. And then I remember his, his her mom moving her out. And we were watching wow, them. Her, his, her mom came. You and don't he, have to be there for this. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, what a fucking play acting out in you front of know, you. In New York, you'd know intimate details about people you knew nothing about. Do you miss the city ever? I do. I do. If I was single, I'd live here. It's got a vibe. It's, there's things happening here that aren't happening in L.A. Not that it's not better or worse. I'm just saying there's differences, right? Dude, Mario Batali was like a friend of ours. Is that a chef? Yeah, he's a famous chef. He got a me too but he owned Poe, and we lived right above Poe. And we would walk home. I'd walk home from the comedy club. Monica worked at the comedy club at the cellar. And uh, we would walk home from the comedy club, and we'd knock on Poe and see if they were letting us in because we lived above. And they'd always let us in for a glass of wine. And Mar- Mario Batali would po? be there. Where's Poe? Uh, on Cornelia. Uh, oh, right West between, Village. Yeah, West Village. Right between Bleecker and West Third, I think. Okay. And they'd let us in, and we'd have a glass of wine with them. And you lived there with Leanne? No, 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 no. I, I was with your, with your roommates. My two roommates. Okay. And uh, wow, both that girls. Kind of shit. That's New York shit, dude. They know us. We can. Cornelia Street it. Cafe. I, mm-hmm. This is how fucking crazy this is. I came back with Trip Flip to do an episode in New York, and I was like, we were looking for dinner, and I go, hey man, there's this great place, Cornelia Street Cafe. I used to live above it, and they're like, really? I go, yeah. So we go in, and the same bartender's there, and he's like, Bert, and I was like, oh shit. After how long? But we used to go in so much. I mean, I lived right above it, so and I'm a wow. big drinker. And I'm a big tipper. I've heard that. I've heard that, too. Yeah. and But, like, I miss that. That's what I miss about New York. I miss, like, what will happen now is, like, uh, you get up and you get in your car and you go back to your hotel and you look over and you go, oh, there's, a, a, like, a, like a, a, a bow, bow restaurant. Uh-huh. I'm going to get a bow real quick. Like, that doesn't happen in L.A. There's so much food here. There's so much interesting, unique food here. And, and so many places to literally step into a door and have a new life start. You, you, you slide into a door and you go, hey, and then someone's like, hey, come on in. Like, we did that last night. We're going to Gas Digital. And we walk in and, and Ralph's in there. And Ralph's like, come on in. It's a bar above Gas Digital. Oh, yeah. And then we're all sitting around hanging out. Some guy's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm like, hey. And all of a sudden you have friends and they're playing pool. That doesn't happen in L.A. That that kind of like. Everyone's, like, I, where I am right now, and this is a normal neighborhood. I mean, East Village is a little bit cooler, but like, every neighborhood's about the same. You are a block away from a main street. Where things are going on. Where you live, you have some stuff a block away from you, actually. Nothing. We have nothing. Well, Ventura is right there. Or whatever that yeah, main yeah, street yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it's not that much right there. If it was here, you would have south of you and north of you would be a street. And on your street, there would be some stuff. We have, but we have a really hard time finding good restaurants. Here, it's no problem. It's you know, no problem. You know what I want to do here? I still have to do it. I've been talking about it for a while. Taking a five-minute radius, which means, like, go out, go left, and then right, and then left, and then right, for five minutes in every single direction. Yeah. And try every restaurant inside that five minutes. That's not a bad idea. Right? Go, go left to right, left. Or go left, left, right. Or go whatever. Every way you can go for five minutes, everything in that radius. That would be, see, no, I, the problem with me is I have a different brain than you have in that I want everything to turn into media. I want it to turn into content. Yeah. What would be cool is if you invited like five L.A. comics, right? Yeah. And you, they all stay at your house. You're like, guys, it's the five-step weekend. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're going to shoot it. But we're going to go eat at different restaurants. We're going to do what I just said. And we're going to eat at different restaurants. We're going to put it up on my website, put it up on YouTube. And this is everything around me. I, mean, I guess it would tell everyone where you lived. But ultimately, like I would love to know... Like places around here that are badass. Yeah, that's what I loved about Food Network when they started. It was like they were telling you about stuff that you were like, "Oh, when I go to fucking 
When I go, to, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna I'm, eat when that I go thing. to Columbus, I'm going to Thurman's Cafe. Yeah, Philadelphia. I mean uh, Pittsburgh. I remember that place, Pomani Pomani Brothers. Yeah, Pomani Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm good now. I think I that with Rogan, dude. I, that's what I love about. Yeah, we like. Yeah, I'll try that. And by the way, that's not that's not lost in media. It's right. meaning like you can do it yourself. You can do, you can if you're interested in a, in a cooking show or like a food show, you can go out and do that and go. Hey guys, I'm coming to your show. My name's Ari Shafir. I have a big podcast. I want you when you did that pizza thing Where's, with that guy. Uh-huh. It's fucking brilliant. More stuff like that. Duncan Trussell changed the way I looked at things when he goes, "If you're not growing as a podcaster, you're failing." Huh. And I was like, interesting. And he was like, that's the point. David Letterman never grew. Mad respect, David Letterman. But he just did the same thing over and over again. Like, why wouldn't he try more shit? Why wouldn't you do that piece of fucking guy? Why wouldn't you? Like, you're the best at it. You and I'm a little more regressed. I, I think I do the same thing over and over again. But, like, you definitely take bigger swings at your podcast. Yeah, try some weird And try thing. different yeah. shit. Have people on that maybe you go like, oh, this is a pilot episode of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. But, but add a video content to that, I would have paid money to watch you on video go around and sample pieces it was pretty fun it was a good one people like alexis guerreros people like write him now like what were those restaurants what were those pizza places i want to try them when i'm there dude you have the inside and and you just all all, all, danish o'neill when they come in november dude you should take them on an eating tour yeah we're doing a live reading of my uh screenplay i wrote in college Really? We're doing a table read. So wait, are you doing a podcast with them, obviously, right? Yeah, we're going to record it, yeah. Yeah, and then just, like, the catcalling one you did with Lewis? Not catcalling. Cleavage day. He catcalled. <laughs> we were just walking around looking at cleavage, and he chose to do what his ethnic group does. I loved it. I loved it. because You know what I loved about it? Is the off-camera bullshit. Of, like, of like you weren't technically on podcast but you were talking to each other yeah and Lewis was like bro look at this bitch right here like when his mic's <laughs> off to the side like yeah. oh check this out oh come on that's not even legal like yeah I loved it I loved it but I would love to see video content of you in a live podcast format of you doing stuff in the street like that we're not cat calling video ruins it no it doesn't no you can find a way to do it very simply <laughs> You don't need to have a guy chasing you around with a C three hundred. All you have, all you need, far away, zooming in on you with cordless mics. That's the only way to do it. Nope, nope, nope. All you need is one guy to Donnie Brasco you, and just go. All right, we're leaving our house now, and then you just do your podcast, and he covers it like you're in the mob, and you ignore him. Is it raining? It might have started, but we're under a tree. We're under a tree, so we won't notice right away. Dude, I love my backyard so fucking much. In New York with a backyard. We have barbecues here, small barbecues. Me, Norman List, two other people. Just shoot shit, talk shit about things. I love it, man. I love it. I, I, I mean, I would say per square inch, mm-hmm. your property is more valuable than mine. Meaning like... Oh, if I try to own this? No, yeah. no, no. Meaning, Meaning like... The space you have available to you yeah. is, oh, you hear it? Yeah. Is that rain? I felt it. Dude, it's. Is it rain? Yeah, I can feel drops. It's about it's to pour. That's we fucking go rain. That's rain. That's rain. That's rain. That's rain. Oh, shit. Here, here, here. I got the Tito's. Oh, shit. I got to put the top on. Someone just goes, rain's coming. Wait, this is all around this. What? This is all 
Give me this mic. What, here? Oh, it's all wrapped around? Yeah. Oh, what? it's around mine, too. Oh, I felt like it was about to pour. I thought it was about to pour, too. It felt like it, right? Hey, wait, we can, we can do it out here. Maybe under the tree. Wait, Bert, before we start, before we start. Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. Do you want to talk about that GoFundMe? GoFundMe.com slash EvilBert. No, come on, come over here, please. Just talk about it. Just tell people to donate. You won't even do that. Would you just say something on, on the air? Bert, come on. Dude, you pledged 10000 You know you pledged $10,000. Okay, yes, you're nodding. Say it. Say you pledged $10,000 to Children's Hospital and then you refuse to give it. No, don't just nod, Bert. Say it. Oh, you're a fucking dick. All right, all right fine. I won't bring it up. Fine, don't come over and I won't bring it up. <sighs> um, okay, it's about to start raining. Dude, this is a fun podcast out here. I still have cigar left. Yeah, me too. Let's keep smoking it until it starts raining towards an uncomfortable amount. Because I'd like to... I have this Jaime Garcia that Mo gave me. lighter? I'm going to kill... You can I open this beer? Yeah. Can I piss? Mm-hmm. Can I just piss like this in my skirt? You think? Not here, but over there. Can you, meaning like, are you able to? Because that, I really don't know the answer to that. Oh, Jesus. You're going? Oh, tell me I don't look like a chick right now. Oh, my God. Am I the ugliest chick you've ever seen pee in a skirt? Dude, that's disgusting. It's coming out through your fucking skirt. I wish you were recording this right now. The grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. How are you coming out through your skirt? This is Holocaust stuff. Can you just say, for one guy who's never pissed in a skirt, that's pretty badass. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly, female privilege. God damn. Top that, Amy Schumer. (laughs) You know she doesn't follow me on Instagram? Really? Yeah, I was like her friend. Weird. Yeah, I was like, she always promotes people's specials. I guess they're more alt-left uh, people. Yeah. I was like, I, yeah. I th- you know, with all the people that are tweeting about it, I was like, oh, she'll definitely be like, hey, great special, Bert, or whatever. Where's oh, that lighter? Where's that lighter? Yeah. Uh, sorry, getting it. I got to be honest with you. She didn't promote your special? She should No, I, I'm not expecting that from her. would have been nice, though. But yeah, you're right. It's all not her- expecting all her things are super like virtue signaling. She's at this position now where she's so in such a woke place where she has to be because her fan base requires it that she can't even be herself anymore. I almost feel sorry for her. Yeah, I don't ever want to turn to that person. Yeah. Oh fuck, Ari. Should we go into the tree? Yeah, let's go to the oh, tree. Oh, Ari, it's coming real now. It's going real. It's coming to here. There's no there's no raindrops here. Oh yeah, none raindrops. Like right here, here we go. Not. We're do- we're dodging it. This is what podcasting is meant to be. Dude, I did one with Morrissey once with a Yankee game. Morrissey? Paul Morrissey. Oh, Paul I thought Morrissey. I was like, you and Morrissey went to a Yankee game? <laughs> be, oh, my God. By the way, you are paid off in full if you've listened to this entire podcast and you heard me think that you went to a Yankees game with Morrissey. <laughs> with Morrissey. The fact that I would know your Morrissey is crazy. And the fact that Morrissey would be willing to come to a Yankee game with me. 
and podcast and at podcast. it. And podcast. All right, mate. The three steps away from reality, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we got the audio of the fucking crack of the bat in the background. Dude. The fans. It was just like the, 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 the subways going there. I went to a, I went to a yeah, uh, Dodgers game one time with my agent and this writer. And yeah. uh, there was a blind guy sitting next to me. And at first I thought, definitely, right? Like, how cool would that be if you're blind? Like, the crack of the bat, the, oh, yeah. the cheer of the crowd, the smells. Smell. And then I thought, what a selfish motherfucker. Because every time the bat cracks, I What is that? Yeah. Was where's that? It? No, this is the ground out, man. Line, uh. line drive down the left field side? Uh. Am I getting knocked out unconscious? <laughs> and I was like, he makes me protect his life. He's just sitting there like a jackass. Waiting. He's like, is that like, oh, you're in trouble, dude. Yeah. I just ripped my. Do you know what? Did you really? Yeah. Do you know how to correct that? Oh, it's yeah. twist off. Yingling, Maryland's finest. Philly. It's that area. It is Philly, right? Can I just say that one thing that people should take away from this podcast? Yeah. Is uh, the reason we're friends. Why are we friends? You know why we're friends. I use you for. No, I don't know. Why are we friends? Because. Why are we friends? Honestly, because uh, we were uh, two. Very vulnerable, regular dudes who ran into each other at the improv, improv and said, hey, man, I think, I'm a big fan of you. I think you're really funny and didn't have any ego involved in it. Yeah, I wasn't like, um, you, I'm big trying to tell you you're funny or like you're big. I just want to let you know. It was just like, hey, I, I, yeah, I, think, cool. I know you are, man. You're really funny. And, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. I I like you your too. Amazing cool. racist stuff killed me. And you're like, oh, thank you. And you're like, oh, cool. You know who else did that? Sam Tripoli. Really? Sam Tripoli. Man, all my friends that I have. Rogan included was like, "Hey man, you're really funny. You should come to my podcast." It was just like a selflessness of like yeah. of like being like, "Hey, I, there's no ego involved. I just want to be your friend. You know, you're a good guy." Like when you're little, and you're just like, like when you're you little, friends. Okay, it, like not like mm, you're my status like group. Dude, this brings us full circle. When you're little and you meet a guy and you ride bikes, he goes, "Hey man, if you put a card in the back, it sounds like a motorcycle." I'll try that. And then my, your mom's like, "Who is that?" It's like this guy Tom. He's my friend. Yeah, he's, yeah. What? Who? Ah, this guy, I don't know. It's my new friend. Who is he? I don't know. We were riding bikes. Yeah. My Isla well, who is he? can make we're, friends we're like crazy. Really? She makes friends so fucking easy. That's what I envy the most about children. Their ability to make new contacts, new friends, and not worry, like, do you want to play? Like, okay. Not like, uh, who, who, who are you? I'm sorry, what, what's your mom's name? Yeah. I'm not familiar with her. And there's so many people that don't make friends in this business, and they just sit off to the side by themselves. And then I look at all the friends. Think of all the friends I made ever since, like, me and Jay Moore stopped being friends. Mm -hmm. I remember distinctly. Me and you knew each other. Me and Tom knew each other. Me and you had a, had a hangout out underneath your apartment. Do you remember that? I went to drop you off, and we kind of, like, just talked about how we weren't comfortable texting people. Sort of. We were talking about how, like, sometimes you send a text people, and they don't reply, and you don't know if you send another one. And we were, like, feeling each other out. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're like, I don't know how do I interact with people. And then, yeah. and then Joe, me, so it happened that me and Joey became friends. Me and you became friends. Me and Tom were already friends. I became friends with Tom because Rogan saw him on that Bud Light tour. And then he started bringing, it's like, hey, you want to come open? Me and Ari, because Diaz can't come. And then he was like another guy on the, on the tour. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, he's cool. He's cool to hang out with on the road. And then they were doing the Death Squad Chronicles back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting ready to go up, and I just was very distant. And I, dude, I remember this. I hope I remember this the way Joe remembers this. Yeah. But I remember this verbatim. 
I'm getting ready to go on stage. Joe comes up with a shot of whiskey. We'd all gotten high and drinking during the death squad crime. And then you did a set after. Yeah. Joe had a glass, uh, shot of whiskey, and he hands it to me. He goes, hey, man, you're a really good guy. I was like, oh, cool, thanks. He was like, no, like, we're all trying to be your friend. You just need to allow yourself to have friends. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, okay. And he was like, no, no, I don't think you're hearing what you're, we're saying. Like, we're all trying to be your friend. You just need to allow us to be your friend. And I was like, okay. He goes, hey, man, <laughs> you're a really good guy, and I know that you don't trust anybody. It's not your fault. And it's not your not fault. Your fault. <laughs> and he was like, we love you, man. And he gave me a choice. We did a thing, and I was like, I'm going to allow these. I remember distinctly going, I'm going to allow yeah. these guys to be my friend. Red Band, uh, Renazizi, like everyone. Sabat, like everyone be my friend. And, I, it, dude, it changed my fucking life. Wow. Yeah. That, that one conversation I just cool. well, I, I, remember, I remember getting the I remember car. talking to the improv it was like oh cool this Burke guy's really nice yeah. I knew who he is already he's ahead of me no I didn't think we were at the same place we were but it was like you've done things that I don't know I didn't consider the things I had done worth anything oh are you sure serious you were the same way I remember watching The Amazing Race. yeah I thought it was like that's just a howling fucking laughing but yeah it's those, those I didn't realize back then it was like it doesn't have to be a big thing for you to like affect people it could just be like a thing you did yeah it didn't have to be like well it's not TV but it's like that didn't matter mm. dude I piss my I'm dude the only reason I'm friends with Stanhope is that I loved his stand up and I loved his vlog or his blog I remember that I remember reading his blog so going honest. like god damn it this guy's brilliant yeah and then one day that's an interesting friendship, like meeting that guy and, and knowing that like he like hit me up and was like, hey, man, how are you doing on the road? And I was like, it's not so good. I don't like it. I'm not making any money. Dot, dot, dot. I dumped to him. And then he just wrote back, it's the quickening, baby doll. Welcome to the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, this is what we all go through. Uh, He's yeah. like, enjoy it or don't enjoy it. This is what we do. Yeah. And now it's like one of my friends. But that friendship, I think, goes back to the id of having fun. We're having a good time. Dude. So it's like, you want to have a good time with us? This is how we have a good time. You're interested? Be real when you say this. And now I'm drunk, so I apologize. Stop listening if you get triggered by arrogance talk. But, like, do you think there's a group of comics in the history of comedy? Yeah. And try to name them, because I'm sure there are, okay. that have, have been able to enjoy uh, a tad bit of success, meaning, like, comfortableness. Not, not like, move, we're not movie stars, but, like... And be able to maintain their friendships with their friends and all grow at the same pace more than us. I'll name them. I'll name them Bob Newhart and Don Rickles, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, they seem to have a good time. They seem to have a good time. Good point. Uh, I don't think Dice's generation got that. I don't think Dice that, never had any friends in comedy. No, but I even think. Sam Kinison, all of them never had friends. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they have people they were with. Uh, Davis Spade, Adam Sandler. The comedians of comedy, they're not really still friends. No. Ew, bro. Sorry. Oh, true. ripped out a whisker. Yeah, those guys like Posehn, Patton, yeah, Posehn and, Patton. and Bramford, yeah. they're on their own now. I, I don't hear any stories of them hanging out together anymore. I bet Posehn and Patton do. I'd imagine they do. Maybe. Friends of comedy. Who are they? Chelsea never had any friends. Oh. She had people that worked for her. I called her a cunt in my special. How did that go? It's been a little bit of blowback. Really? Yeah, but I love her. I, I'm a, I, like I, I'm a fan. I, I like her, but like all the Chelsea lately people, that kind of fell apart. What do you mean? Oh, all that, no. like no one, no one stayed close. Like Jen Kirkman doesn't hang out with her, and no. Heather McDonald and all them. Heather McDonald, I heard, hates her. 
There's a big group. Think about how tight. Can you imagine what would have to happen for, I mean, our person, for whatever reason it happened, that, like, lifted us all up was Rogan. Easy. Yeah. 100%. She brought, Heather McDonald was done in comedy. She was like, no, I'm doing the housewife housewife route. Uh, This comedy's not working out for me. Yeah. And Chelsea's like, actually, I got this weird show. I'm calling you out of retirement. It was like a six-month retirement, but she's like, I'm calling you out. Like, come back on. Do this fucking show I'm on. We're all friends from Bringer Shows in L.A. Yeah. They had the Bringer Show circuit. And she gave her, not just a career, but like a a theater act career. And, And what would have to happen for us to refer to Rogan the way McDonald refers to Chelsea. I mean, I can't even see a path for that to happen. I'm like, fuck that guy. He's I a think, piece of shit. I, I think number one, I'll tell you the number one difference. Joe is, has been very wise in the way he approached this business with us as friends. Yeah. And our paycheck is not derivative of him. Right. We don't actually rely on him for specific money. Yeah. He promotes us right. and we make our own money. So we all feel independent grown men. But he's not signing our paycheck. He does not he write our paycheck. He for me for a while. No, but he's not writing our paycheck. Like, even still, yeah. he's like, go out and make your paycheck. Mm-hmm. I think that's number one. I think number two. He was never trying to lord it over us. The way pa- when Polly reacted when Renazisi got punked was Polly felt attacked. Me reading into it. But Polly felt attacked that Renazisi was now becoming bigger than him. And he, Paulie's reaction wasn't like, I got to get bigger. Paulie's reaction was, I got to keep running these from being that big. So we'd like put him in his place here or there. You know? Yeah. Shit on him and stuff. Rogan doesn't seem to care if we get bigger. He's comfortable with his level of big. Yeah. And he doesn't give a shit. When Sebastian got, I mean, arguably, he's a bigger draw than Rogan. Well, I think he is. I mean, he's yeah, higher yeah, yeah. on that list of biggest grossing comics. 13 million a year? Yeah. So, like, he's not like... Fuck, Sebastian's bigger than me. He's just like, oh, I was. I'm already having a great life, yeah. dude. That's great that you're not having a great life too. It's like, but here's great life is bigger than yours. It's like, what? Bigger? Ah, man, get out of here with that shit. Yeah, we're all just having a good time. I think if you, I think to, to his testament I mean, is yeah. that I think when ego gets involved, he detaches a tad bit. When he's like, well, oh, come on, we're all the same. I may pay, play 9,000 seaters. You may play 400 seaters. Yeah. But we're all the same. Like, it's, it's the same. It, it, it's back to the when you decided we were all going to attack him on Instagram for Sober October. <laughs> You're like, can we do this? I'm like, guys, he's a comic. He's a regular human we, being. We have to retreat him like a regular. That's what he want. <laughs> Let's fuck with him. He can't, a, yeah. he, can't allow, he can't just not do the thing we're all doing. There was no jealousy when Tommy started doing big theaters or, like, bigger theaters. Cool. Joe, Joe was, like, almost, like, celebrate. Like, you'd never get this, like, dude, yeah, how good Chelsea for Tommy. have that. Didn't seem like he should have that. I don't know. I wasn't part of that Some world. people like to be the, the daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he has that. And so I, I think that's the... Like and I don't know. If, I think Sandler probably has that too in him. Is that he doesn't need to be the daddy. This is what he's doing. He wants out his team around. He wants his friends around, and he and he supports guys like Rob Snyder and and David Spade and makes their projects. Sportsman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, remember Joe saying like, "Hey man, if you ever wanted to use a studio, like yeah, come yeah, down yeah. here." And, you're, and part of me is like, nah, nah, "I can't fine. do that, man. I can't just be like." Fucking ten a.m. on he's a like, Tuesday, no, and I'm in care. your sauna. Yeah, and he's you're like, like, no, like, I don't oh, care. I was going to sauna burst naked in here. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's been pretty cool about it like that. Maybe Rodney had a similar... Rodney, I think, did. When Kinnison was like, dude, I want you to come see my set. He goes, I don't know, man. We already have a book. He's like, just come watch it. He goes, all right, come yeah. watch it. Let's go down the hill. We'll watch it together. And he walked down the hill from Crest Hill to the comedy store to watch it. He goes, hey, fuck out. You're, you're in. The way he was like, I'm going to be a normal guy. You're yeah. not going to get me to be big-headed. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Joe's got a little bit of Rodney in him. All the good parts. I mean, the weed. The weed. I'd love to see him in robes in robes, the backstage. Yeah, yeah, Rogan in robes. Ro- 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 Robin. <laughs> Joe Robin. <laughs> Joe Robin. Did you see Ro Jogan and Joe Rogan? What? Did you see Joe Rogan interview Ro Jogan? No. Oh, the, the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That made me die so hard. And the fact that he sent, by the way, that one of the first people to get it was Joe, and then he sent it to us, and he's like, how fucking funny is this? And it's clearly mocking, mocking him. him. <laughs> and he loved it. I was like, dude, that's the fucking... You gotta have a sense of humor about yourself. You're fucked. If you don't, when he goes, I don't want a fanboy out, but like I'm a huge fan, and then he goes, Oh, seriously? <laughs> like at the very beginning? Oh, that killed me. Oh, that killed me. I played it for Leanne, and Leanne, and Leanne didn't know I was showing up in it. She was just watching it, howling, laughing, and then when he goes, Have you ever seen a hairless chimp? And it cuts to me. And Leanne's like, Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, dude, that's. Yeah, I said I had said to someone we had a good time on the road. We had fun on the road. We really did. You never really came with us, huh? I always wanted to, but yeah, you had your own I had thing issues. Going. I had issues. Well, you also were like a headliner already. I had issues with it, man. I, the whole way that not no disrespect to Jay, but like the whole way that our friendship was based off of hierarchy. It just it, and Tom was there. Tom witnessed it, and he was like. It was different for Tom, maybe, than it was for me. Maybe I was like, I showed up too young. You know the better thing about Joe and I'm thinking about it? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody fucks over people by accident, not on purpose. If you called Joe on his shit, it wasn't going to be like, well, you're not coming out with me anymore. Yeah. So if, you're, if he's like, hey, let's meet downstairs in 10 minutes, we'll go to the airport. And you're down there 30 minutes later just waiting. And be like, Dude, I could have been fucking, I could have showered. I, don't have, I didn't have a shower. I could have showered if I knew it going to be 30 minutes. Yeah. And if you say, dude, what the fuck? I could have waited. Why was I waiting for you? We said 10 minutes. Just tell me it's 30. Yeah. He wouldn't be like, oh, this guy's playing fucking dick. I'm not going to sign his paychecks anymore. He'd be like, well, yeah. whatever. And then it was just, it was gone. I remember hearing that, uh, Eddie going Navajo on you guys. You were in Germany or something. He was in Germany. And Eddie was, went Navajo. He went full Indian. And full Indian. Yeah. And, uh, Indian and I remember bad. hearing that podcast and going... And Joe, and Joe was like, I think he was talking to Eddie about it, and they were giggling about it. And I was like, Oh, that's what like regular friends do, is like, Call each other yeah, I missed stuff. the flight. Now nah, I'm a fucking dick. I got blacked out. I tried to hook up with this chick. Yeah, ha ha. You missed the flight. No, I didn't. It's like fuck off. Like, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah, I did. Calling someone on their shit, being able to call someone on their shit, uh-huh. has been like the and letting them get angry if they want to, if they yeah. don't want to accept that they're a fault. It's like we're still going to hit on you. Yeah, we're still going to shit on you for a while, and you'll <laughs> deal with it. And eventually, you're like, no, no, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, 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 all right. It was a dumb move. I would have loved to have been on those road, the road with you guys younger. I don't know. I, I remember one night, dude. When you had, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. When you had zero dollars. Yeah, I mean. Below the poverty line of what you were making. And he'd be like, you want to go to the most expensive steakhouse in Las Vegas? And you're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can't really afford Subway, but yeah, sure. Let's sure. do that. And the tip was more than you spent on any meal. The tip for your own meal was more than you would spend on any meal. 
Oh, yeah. And it's like, what? It, it was just like so fun drinking, oh. going to places, let's go play pool here, let's go meet this guy here, let's go do some fun shit. And he's in the, he's at the time, he's in like the, the salad days of his career, like doing Fear Factor, doing MMA. We didn't do UFC. the math till later about how much he was spending. He was making, he's not anymore, so I don't think it matters. I don't think it mattered then. He would always tell us the money. He would be like, if you ask, I'll tell you. I'm not going to rub it in your face. But if I've you always ask been me, like that with it. Anytime I work with someone, I go, if you want to know how much money I make, I'll tell you exactly how much money I make. We should all know. We should all help each other and be like, yeah. here's what's possible. He made 25 grand a week on the road. It's pretty standard. 25 grand a week. That was just wow. normal. Yeah. Just wow. So that means, wow. After, you know what it is? After taxes, agents, managers, it's about 40% of that. So he's making uh, no one. No one listening knows can understand what I am understanding right now. What? That so you make more than that? What? No. Oh, and that's not what I'm saying. What? That is uh, the generosity involved in that moment. Yeah. Is unheard well, of. Hit, yeah, it doesn't happen in this business. Here's what I'm going to say. Like you, so that's where I'm going to go. He's making twenty five grand, which yeah. means. Let's say ten or twelve grand after all that shit. Thirty percent taxes, thirty-five percent plus ten. Ten. You're talking about tw- let's say twelve. Business manager. That's what you come home with. Twelve. Yeah. Probably ten, but let's say twelve conservatively. Yeah. Now he's buying a flight for me, Diaz, Red Band. The hotel maybe covers one of those, and the other two hotels in his four-star hotel. Yeah. So now he's talking about spending other like. I mean, two two hundred a night, two fifty a night, times four for for three people, and then when, forget when Tate and Eddie Bravo came with him. Yeah, forget that. Just talking about three people total oh. with him. So now you're talking about two one two four six eight sixteen twenty four. So now he's down to like nine thousand plus the meals. The the car is another fucking five hundred. Uh, so now eighty five hundred plus the meals is another thousand easy yeah. over the week. The fucking tips he would give the fucking bartender. He's walking home with five thousand. Also, I forgot about this. He paid me one fifty a set in the beginning, and yeah. then one day, which was already far more than the hundred the improv would have paid me. Yeah. Then he goes, "Hey, you're a headliner." I'm like, well, "No, I'm not." And he goes, "You and Diaz are headliners. You're getting two fifty a set now." I was like, "Okay, you know, it was already more than anyone would pay me, but sure, I'll take that." 70% raise. Dude. So now we're talking about 1250 a week for me and Diaz. So now he's down to making about 5000 and we're making 12500 He went from 25000 to 5000 so he could have us come with him. And he was making the Fear Factor money. So he's like, who cares? I don't think, I mean, like, I don't, I, once again, I, I don't think anyone really can put perspective on that because you, you realize, like, you hear 25000 everyone listening to this and goes, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. But when you shave it all down and go, you don't get the lion's share anymore. You, make, you put it out so that your friends not only, get a, not only get to hang out with you and experience a life they'd never experienced, but they get to go out and do shows they'd never get grow to Grow on stage. Grow people, on stage. People ask me, they're like, dude, you've gotten way better. When I started, six months after I started on the road with Rogan, yeah. people were like, Mike, David Taylor, Brandon Zissi, like, dude, what happened to you? You just, you just jumped up a fucking level. Rogan hit me up. He was like, uh, you know... Like, just some funny comics that were, like, you know, around. One of them, Josh Martin. I brought Josh Martin on the road with me. Columbus sold out, like, six shows. And Josh Martin 
I watched him go from murdering to fucking serial killing. And I was like, whoa. And you go, wow, that kid had six of those every week. He developed into someone. And by the way, a testament, I have to say this to Jay Moore, is that I got to do that with Jay. Yeah, yeah, and maybe, yeah. maybe Great like, rooms. Yeah, and it was just fucking sold out. It wasn't all bad, yeah. And, and you'd be like, God damn it, man, I am destroying, destroying. And then you go on the road and you're like, I know how to destroy. How do I do that? Like, how do I get back to that? I know the feeling of destroying. I'm not going from, like, blind right, man. I've at least done it. I, like, I shower in the dark. Uh, I don't like showering with lights on. I shower in the dark because... Because your gross body? You don't want to look at it? Nope. E- nope. I shower in the dark Does because that you, you're when I was a kid, it? I decided I was a big fan of the Helen Keller movie with yeah. Anne Sullivan, not <laughs> Anne Frank. Yeah. And I, and, I, uh, and I said, if I ever get blind, at least I get showering taken care of, right? Smart. So... What he did was he allowed you guys to shower in the dark, and then you got blind. And you were like, oh, I got showering down. Oh, I can probably get a towel. I can get my shoes on. I can get dressed. I bet I can get out the door. Eddie Griffin said that about Dice. He, Eddie Griffin opened for Dice for Madison Square, those big shows. Eddie opened for those. And he goes, dude. And he was a fucking trying to stay at Clifton's till 6 a.m. drinking yeah. the free coffee because he had no place to live. Really? Yeah. That's the guy who was sleeping nowhere opening for dice and he goes once i learned that i could kill in front of twelve thousand people twenty thousand people whatever yeah. it was he goes oh 80 people is no problem it gave him this, this confidence he was like i can do it at the highest level yeah for sure the same thing it's there is a connective tissue in that muscle muscle memory of going this is what it's like to do a theater yeah do some theaters get your feet under you and then when you're there you know how to deal with it yeah. you know how to interact with the people oh, in the back. before yeah, I've been here. I'm, it's not my first rodeo. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. You're right. The rest of those crew, crews, Bob Newhart and, and what's the name? They stayed. Yeah. The the blue-collar guys aren't still friends. Like, I, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not tra- trash talking, but I, I've heard uh, them all talk, and they just don't hang out the way they used to. They weren't. Yeah. I think it was a tour. One of them didn't make paths for the other one though they were except for larry but they, the rest were like we're all doing our own thing let's just join together well the point is like we, rogan we, and we Chelsea, could never like they made paths for other people we could never do a tour together that would never be financially beneficial to anyone yeah because rogan can already sell out ten thousand seats how much and, more would it mean if we all added, yeah what's the price Thirteen thousand seater maybe 300 more people would come to see <laughs> yeah. me <laughs> yeah. like, and be like oh i'm here for bert yeah I really loved Secret Time on Netflix, streaming <laughs> right now. I, I just think, trust me when I say that like when I, when, when I look back at the pivotal decision I made to get out of therapy, hang out with Joey. I was, I was 40 years old when all this went down. Hang out with Joey at Maria C. and every day and have coffee. Uh, make an extended effort to hang out with you and Tom and talk to you guys on the phone. And, and literally, I remember Joe being like, hey man, my daughter's having a birthday, why don't you come out? Really? And yeah, and I was like, all right, I'm going. And and it's not my comfort zone. I'm not cool with making new friends, but going and, and talking to him about comedy. and Get yourself out there. Yeah, and go yeah, like, no. oh, I'm t- it's time to make new friends. That's the reason we have fucking chickens is because of Joe's goddamn house. Really? Yeah, my Leanne and George and Isla love their goddamn chickens. We should get chickens. Yeah, and, the, and Leanne's like, I'm getting a chicken coop. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm chicken shit all over my back fucking yard. <laughs> do you think, uh, what do you think is going to happen with the comedy store? What do you mean? Happen in terms of what? You think it's going to be sold? Yeah. Is there any way that we all invest our money and buy it? 
I think right now, good question. Dean Delbright said it the best. He started spending more and more time in New York. He's like, how can you, you spend so much more time in New York now? And I goes, dude, Mitzi's dying. This is before she died. And he goes, writing's on the wall. They can say no to a $10 million offer, but they're not going to say no to a $200 million offer. And there's a yeah. line in between there where they're also not going to say no. And you can't blame Paulie. No. I don't blame him at all. If he sells and honestly, it. when they say no, 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 but it's like at some point we're like, hey, we're each all three brothers and the sis- and the daughter of the sister are going to be like, we can each have $50 million. Like, yeah, we're out, man. It's, it's our mom's place. Yeah. It's not our place. It's our it's mom's place. Ours, yeah. We can try to keep her legacy, but we're all done if we just sell this. So that's going to happen. Yeah. The only chance of a conglomerate coming together and doing it is before the Persians make the big offers. Like, when, they, when they're still in the mode of like, we want to keep this as a comedy club and go, hey, we can pay you a fair value right now and also keep it as a comedy club. Because the Persians are like, it's Sunset Strip and they're changing the whole Sunset Strip. We don't get, just get out of here. Yeah. We'll run as a comedy club for two years and then we'll decide. What would you invest into that? Say the price point's $30 million. And they're like, right now we'll sell it $30 million. I'd, would give, you- I'd give a third of what I own. I'd invest. Uh, I'd invest a ridiculous amount of money in that club, and I'm, I have no connection to it. Like meaning, like as it's a just, child, it's just a profitable. It'll be. I just look at thing. it and I go, "That's part of what I do for a living." Yeah, that is a tombstone for what I do as a living. Yeah, my name's on the wall. I don't want it to go away. That's cool. Yeah, I don't want it to go away. Yeah, but yeah, it's going away. With this post comedy, we're fucked. No, we're not. We just got to start speaking. Real. It's just it's same thing as girls, man. <laughs> girls, the show, yeah, got so much written about it. But when you see the ratings, the ratings were quite low. But all yeah. the bloggers, the ratings among bloggers were, they all watched it. Ninety percent of them watched it. Yeah, the ratings among people were five percent of people watched it. And so it's like it's talked about this post comedy stuff, but like that's not who's actually going out as a no. comedy. No one's at the comedy store going. I hope they get super dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be crazy. It, it, the, the idea to do that and still maintain people's attention would be like, you'd have to be so good. What I saw in Edinburgh was like a bunch of people, some people nailing it, like yeah. Hannah nailed the emotion. Her emotion wasn't what's fake. Who? Uh, Hannah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, no one attacks the emotion she felt. Right. But these Edinburgh hours are all that. And I see that like, and now it's pretty much subtext. And then joke, joke, joke. And then tag, tag, tag. And then now I'm going to be emotional. Emotional. But it wasn't like. I no, grew up overweight. Right. It wasn't like I have no choice here. This is where it's turning. The way Diaz told about Zoraida, his, his fucking caregiver, you know, dying and him. But it's all funny, funny, funny. And then it's like, and then she died. And we had, it was almost like you have no choice but to be emotional here. Yeah. It's very rarely that. Who's the guy that did that? Hannah Gatsby got that. Who's the guy that did that? Uh, Mike DiStefano. Mike DiStefano. Yeah. It's been out there before. It's just no one yeah. noticed it. Yeah. And here's what they don't realize with this new post-comedy. It's like you can do that emotional stuff, but you can also make the comedy part be high level. Yeah. And they're not going high level on the comedy part. And that's part. how you surprise everyone. It's the whole point of comedy is misdirection and surprise. If Gerard, I get what he's wanting to do with the no, no, no uh, audience thing. Oh, with the Michael Drew, Drew, Drew Michael thing? Yeah. Gerard, that was Gerard's idea. So yeah. no, no audience. And I don't, blame, I don't blame Gerard or Drew Michael for anything. And by the way, I'm not shitting on either. I, I might have talked negative about it. I know no one's hearing this now. But, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Keep yeah. going. 
So if Gerard was like, I like the idea of this doing this no comedy thing, what's interesting to me is like, that's, that's the artist equivalent of going, hey, there are these things called watercolors, and I want to play with watercolors. And everyone's like, we don't do watercolors. And, and this artist's like, I want to try watercolors. Yeah. So he's doing that with no audience. Yeah. But why not get, if you want to do that as, as, a, as a maker of stand-up specials, why not get Bill Burr? Why not get the best in the game to try no audience members? So the equivalent to the artist, to the visual artist, the painter, mm-hmm. is go, well, I'm going to try watercolors. No one's ever done that before. But why not get high-quality watercolors? Why not? Why are you getting shitty, cheap watercolors? Yeah, why are you going... The, I, I, you know I, what I mean? So, yeah. Get the best and then try this thing. Yeah. Instead of a guy who's a middling kind of guy who hasn't really done much stand-up for the last year and a half. Get the best you can get and then try this thing and now I'm interested. So for the people like Hannah and whoever who are doing this interesting things, like, but why not make the jokes the 20 minutes up front, yeah. why not make those undeniable so when yeah. you go, this thing is quitting comedy, go no, not that thing, instead of going where, where you face, we're like, well that thing wasn't that, those jokes weren't very original. Yeah. Get the best, most original jokes, get Mike Vecchione 20 minutes of that and then go him going and I have to quit comedy and everyone go no that would be no. really impressive that's a voice I don't want to lose I don't want to lose the guy that just wrote joke after joke and goes I do this at the highest level mm-hmm. and I'm quitting comedy and this is why and everyone yeah. be like whoa, whoa 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 now we're listening yeah wait hold on wait why are you not writing tags anymore I'm sorry why is this and then and then bring back tags a little bit a little bit of like yeah I, I think um I can't shit on it entirely because I think that it's good. It's interesting. There's interesting moments. If if you're talking about an eight, ten-year comic trying, it was like, dude, you're moving above your pay scale. That's really interesting stuff you're trying. Now get those fucking jokes down. I'd be be really interested to have Drew Michael on my podcast and talk about the process for it and and what he did and why, what his choices are, what his regrets are, what he liked, what what he thinks would work. If he would tell you his regrets, that would be interesting. I don't know him. Maybe I do. I'm not. If I were him, my regret would be. He's a store guy. No, Seller guy. Uh, Chicago and then Seller. Okay, yeah. If, if I were him, my regrets would be like, I was writing an SNL for the last year and a half, so I don't mind not doing it um, in front of an audience, but I wish I would have been like Seller ready, boom, 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 and then tried it with no audience instead of taking pretty much a year and a half off and then trying it. By the way, I did something similar to what he did one time when I was trying to sell a documentary, and I told the fighting a bear story to a camera with serious, no audience. In a serious style. Uh, no. Oh, you tried joking? No, no, no. I just told it. I told it like Bert telling a story. Right. Where I giggled to myself. I enjoyed it. I didn't like. I'm not going to d- disown it and be like. And then I fought a bear. Yeah. Like I just told it like me, which yeah. I think is what he did, and it worked. He and I, it, he, my friend couldn't understand. Couldn't understand the. Um, He's like, these aren't funny. And I'm like, no, 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 man. They're funny. He's intentionally telling them less funny. Yeah, he's and, pulling And I was back. repeating, as he said, I was repeating them. I was like, listen to the cadence. He's saying, my mom never loved me, and it was really problematic for me. He's like, my mom never loved me. It was uh, really problematic for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's yeah, a joke yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. but he's telling it not funny on purpose. It's almost taking away <coughs> what, and this is going to sound slanderous as fuck, but taking <coughs> all the Sebastian out of an act... Right? What do you mean, Sebastian? Like, Sebastian definitely can sell a joke. Sells a joke. Exactly. It's not the punchline exactly. It's the way you say it. He's just going like, uh, uh, all I remember is Sebastian said one time, he goes, uh, I'm doing uh, renovations. I walk in the other day. There's a fucking guy with a broom. And uh, And I just started giggling in the back. 
because I was doing it through renovations. But the way he was like, and he's fucking sweeping. Now, say that in the Jamaica way. I was doing renovation. There was a guy in there with a broom. He was fucking sweeping. He was sweeping. But I guess he still sells it a little bit in his own way. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a point to selling it and not selling it yeah. that I think that we're... I mean, that's the part of the joke telling. It's, it's the cadence. But there is a cheat and code the in that. And there's it's a like, cheat don't code bother. in that with like, remember the guy that Jeremy Haas used to go like, uh, "I went to IKEA," uh-huh, uh-huh. and you die laughing. But he said he always said was, "I went to IKEA." Yeah. And but you die laughing because the way he said it. Yeah. 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 Like he's choking on his laughter. Anthony Clark used to do it. Yeah. What's up with the cows? Cows, you stupid cow! I made him eat beef. I eat it. Eat a cow. Yeah. And you were laughing with him, but he was yeah, over... When you hear the joke in that serious thing where he wants to be Rollins, he wants to be Zach De La Rocha fucking spoken word, Bill Hicks, and it's like, okay, but then why are you making jokes about, like, how can we can fuck out... How can we can eat animals we can't fuck them? It's like, dude, this is a fucking 25-year-old bit. Yeah. So, like, get that out of there, and then I'll accept your premise of I'm doing anti-comedy. Then I'll go with you like, Don't because- do anything. Don't do anything you've ever... So this is what Picasso said. He goes, you can shy away from the standard stuff, but you have to prove to me first that you can do it. Your decision has to be like, I can do all these things. I choose not to. And these guys, they can't prove they can do all those things. They're just not doing them because they can't instead of because they're choosing not to. That's the issue that, that our style of comedy has with that. You don't know how to kill so you not doing it is not a statement. You're not doing it as a cop-out. It's like being a guy who uh, can't shoot the three-pointer, but definitely just knows how to pass. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this. And then saying, threes are overrated. It's like, well, you can't shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> if Steph Curry says that, then okay. No one likes big dicks. Well, you don't have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you're not okay. the one that's yeah. talk on this. You don't get to talk about not having a big dick. Yeah. I got to watch Drew Michael's whole special. I watched it. It's interesting. I love those interesting things. It's like I like in- interesting, interesting attempts. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I, I'm willing, I will watch, I'm to watch it. I watch it probably three times. Like I, I, I watch it over ta- and over. I was again. talking about Nanette, and uh, somebody t- asked me about it, and they were telling me about it, and I was like talking about just what they were telling me, and then I was talking about it on my own on my podcast, and I said to stop. I'm like, wait, wait, what am I doing? Dude, I haven't watched this thing. I watched it the this second it came out. Everything I said, and I will watch it, and I'll get back to you. I'll guys. say I watched the whole thing beginning to end. How many? Ronnie B said. He said to me today, he, he, uh, my special Secret Time is airing on Netflix. You have to if you really want to like talk about it. Your thing is Secret Time on Netflix. It's Netflix special on Netflix. And Ronnie B goes, uh, I watched your special, and it, not because I wanted to. Yeah. He goes, there's a, uh, a, he goes I have a, there's not a suffering of too many specials. Like, I don't know what he said, but he goes, there's too many specials on Netflix, yeah. and I don't want to watch one of them. And I started yours, and I didn't want to watch it, but I watched it till the end. And I was like, that means a lot, because I know that I watched Hannah's to the end. I watched. Uh, when somebody tells I watched, me, like, I watched Trigger to the end, I watched both your specials. I watched one Tommy's. special. It's a double special. It's a it's both your specials. It's one special. It's a double special. But it's one special. It's a double special. Yes. It's like Chappelle. Chappelle was a no, one Chappelle's special. were two specials that were put together. It was a double special. No. Same, same. No, it's not the same. Identically. Thing. It's not. Really? It's not. You did two different specials. Same location. Different wardrobe. They they spoke on each other. They're part of the same piece. That's oh, I the see wall. What you're it's I a double special. Yeah, 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 the wall. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. No, I know. I see what you're saying. I, yeah. Okay. I meant double Both special for me. Thing. Double okay. special for me means two specials. Okay. It's like a double album. Double. It's like it's like yeah, same concert kiss, but 
same show yeah. even, but it was two different sets. Right. Spoke to each other. Yeah. Um, and Chappelle's was po- you're totally right. It's totally it separate to me. It was like why are they There should be specials. separate avatars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm just buzzed hard as fuck. Um, when somebody said that to me, like I watched your special or I watched your, Ed- I came to your Edinburgh hour. You know, one of those comics there. Inst- before they even say I liked it, I'm like, it's always like same as you. It's like, thanks, man. That's really cool of you. I know you have fucking a thousand choices as a comic. Yeah. And you don't really want to watch anything. So the fact that you took time to watch my thing, it doesn't matter if you liked it or not. Thank yeah. you for doing that. That's cool of you. Dude, when I worked hard on this thing. Thanks for, thanks for taking it in. When Ronnie B said, I love the ending of your special, I, I went, hey, man, I've had, I've had maybe, in all the press I've done, I've had maybe 20 people say, I love the end of your special. Hundreds of people go, great special. Maybe watch the first 10 minutes. I know when they're talking to me. I love the stuff about your daughters, your dad. And I'm like, no, You're okay. quoting the first upfront stuff. Yeah. And so, and so when Ronnie B goes, I love the end. I love that. I'm not going to spoil it. I love the end. I went. I, I do. That's why I go. I got to give credit to Tommy. He came up with it. It was his yeah. idea. But that for me, I go, oh, you watch the special. I watch. I, dude, I'll, I'll watch legit specials. You know my biggest problem with Gerard's directing in that one? distracting from the jokes wait can i can i just jump in then and say this I, and no disrespect to gerard or Bo. yeah like no one should ever go the directing in a special was amazing you should go that special was amazing right you shouldn't notice the directing no one should ever watch chris rocks by the way no disrespect for Bo. he n- knows more I, about I directing did, and everything job with, with he did with a great chris but they're like can you believe he held on that one shot for uh, what you call it, minutes and, and part of me was like no I was watching Chris Rock yeah. I did, was not paying attention to how it was edited I was watching Chris Rock do his special well that's how I got my uh, paid regular special at the comedy store I was talking to Netflix I mean uh, Comedy Central and they didn't want me to do it there but I met Ann Harris at a meeting here in New York she's like nice to meet you she's like what do you want to do I'm like I want to do a special at the comedy store she's like alright relax I'm like no, no no I'm telling you I want to do a special at the comedy store Yeah. And she's like nice to meet you before they were willing to give me five minutes on Comedy Central. And she was like, whatever. But it came, it came true. Yeah. And they were like, Gerard's already done one at the Comedy Store. I'm like, yeah, but Spike Lee directed Gerard's. And yeah. guess what, you guys? Everyone on this phone call right now, between my director, you guys, we all know more about directing comedy specials than Spike Lee does. So we're about to do a special in the same place better than Spike Lee did it. That was a special that got Joe back in the store. Yeah, it was. That's right. Good point. Yeah, that should be, it should have been title. <laughs> Welcome Especially. back, Joe Rogan. <laughs> and uh, but there were parts in that that Spike Lee didn't understand, leaving the lights on, the names on. So when Gerard's walking, you see David Letterman, and you stop watching Gerard as he keeps walking. And you look at, you start reading the name David Letterman. Yeah. And so it distracts away from the performer. Yeah. What you want is to not even notice that the lights are there, and so you don't even notice the, the directing. Yeah. Now, how many? How much time have we done? I mean, it's time to go. I should probably... Yeah, it's way over three hours now. All right, nice. This has been a great fucking podcast. Yeah, man. Congratulations on your special. That's pretty fucking cool. Oh, thank you, man. It really has become like a standard bearer. When I meet people traveling in Europe and stuff, they're like, can I see your stuff on Netflix? That's like the standard now. And when you go, yeah, you're like, oh, really? Everyone that came to one of my shows this year that liked me was like, dude, I love your shit on Netflix. And I was like, wait, hold on. I'm not on Netflix. You don't have anything. Yeah, so what I was like, okay, cool. I'll just take the compliment. Because they assumed you had? But they saw it online. Right. They just don't know how they take it in. All they know is they took it in. Yeah. And they assume if they've seen it and it's comedy, it's Netflix. Yeah. 
Yeah, that become a standard of it used to be like it used to be when we started. It was like, have you been on the Tonight Show? You know, when you when yeah. you told your mom's friend that you did a comic, like, can I see you on the Tonight Show? And you're like, even and you watch so mad because like, even if I had been, you wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> I could have I could have done it three night, times. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Yeah, you would never have seen it. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Before there was YouTube clips of it, dude. God bless YouTube. Oh, God bless YouTube. Fuck yeah! I heard Russell Peters. Yeah. Oh, uh, I were, bet they were at a party once, and uh, one of those high-level parties, you know, where everyone has watches like Russell Peters does. <laughs> everyone has watches like <laughs> Russell Peters. <laughs> he was once. He was like, he told me, he's like, you don't have a watch I'm like now. Nah. He goes, here, I'll give him my watch. I'm like Russell, no. He goes, it's twenty-five thousand dollars watch. Take it. I'm like dude. Russell, I don't wear watches. Keep that watch in your hand. He did the same fucking thing to me. He was like, I was like, I like that watch. He goes, take mine. And I was like, well, I'm going to think about buying one. He goes, no, take mine. You won't like it. <laughs> That's so funny. What did you say? What was Russell saying? So he saw across this party, he goes, somebody, who's that guy everyone's talking to? And he goes, oh, that's the guy who started YouTube. And he goes, excuse me, everybody. He gave somebody the drink and he went over to that guy and just from behind, he just hugged him. Really? And he goes, excuse me? He goes, I'm sorry. My name is Russell Peters. I'm a comedian. Dude, you made my career. He, he made his. He made Kevin Hart's. Kevin Hart was YouTube there? Dude. Kevin, listen, by the way, I'm prefacing this. I'm not shitting on Kevin Hart at all. At all. I love Kevin Hart. Dude, trust me when I say I can suck that guy's dick online all day long. But when he talks about hard work, I go, hey, man, you got to include the part where you go, man, the reason for my success is hard work. Uh, Dave Chappelle went to South Africa. Cat Williams got caught with a gun in his bag. Like th- those have to be included. It's luck, yeah. also. Yeah, this- and Russell Peters will tell you the first one to tell you, man. Some guy uploaded my special, and I don't know who it is, but it changed my fucking career. He was thinking of suing that guy to get it taken down until the fucking calls. Like, hey, you want to play South Africa? It's like, okay, dude. It's like, it hey, you changed play his Australia? fucking life. Okay. That machine fucking viral clip changed my fucking life. And I uploaded it. I misread my contract at Showtime, but like, <laughs> if that hadn't happened, I, I would not. I don't know. I'd be here, but I don't know what if I. I'd be talking about a Netflix special. You wouldn't have I a definitely. car outside waiting for you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> That's hilarious. That guy's just parked out there. Yeah. I always feel bad when I have drivers. I feel, I feel no, bad, man, but then part ahead. of me goes... That's their job. Well, they'd have no problem with me as SiriusXM, right? And Netflix has no problem with me here with you. Netflix didn't give me shit. Well, I that's because you disappeared to fucking No, when I did China. my special with them. You, you disappeared to China. It aired and you disappeared. No, 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 no. I came back and then sold it to Netflix. Oh right, right when it, it came did. back in April, and they sold it to them, and they came out in July. Yeah, but you're not a you're not a with the grain type of comic, a corporate grain type they of comic. Like, we can take advantage of you. you do like you, you think you think if you think if they're, they have cars waiting for Rogan? No, if he says I'll do a serious XM run, dude, they'd fucking paint the town. Yeah, you're not that guy. Mm-mm. It's what it's why people like you. I remember one guy when we did Calgary, I said something, oh, yeah. and this guy goes. Uh, it was a great show, man. Great show. You got to keep writing. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> we did that. And remember, they were chanting the machine story. Yeah. And I go, no. And he goes, I go, well, you know, I want to make sure I do well. And he goes, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, Ari did all the material. And he goes, well, that's the deal Ari makes with us is that he'll always present new material. Yeah. And we'll never see him do the same material twice. That changed the way I fucking wrote. I was like, done. In my head, I went, when this special comes out, all new material. When, everyone, when it airs, all new material. I was like, I can't Good go you, and bring man. the same material. Good yeah. for you. They've seen it. Yeah, they've seen it. Why would you ever bring... It'd be cool to see it again, but also not cool. Not cool at all. Yeah. And I, was, I remember that guy going, no, no, that's your deal Ari makes with us. And I was like, I was like, wow. I was like, really? He goes, oh, yeah, I yeah. Do. That's you the reason we're here, man. Me, I'll keep coming doing new material for you. Too. If you see new me, high-level material for if you. If you see me this year, it'll be new. all brand new. And then I do an hour 15, 
If you want to hear the machine, flying dildos. That's bonus time. I'll, t- I'll do an. I'll do an. I'll do like a not an encore, but I just stay on stage. That's bonus and, time. Yeah, that's bonus time. Your time. That's yeah. not. That's not from forty to fifth to sixty. That's yeah. from sixty-five on. Yeah. Oh, at, 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 at an hour, I'm, I'm like, that's my closer. Is there? I do a waitstaff raffle. Like, is there anything you guys want to hear? And they go flying dildos, dude. See. I'm telling you, when I say this, the greatest thing you ever did for me was putting your show on fucking YouTube. This is not happening, dude. Excuse me, Archie Rizzo, I'm sorry, it's only show. <laughs> yeah. This not, oh yeah, that thing. Coming to Salt Lake City. Flying Dildos yeah. has gotten huge because people go, Flying Dildos, Flying Dildos. That's great. And you're like, really? And they're like, oh, dude, that's how I found you. Oh, man. That's great. All right, we should probably go. Yeah. Um, dude, I love you. I love you too, Thank man. You, man. Congratulations. It's really cool that you got this fucking Netflix special. It's going to like help your career. You're going to be able to spend more time at home. Because you're going to bigger places. You're already going to double your nut, and then you can still spend more time at home. Or have just, a good time. just burn the road. Sure, yeah, yeah, Operation yeah. Grind and Stack. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Operation Grind and Stack. You're be like fucking, what's his name from Breaking Bad? <laughs> Trying to stack up fucking duffel bags of money under your house. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go inside. All right, all right. Good job, Bert. Right. Wait, anything to say? No. You on the road anywhere? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New York Comedy Festival. You doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Town Hall. When are you coming? I don't know. I have no idea. November-ish? Uh, the Bethlehem Sands and the Mohegan Sud Borgata? Okay, Something check, like that? Check BurtBurtBurt.com yeah, for, for, for all his tour dates. Uh, all I hope materials. you guys experienced this weather. This has been absolutely beautiful. We went from hot to rainy to, to standing. Under this tree, man. It's great. Look at all the fucking... It's water there. I know. We're all safe. All I'm thinking is, where's my phone? Where is your phone? I think it's back by the rain. Oh. <laughs> well, at least iPhones are waterproof. Ish. No? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Bert. Well, hello, Joe, hello, Miss Craven. He hadn't returned from the day. Welcome to the house of fun. Now I've come of age. Welcome to the house of fun. That was the episode. Zach Cole. Uh, hope you guys liked it. What a fucking gigantic episode. Gigantic. Don't forget, I'm in Austin. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week. September 19, 20, 21, 22. 19, 20, 21, 22. Um, uh, what was I going to say? That's it. Don't forget my storytelling show. October 30th. The Comedy Cellar, Live Shooter Table Read. That's the big one. November 11th, part of the New York Comedy Fe- Comedy Festival. New York Comedy Comedy Festival? No, New York Comedy Festival. Um, and then, I don't know, I got a show on the 6th. But I'm interested with Ari Shafir and Friends or something. Just a regular stand-up. Um, all right, that's it. Shall we start the episode? Oh, and then Phoenix Storytelling Show on October 27th. Um. Oh wait, no, we already did the episode. So, oh, what'd you guys think? That's it. What'd you guys think? There's still more different types of fun that we didn't talk about. Um, drug fun. God, that is fun. It's fun to do fun drugs. What am I even doing at this point? 
It's been four plus hours. There's no reason for me to do a, a, a longer outro. We should just, fi- I just, I'm done. Watch Bert's special, Secret Time. It's on Netflix right now. Um, and that's it, right? There's, there's no reason to say anything else. I gotta go to fucking burgers. I gotta take a dump. I gotta equalize this. Yeah. Happy Yom Kippur. Somebody remind me to talk about the Hasidic ambulance ladies. The Photoshop by Comedy Photoshop this week was fucking tremendous. Um, I rarely have it done before I do the intro and the outro. Uh, and that's it. Don't forget my European tour. Um, I should have said this in the intro. Should I redo the intro? No. I'm good. My European tour, though. Uh, Oslo, Stavanger in Norway, Berlin, Stockholm, Reykjavik, Copenhagen, Amsterdam, Zurich, Jerusalem, Brussels. Is that it? Nope, nope. Uh, Dublin, Manchester, London, Brighton, and that's it. I think that's it. I got an offer to go to Prague, but... That means I have to give up one of my three days in Berlin. Not going to happen. I'm going to have some fun myself in Berlin. Um, all right, you guys. That's it. Next week, who do I have on? Unknown. Could be anybody. All right. Bye. Is that it? Why do I feel like there's something I'm missing saying? Oh, okay. So for the storytelling show at Wise Guys in Utah. So Friday will be the same show. The early and late show will be the same. And Saturday uh, will be a different show, but the same early and late show on Saturday. So if you want to come, you can have the one show on Friday, one show on Saturday, uh, and they'll be all different. Um, Same comics, but all different. Of course, put pressure on Big J to come. Uh, He's 50-50, whether he will or not. Uh, It's always hard to get him to actually do fun things. It's always hard to get him to do fun things. Just go and have a good time. Anyway, um, yeah, that'll be good. And honestly, if anybody knows, we got a fucking great hookup from a beautiful lady um, who got me and O'Neill ski anywhere passes that we could borrow. If anybody has shit like that, because we're not just going to ski one place. I want to go Alta, Brighton, Snow Basin, Park City, some other places. Let's mix it up, you know? Mix it up. Um so if anybody has access to those to save us cash to make this fucking trip work, that'd be cool. But, you know, contact me. Contact at AriShafir.com. Um, all right. That's the episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this with people. Um, tickets available at AriTheGreat.com as well as the music choices every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir Skeptic Sank. Episode, oh, I didn't even say in the intro what the episode was called. I got to do a tag on to the episode. Episode 336 or 7? Uh, 7? 6. Um, 336, yeah. Fun is a four-letter word. With Burke Kreischer, over and out. Goodbye. Every morning, every evening, ain't we got fun? Not much money, oh, but honey, ain't we got fun? The rent's unpaid, dear, we haven't a car. 
But anyway, dear, we'll stay as we are, even if we owe the grocer, though we have fun. Tax collectors getting closer, still we have fun. There's nothing surer, the rich get rich and the poor get poorer. In the meantime, in between time, ain't we got fun? Don't we have fun? Still we have fun. The grocer, don't we have fun? Tax collectors getting closer. Mmm, what fun! There's nothing surer. The rich get rich and the poor get poorer. In the meantime, in between time. 